Have you ever had a dream that that you um you had you 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 could you do you you want you you could do so you you do you could you you want you want him to do you so much you could do anything. Look at all them TVs! What is going on here? What is all this? Wow! When I was a kid, I only had one TV. What? Right now? We're live right now? You didn't tell me that. That was not part of our agreement. Uh-uh. Oh my goodness. What do you mean he's not here? He can't even do his own show? Well, I tell you what, man. Okay. I'll go ahead and do the dang old intro. Okay. <clears throat> okay. We're gonna go ahead here. We're gonna do this show. Hello, everybody. My name is Randy. And you can call me... Randy, you can call me anything you want to, actually. Just don't call me after seven. <laughs> See, that's when I take my medications and they all kick in. <laughs> so, okay, well, graphics department, if you want me to do this show, you better go ahead and throw up some graphics now. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and start this show. Alright, there it is, see? Look at that. The Audio Rose Podcast. <sighs> now then. <clears throat> there we go. Okay, now here's how we're gonna do this. Since Jared isn't here for his own show, now what kind of person gets their own show and doesn't even show up? Okay, well, whatever. I'll go ahead and do this dang old show. Now, kick it off. What we got first? Well, you can see us right here on the old Facebook and YouTube. If you wanted to, you could hit like and subscribe and tell somebody about what we're doing here. But, uh, you could also do what kids are doing up here. You know, this... Instagram and Twitter, all that fun stuff that them kids be doing. 
And if you're an old fart like me, and you don't want to watch something for a couple hours and be entertained, well, you can listen to these audio shows on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Podbean. <laughs> Podbean, you said Podbean. Huh? Okay, now then, I'm going to give you a tip today, see? I'm going to save you a whole bunch of money. <laughs> Here's how. You can send us a letter by going on your old computer and typing one up. At the top of it, make sure you type in the Audio Roast Podcast at gmail.com. And then you type up what you want to send. Send us a love letter. Ooh. Or you can send us some game ideas, some tips, some criticism. No, don't be doing that now. We can't have that. Um, send us anything you want, really. I guess it's okay. To the Audio Roast Podcast at gmail.com. Now, here's where I can save you a ton of money. You go ahead and hit send, and by hitting send, you save over 50 cents that you would have put in the mail by giving us a mail-in letter. <laughs> so there, I saved you money, and you didn't even have to call that gecko. <laughs> okay, now speaking of money, we need some. Look at this. We don't even have a proper host. What kind of show is this? Okay, go over to the Patreon channel. That's www.patreon.com slash the Audio Roast Podcast and sign up for a monthly membership to help support the show. Or, if you want to be more like the kids and do the cash app, you can do it. By typing in dollar sign the audio roast podcast or everybody's got a PayPal. You know you do. You'd be buying all that stuff up on the internets on the Amazon and the Etsy and the eBay. And that stuff you ain't supposed to know about, you know, you know, that other adult fun stuff. <laughs> Anyway, okay, so that's how you do it. And what you do by doing that is you help keep up all these lights and TVs on, see? And we got a lot of them up here, so go ahead and do that. Now, here's what we did, or what somebody around here did last week. We did live local photography appreciation. We had Mr. Marty Jones from Music Man Photography here with us. And we had Brenda Fulbright from Raven Angel Photos. And we had a great time talking about a bunch of pictures and focus and lenses. So that's what we did, see? <laughs> now then, here's what we got next week. Let's see, what is it we got? Wow! We got some shock rock. I'm already scared. Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay, okay, I can do this, I can do this. Okay, next week we've got chakra. Oh! Uh, okay, okay, just breathe, Randy, just breathe. Okay, we got Mr. Stephen Montecor March joining us next week. 
as well as Matthew Newkirk. Now, that's going to be kind of a Halloween show, a special, if you will. But this week, we've got something fun. See all these TVs back here? They're here for a reason, see? Because this week, we're going to be determining the greatest instrumental TV shows of all time. <laughs> yeah, so if they got words in them, you know, more than three words, it ain't going to be on today's show. <laughs> You'll have to tune in to another Tournament of Champions for that. Now, with us today, we've got from the band Chaos Theory and Identity Crisis, we've got Josh Poole. And also with us from Papa Green Shoes, we've got Jody Guy, not gal, not girl, not boy, Jody Guy Cottingham. And we're going to have us a fun time today. What? Okay, I'll wrap it up. Don't rush me. Don't rush me. Uh, man, okay, they're rushing me. I gotta go, kids. Now, go ahead and watch these commercials, and hopefully Jared will show up sometime soon. See ya! Okay, well, thank you, Randy, for that wonderful intro. Wow. How's it going out there, everybody? Um, good to see everybody along. Uh, I was obviously running a little bit behind today, and uh, somebody had to take the show over. So uh, glad to finally be here. Um, sorry if you were confused on what show you're watching. Um, take your medicine and go away now, Randy. You're, you're good. Thank you. Yep. All right. Good night. Okay, so we are here, folks. We are um, going to go ahead and finish what Randy started. And we're going to do our next segment, which is, of course, Seven Songs in Seven Days. All right, kitties. So um, before we start this, I just want to say hello to everybody. And um, yes, the singer is always late, Dan. And um, <laughs> he also, Chris says, uh, Law must have picked up Jared streaking again. Yes, that's the third time this week. Um, I'm trying to get it all in before the cold front hits. So, um, okay, we've got um, seven songs in seven days. We've got a whole bunch of songs that I had never, ever even listened to um, and some bands that I'd never even heard of. So um, I, I had kind of this epiphany, if you will, this week. And I went ahead and took all seven of these songs and reacted to them um, on video. And I'll be putting those up on Patreon for you to get a detailed analysis of as the song plays, what's going through my mind and that kind of thing. So... Um, I'm going to stay after the show and upload some of those so you can check those out. But without any further ado, let's jump right into it. In the number seven spot given to us by Scott Garmory, we've got Forward Momentum by Dark Tranquility. And um, yeah, you know, here's the thing. I don't want to get into a whole lot of breakdown with these songs. Like I said, I've got them up on Patreon, so check them out. But um, yeah, I, uh, I'm actually going to go ahead and bring on today's one of today's guests, I should say and um, see if he can stake his claim on this, because in the number six position, for the third time with a King's X song, is um, Dogman by King's X. So um, let me see here if I can get um, Mr. Josh Poole over here and see if he can um, define, if I can hit the right buttons, maybe. We'll see. We'll just go this way. <laughs> 
we'll go this way. Um, or not. Hey, there we go. Um, and then I got to do one of these numbers. There we go. Okay, so Josh, my man, uh, we'll pretend we haven't introduced you yet, but right. uh, you, you've got to sell me on this King's X. I, I King's honestly, X? I have to sell you on you, King's X. You do. See, here's the thing. So, okay, what is your problem with King's X? <laughs> oh my gosh! Tell that to Pearl Jam. Tell that to Alice in Chains. <laughs> Tell that to Nirvana. Fair, but here's okay. A These guys influenced all those groups. Well, do you like Pearl Jam? I, I'll, I'll do you be like honest. Audio Slave? Yeah, but okay, I'll, do you, but I was so, late. I was late to the party on that. So for me, they were the inventors. I was not around for the for the um, for the the growth period, the the inception of grunge, if you will. Um, I, I I think that um, the thing that was smart for Pearl Jam and um, Alice in Chains, and you mentioned Audio Slave, which by the way was fifteen years past that. Um, <clears throat> Uh, was uh, still influenced by him <laughs> for sure. Uh, was the fact that they, um, you know, pepped up the music a little bit and had had more rock and roll influence in it and less atmospheric kind of stuff. Now, I will give you credit. Dogman seemed to have a lot more pep in it than the previous two songs that you suggested, but I just I couldn't get into it, man. I don't know. And I know they're you know they're they're like local legends sort of thing. Like they they they're uh, not local legends. They're well, international legends, dude. Well, I know, but. I mean, didn't they originate from around here? They, they played did. here a lot, or they I mean, did. okay, so so there you go. So, uh, I wasn't here for that, so I don't get it either. You know, it is what it is. I well, guess I just what is it about King's X that sticks out to you more so than Pearl Jam and Alice in Chains? Is it just they were the first, and so no, no, they because I'm like that's a Diamond Dave argument, and that that's Ty, a sucky argument. Okay, Ty Tabor had a very innovative guitar tone, okay, and guitar style. Uh, he was pretty much the first one to really utilize drop D tuning in a very consistent way, which influenced all of the grunge and even the new metal and all the heavy metal that you hear nowadays. Drop T drop D tuning. Thank Ty Tabor for. Okay. Okay. Doug Pennick played a 12 string bass, ran a, a really nice distortion. There are people who have tried to analyze these guys' sound just so they could get something close to it. Gotcha. Okay, Ty would take his amps and he would strip all the faces off so he wouldn't let people know what, what type of gear he was playing with because he was that protective of his tone. Gotcha. You just never heard anything like that before in music. So they were innovative, uh, they were creative, and they were doing something completely 10 years ahead of their time. I mean, okay. I, I mean, I will give you credit for, for them being the first and them being early to it. Um, because the grunge movement was a huge, I mean, honestly, it was, it was a massive movement, um, that really changed, uh, forever the shape of music, uh, modern music as we know it. Um, so, I mean, I'll give them that, but you know, it's, it's kind of like the first of anything it's, it's, there's a special place for it, but it's not even in the grand scheme of things. It's not a fully flushed out vision. You know what I mean? Like it has to have more bands that, that supplement the idea. Uh, the sum is greater than the, than a single part kind of thing. I can get what you're saying, but, uh, you know, they were the originators. So, all right, well, here's to King's X, uh, forever playing on Josh's turntables, if you will. And, uh, hopefully never again on mine. <laughs> okay. I just know if it's, if it's not 
um, oh, King Diamond. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. You know, then, there's, then, there's story, melody, progression, you know, yeah. stuff to keep you awake. Cat, cat like screaming. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what King's X is missing. Yeah, Here, that's all they're missing. Yeah. Here's the thing, too. I want to I want to talk about this because I've I've mentioned a couple times on the show um, that I'm in a metal cover band, and we still even today are <laughs> tossing up uh, name ideas and stuff. We still don't have that locked down. But I will say, King's X is a great band name. I will give them that a hundred percent, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. So and yeah. you just had three drinks, if, right? Uh, exactly. I'm trying to get people, game, yeah. you know, loosened up and feeling good. That's right. Uh, yeah. See, here you go. Uh, Elkie says Jared Isaac's too young. Exactly. Yeah, he just yeah. doesn't understand. So don't, it. so don't hate me for my youth. I don't I mean, hate you know. for your youth, but I just, you know, thought you were Disagree. a little more open to new things. Well, I am. Whenever they're good. <laughs> oh my gosh, people! All right, that's it. All I'm right. out of here. Yep. Good to see you. All right, we'll continue on. <laughs> All right, right. so um, coming up next, let's see here. We've got um, in the number six, I'm sorry, that was number six. In the number five position, we have got Home by Hurry Sundown. That one was given to to us by Elkie Caswell Bradford. Um, That was a song I'd never heard. I actually really, um, I really enjoyed that one. It was um, slow in a good way. (laughs) It was uh, not boring. It had a good story. You know, all the, all the high points. So, um, in the number four position, Marty Jones was one of the guests last week, as uh, Randy gave us uh, a fine um, tribute to. Uh, and it was given to us by Marty Jones. This one is Nasty Nasty by Black and Blue. And also another um, guest from last week is Brenda Fulbright, and she gave me a Slade song. And I mentioned this on the uh, video that I reacted to that will be on Patreon. I'm not sure if this is the same band Slade, like from the 70s, but it was a totally different sound to me if it was the same band. Um, and this one was called Keep Your Hands Off My Power Supply, which by by name automatically shoots through the atmosphere on the rankings. Um, so, yeah, who doesn't like a little innuendo? Am I right, Gene Whedon? Um, so number two position was given to us by Al Hutches, who always gives us a really nice variety of, of things. Um, I would imagine Al has like a huge music collection because he he has so many different things that he throws to us. Um, this one was by a band called Nathaniel Ratcliffe or Ratcliffe and the Night Sweats. And this song is called SOB. This song was funky, groovy. Um, again, I, I reacted to this one and it um, kind of reminds me of a mix between like, oh, brother, where art thou with... Um, who did I compare that to? I don't remember, but it was it was it had like some good harmony, like bluegrass type harmonies, and then it would get into like this total funk, like a. Mm, t- mm, t- mm, t- mm. It was really good, really good. Um, but for the second week in a row, holy cow, can you believe it? Chris Snyder, for the second time in two weeks, uh, has given us the number one position, and this is a band that I'd never heard of, and I don't know how. I'm again c- going to assume that this is an '80s band, but this is a band called Riot, and the song is called Blood Streets. Um, what a fantastic song. I, I dug that one the most out of all seven of these. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go over here to the comments and yeah, yeah. go ahead and nominate now for uh, any song, any genre for next week's seven songs in seven days and uh, use the hashtag seven so that I'm able to find it. And, yeah, we will uh, go ahead and, and kick things off here. And let's see what we've got. Let's see what we've got. 
Okay, so we're going to take a break and introduce our guest, and we'll be back in just one second. Hey, musicians. Do your shows need that extra layer of fun and excitement? Wow your fans with Next Level Production and let Sunset Productions help you up your game. We can create custom and unique sound, lighting, and video packages designed just for you and your budget. Let's work together and give our community the shows they deserve. For more information, contact Jared Isaacs at sunsetproductionsspringfield at gmail.com. You can also check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Sunset Productions. Sunset Productions. Don't be a jukebox. Be an experience. All right. So we are going to go ahead and kick off today's show. We're going to do things a little bit different. Obviously, we've got a special tournament of champions episode today. So we're not going to be playing any games or anything, but I need all the votes that we can get. So if you're here and you're a fan of TV theme songs, uh, please be sure to to vote on each of these brackets so that we're able to, um, you know, kind of have a better, the more votes, the better uh, it'll be. I don't know what I'm trying to say. You know what I'm trying to say. So, uh, yeah, go ahead. Keep coming with the uh, hashtag seven for the seven songs in seven days. And there's one. There's two. We're up to two, I think, so far. Funny. Um, I don't see any King's X. Wow, I must not be alone. (laughs) Shut up, Jared. (laughs) Um, I'm on your show. I can't do everything for you. Right. No, no, no. That's true. Uh, Dan Delaney says, sorry, I missed a lot of that section. The elderly cat, 13 years old, was trying to rape the young tomcat of four years old. Uh, I had to capture it. Yeah, uh, well, capture it in your hands or on video. (laughs) That, That changes the story drastically. Uh, there's uh, Chris with another one, uh, hashtag seven. Um, yeah, so real quick at the top of the show, I do want to say, even though Randy um, you know, th- uh, yelled at the graphics department to throw that up, I do want to say um, my condolences to uh, the family and friends of Thomas Cook, who, of course, was the drummer for Face the Wheel, a local uh, Springfield, Missouri metal band. And uh, I-, I had the pleasure of playing with them, I believe, in one show, if not more than that, um, in my band Death May Die. So... Uh, you know, I, I made a post about it, and I mean it. Um, Thomas made quite an impression to me and and to my bandmates. So uh, all good guys, and uh, you guys are in my thoughts. So hang in there, man. Um, okay, Al's uh, so, serious. Seriously, twenty five minutes to reboot the damn computer. Uh, tell me about it. Welcome to my world. Yes. So uh, okay, let's go ahead and introduce some guests and get this thing kicked off in style. Um, let's see if I can button push the right stuff. Perhaps. Hey, 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 that's the wrong one. You're not me. Yeah, we'll, we'll go this side. We'll go this side. Um, possibly. Possibly not. Yeah, we're there. There we go. Okay, I just hit the wrong thing. Um, hi, Josh. How's it going? Hi, Jared. I'm doing fine. <laughs> Are you, buddy? I'm, I'm having s- a bit of an identity crisis. Oh, identity look at you. Hey, look at you, my man. I plugged the band with that. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I'm I'm so glad to finally have you on the show, man. You you're one of our um, well, you're not one of you are like the longest running um, watcher, if you will, viewer of the right. show. So and, I, and I'm waiting for my check. So well, that makes two of us. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's see here if I can. Whoop, hey, there whoop, we go. Yeah. Uh, adjust this Hobbit camera. 
Is that a height <laughs> reference? No, it's a curly hair reference. Come uh, okay, on, dude. Come, come on. on. Now I'm I'm not gonna have you on and roast you. I mean, well, of course, that's not, not no, anything that, that, like what we do. That? No, no, we don't do that kind of thing here. Um, speaking of roast, mm. we're sipping on some uh, classic rock coffee breakfast blend this week. And uh, Breakfast in America, I believe, is what it's called. And it is, uh, mm, it is quite patriotic, tasty. yeah. Man, <laughs> right. Um, so, okay, let's, um, I tell you what, I want to ask you a few questions. Okay. Normally, normally I do the interview kind of in the middle of the show, but here's what I want to do I want to tell these people why you're qualified to be on today's show. Okay. Jody, keep breathing. You're all right. It's, it's all right. good to be here. You're, we'll get to you. <laughs> um, so, why are you qualified? No, I'm kidding. What? Um, you know, I've got to start. I was available, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they've uh, i've spent hours and hours in front of the television there you go there you go um okay so serious stuff you know where right. i'm you know where i'm gonna start with okay. um what's your favorite flavor of pop tart uh i like the um the fruit flavored ones so you know cherry strawberry that's that's a good answer that's exactly where i'm at right. to be honest um where, where are you at on like the pretzel pop tarts and the, the the no frosted and all the all the well see i'm i'm diabetic so i can't eat that stuff anymore so i i haven't really delved into the like the the new technology in pop tarts so i i couldn't tell you that's fair I, and i don't know that i would consider it technology in fact it's taking away right yeah so uh yeah um al says uh does it say i love bieber on the bottom of joshua's coffee mug it does it, it does <laughs> yeah <laughs> in itty bitty fine print but it's there see it there it is <laughs> um hey man don't be knocking the beebs no absolutely not i know you're a fan i um, am and there's nothing wrong with that there, so um talk to me about your new project you've been first My of all project yeah you've been in, you've been in chaos theory for quite a while right yeah yeah i've been about four years i think four years and that's still gonna go correct <laughs> well we haven't decided to break up yet so okay well that's we're, hey we, we're missing a guitarist and singer but you know it's time of covid so we're not really sure. worried about replacing anytime soon but uh, right. we're open to it so. gotcha gotcha so it's it's not a the, the book hasn't closed no no if anyone asks us to play we'll probably find someone to fill in for, right for jeff but uh hey yeah, randy randy where are you at you want to sing <laughs> <laughs> there's a height limit to the oh, band. oh so why are you in the band there's too tall i mean i just i barely slipped in they do have that if you're too, this tall you can't ride the ride type of uh -huh. thing and I, i'm just over it like about an inch and a half so okay <laughs> an inch matters that's right um <laughs> my mouth is shut on that one i'm not gonna comment i'm not gonna comment <laughs> the fact that your mouth is shut um okay so moving right along tell me about okay. the new the new band identity the new crisis band identity crisis it's, it's aaron gabrielle uh, -huh. uh travis and aaron from uh got you covered yep. are in there and um, king covered i believe i think they're both in that as well i i, I know got you covered there you go <laughs> yeah. chris chime in i know you yeah. know the boys you know the boys no chris Chris Schneider. Oh, you're talking to the yeah, people. Yeah, yeah I'm okay. talking. To, I'm talking to the you know our, our audience. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're both amazing. I know it's weird for you to be on this side of the camera. It is, yeah. 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 So, first time I've ever played with those guys, and they are amazing, amazing musicians, and we are having a great time, and we're coming up with a really eclectic playlist. So, yeah, which I'm is cool. So I know that was yeah. yeah, that was kind of a thing. Whenever uh, whenever Aaron was with Wicked Shimmy, I don't know 
the restructuring of Wicked Shimmy if they've altered their set list or not. But that was something I actually enjoyed about um, Aaron is that she liked to throw in all kinds of stuff. So like what don't throw out like four or five songs that you're doing to kind of show the variety of what you guys have got. Uh, we're doing Psycho Killers uh, from the Talking Heads. Uh, we're doing some um, Foo Fighters, uh, Lady Gaga, uh, some Prince. So it's just uh, we're going to be working in some Metallica. Uh, not Dang. Metallica, but, uh, uh megadeth, megadeth. So, yeah not metallica They're yeah come on now don't oh, yeah. don't know all that that you know about king's yeah. x and Mes yeah. metallica and I'm megadeth so, up. Yeah, oh. they're, they're the same band aren't they oh really? my god okay moving <laughs> so yeah uh you know basically from lady gaga to megadeth so and everything in between i love but, that i love that so much yeah it's gonna be a great project we're having a lot of fun with it um elky says king cover is no longer it looks like they got dethroned oh my gosh dang it um so do you guys have your first show booked or anything yet? Or have uh, you? We're, we're talking with some clubs right now. Nothing is set in stone right now, uh, but we're looking at the beginning of the year. Uh, Very good. Yeah. So we got I, mean, I feel like a lot of bands are kind of waiting for, you know, things to kind of turn around right. and hopefully, you know, beginning of next year, things look a little bit different or may, I'm, I'm sure that won't be back to normal per se, mm -hmm. but, you know, better than where we are now, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, so. We've only had like maybe three or four practices with this current lineup. Uh, so we've got a lot of work as far as getting songs and getting all that in place, but it's coming along real quick. And so well, good. everyone's real professional. So we're looking to play out as soon as possible. Good. Very good. Um, so I got to ask um, also, uh, if you weren't a musician and, and by day you work at Ark of the Ozarks, correct? Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you would have followed your childhood dream, would you still be on the same path or what would you be? <sighs> I would be an entertainer of some, some, uh, some vein. I don't know, maybe actor or, or I don't know, busker I, or something, but I, yeah, music is really what I wanted to do. Uh, I got I, my, I started on like musical theater. So acting and singing and all that stuff has always been a part of my life since gotcha. like elementary school. So I feel I like I'm an entertainer. Yeah. No, I feel like you've almost missed your calling as a vaudeville actor. Like, you know, just, you know the whole jazz hands and the thank you and the puts another down. nickel in in the Nickelodeon. Hey, hey, yeah, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I dig it. Um, and, and that shows through honestly, Josh, in your in your personality. And I just realized that too. Do you prefer Josh or Joshua? It doesn't matter. I I when I was younger, I liked Joshua. It just sounded like a stronger name, but I gave up on it. No one, <laughs> no one. It's like, hey, my name's Joshua. Hey, how you doing, Josh? So you know, never really right. It's one of those That's names fair. that people automatically shorten. So, it, yeah, right. You get you get mm -hmm. the shorter of the stick on that for uh, sure. It is. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Um. And so, um, I've got uh, you know, a little clip of of you playing with um Chaos Theory. Okay. And feel free to tell us, you know, kind of commentate over it and tell us what we're seeing, uh, where you guys are playing, that kind of thing. Okay. And uh, we'll take it from there. So. Okay. Oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's not me. That's not you. That's him. We're really Joey. into his identity hey. crisis thing, aren't we? Yeah, we are. How's it going, my pixie stick brother? It's good. How are you? Better there now. You there you go. We got more. We got. When he said he was diabetic, I was like, get all the candy away from him now. Get away. Get all the candy away. <laughs> oh man, thank you, Jody, so much for being here, man. Thank you. This is really, really good. <laughs> this is cool. Incoming. No, it, and yeah, and so full disclosure, like. I had nothing. So I try to like book two or three months out at a time. And it was like coming up and I'm like, oh, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. 
And last week it was the end. I was at the edge of the cliff and had nothing booked. I'm like, oh God, help! And uh, you're right there, man. And I appreciate that so much. You're welcome. I've been a, I've been a, a fan of of yours and your brother and Papa Green Shoes um, for quite some time. But you, for whatever reason, you and I, our paths haven't totally crossed where we can do exactly this. You know, hang, and you know, hang out and have a little conversation and have some fun and kind of get to know each other. So I'm excited for this. Let's do it. So tell me about uh, first of all, I've got to know about your obsession with candy uh, i for one um here you go what do you got what do you got i oh am a fellow candy lover and oh, yes. and uh so yeah so i i appreciate it about you so that's a mix of two different uh blends of skittles so tell me what you think of that i'm all about mixing candy there you go my brother and i one time on the road we put together sweet tarts and hot tamales driving down the highway and that was an excellent combo sweet tarts and hot tamales yeah take hot tamales and sweet tarts or we we did it with sweet tarts but you know any of the sugar candy just smash them all together and chew them on down interesting Mm-hmm. Huh. okay a beautiful voice jody you do you do not with candy in my mouth i don't well okay. <laughs> <laughs> um so thank you are, joshua you're welcome what was what was it like for you i mean tis a season what was halloween like for you is that like the the be all end all for you like getting all that candy and stuff as a kid or what did you not go trick-or-treating or what was what was that like for you it was great it was yeah. great yeah um now as an adult i just do it all year long <laughs> right nobody to tell you not to no just yep. gobstoppers and that smarties is. and sprees and pixie sticks and Yes, you know, that is that is candy. the uh, the plus side to being an adult for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't matter if it spoils your dinner because it is dinner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is a lot of times. Fair and enough. Lunch. Right. So, Jody, I I like I said, I don't really know you know you, but I know a lot of uh, people hold you in high regard. You've been uh, a musician in the area for quite some time. When, when did you get your start in music and and like your first band and that kind of stuff. Oh, well, my dad was a professional musician here in town and, you know, Stoney and I just grew up in a house that had nothing but music in it. Okay. Um, there's pictures and such of being one, two holding basses and guitars and playing on B3 organs and beating on drums. Right. But I remember getting on my real drum set, uh, from the drum key here in Springfield from the Bedell family. And I was seven. And so we started playing and I was probably closer to 12 or 13 years old when we started playing uh, so-called professionally, uh, which means we got paid a little bit of money. And from that point on, you know, I was really lucky to get to play with some of the old heads in town. Um, your your Don Shipses, your Bud Johnsons, your Huey Walpos, your, you know, uh, Lloyd Hicks, Pete Generous. I'd, I'd get to sit and watch them and sometimes play um, Blue Monday gigs down at the Buffalo Bar on Monday nights. As a little dude, watching all the old guys, um, it just gave me a chance to kind of learn the difference between. And then, of course, I I, I wanted to do it. Um, and then from you know high school, you just find guys and you start playing. And yeah, and then you know you'd sit in with the old dudes when they needed somebody. And from that point on, we just kept learning and kept playing and still doing it. Man, that's so cool because for me, like my dad was in a band, but uh I was far too young to like I would he would go do a gig and either mom would watch me or my my grandparents that kind of thing while he wouldn't play the show. So for me, I saw pictures once I was older of dad behind a drum set, you know, and that kind of thing. So and I talked about this on the Unsung Dreamers that it was almost intangible. Like I saw pictures of it, but it was never real life for me. But for you it was the opposite. You were right there and and grew up with it the whole time. Oh, absolutely. So so what a cool experience for you. So 
did you ever take like formal lessons or anything or is it just what you picked up around you i tried when i was a little kid i was trying and you know so if you try to take drum formal lessons that means okay take this stick take that stick play on this practice pad right left right left right left right left over and over and over or you know right left right right left right left left they're trying to simply teach you those rudiments and and teach you sticking and and you know all the things that are real important but at the time i'm already playing a five-piece drum set and playing with adults and playing out there in the middle of you know all the clubs and honky tonks and what have you so right that seemed a little weird and i and i i tried for a couple of weeks um and then i didn't i just said forget that and i went back to playing where i really learned about music and notes and 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 learning how to read and and timing and and structure was in high school because because I was playing in all these places, um, there were band directors and teachers and choir directors that would come out and watch us play. And then, so the next thing you know, I'm in high school and they're getting called to the office and there's this kid that knows how to play drums and they introduced me to Charlie Lober, which was the band director at the time. And I just immediately changed my schedule and started playing in the high school band at Hillcrest High School. By the end of that year, I was running drum lines and playing in jazz bands and pep bands and choir and orchestra and backing up this, you know, all the, the drama department. And I just immediately started swallowing it all up. And then that was daytime during school. And at nighttime, it was still the same thing. I mean, dad's playing in groups and, and I'm, I'm watching it happen live. And, um, that's kind of the start. Wow. So you've played drums for a long time. Is there any other instrument that you do play or, or was drums your only focus? I don't play any other instrument very well. And, um, I can pound out piano. I, recently, what I've realized is I, I haven't figured out the instruments, but I can learn patterns kind of like playing drums. Um, but I can learn a pattern on a keyboard and sit there and play you a song. I call it campfire music. You know, like I can take the guitar one time and yes. sing you a song. I could sit down at a at a baby grand in a hotel lobby and, and sing you a song, but I am not a bass player, piano player, guitar player. I've kind of just cursed with playing drums. Gotcha. Well, and that's not a bad curse. Um, real quick, because I, I spoke to my dad earlier this week. Um, here he is. He says that he saw you and your brother play for a party at Russ Friday's, and he thought you guys were great. Um, Thank you. And uh, he says, uh, never saw a guy that tall sit on a drum throne, but was about a foot high. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I am very, very tall. And then all I've always joked around that the world wasn't made for a guy my height. Um, so all the chairs, I'm actually sitting at a normal height. It's just that I look like a giraffe. You know, I'm just back there, just all arms and legs. And <laughs> right, and I do a lot of moving too. So yeah, um, yeah, you world, do. And and so because of you know the the arm length and the leg length, it it does kind of look like you know animal from the Muppets or something. Just you're yeah. all over the place, you yeah. know. Yeah, uh, but very controlled, unlike animal. Um, that probably came from, you know, uh, from the being taught almost abusively of the difference of right and wrong from my dad mm -hmm. and then all his friends. Um, and then also from the structure of school. I mean, you learn things like dynamics and, and, For sure. and touch and timbre and, and yeah. tempo. And, and those things are super important. I, a drummer is not supposed to just sit back there and beat the lights out of stuff. Correct. A drummer needs to basically be able to hear everything that's going on and hold everybody in a nice spot and keep the train on the track yeah um in fact i think it was the drummer for uh, aerosmith in an interview one time that put it in my opinion very perfectly it was like he he said something to the effect of he was the pit stop in the race or or the gas station if you will 
while the other band members are, are the stock cars or the, the race cars going around everywhere. But anytime that they needed, you know, to stop off at the pit or, or fill up with gas, um, that's when you make that connect that eye connection with you. And it's like immediately you're, you know, there's just this synchronicity that happens instantly through just eyes uh, without having to say a word. And I feel like that's also uh, kind of a job of a drummer that's unspoken about is you're the reins of the whole thing. You know, if, if people were getting too fast or, or, too far out or if a singer misses a verse like it's kind of up to you to bring it back and okay here's where we are kind of thing i like i like directing traffic yeah i like directing the yeah traffic. exactly uh, and and that's kind of the uh the analogy that um man i can't think of his name the drummer for aerosmith aerosmith's um, drummer yeah, yeah there you go um that's kind of the same sort of thing that he was saying you know is is he was the director of traffic so i, I find myself doing that and what's really beautiful is when you have uh guys in the group that can take direction or that actually give you direction that are open because to I'm, I'm not always the leader. I love it when other people are like, we're going to go here. We're going to do this. We're going to move to this. We're going to do that. Yeah, you betcha. But like you said, whenever the cars are getting tired or you need to change tires or fill up on gas, then I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you all night long. There you go. There you go. Um, Josh Poole from Springfield says, no sugar-free candy for your guests. What kind of show are you running over here, That's Jared? A wise man. <laughs> wise man. Al Hutches immediately chimes in and says, he has turnips for you. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Rodney Mullen says, Papa Green Shoes are just great to listen to. Seen seen them at the Rift many times and have never been disappointed in their sets. Absolutely. Um, you guys have a very eclectic set. Speaking of eclectic sets and identity crisis, um, talk to me about that. What... Like has your the style or the the set list of your the span of your musical life, Jody? Has that changed quite a bit, or do you still play a lot of the songs that you played, say, twenty years ago? Try not to. Okay. Try not to. Um, you know, when you first start playing music, unfortunately, it's the same songs. You're, you know, Brown Eyed Girls and Sweet Home Alabamas and the blah blah and all the Hort Mustang Sallies. You hear all that. Sure. Um, this pop and then so stoney my dad and i we had the cotton gim band that was pretty much original but we do a lot of soul things a lot of funk things okay um and then we spent years in that tripwire band and the tripwire band was just a blues band it was just the same three or four or five different blues licks because there's only so many things you can do in a blues genre for sure um but that's what makes blues inter interesting absolutely. to people it's is how do you manipulate those those few things exactly that's the same thing as if i mean you know from death metal to bluegrass it's all got their spot now, in the Papa Green Shoes group, that's one of the things we want to do. We want to have that variety. And so having keys, sax, bass, four vocalists, drums, guitar, harmonica, um, we have the chance to manipulate sounds all the time. Right. We're doing, we're kind of doing what we want to do, which is almost selfish, but it's fun because we come to the plate saying, hey, I want to try this one or I want to try that one. And we do want to mix it up. There's nights where we've came in and done an entire acoustic show. Or there's nights we come in and we switch instruments. Or there's nights we come in and really just kind of theme it on all dance stuff. Or we come in and do more melodic uh, songs that are more listening type songs. Yeah. And we try to keep it fresh because, I mean, when you're playing somewhere every single week, uh, you got to change it up. So we probably know, you know, a couple, two, three hundred songs and we probably get to play. Good Lord. And we probably get to play... Uh, you know, about 20, 25 of them a night just depends on how the night goes. Sure. No. And you know, I, I, I will take the stance that I don't think it's selfish, um, to want to do what you want to do. Um, and, and my stance on that actually has changed over time because my previous eighties cover band, um, sunset strip, we, we kind of chased the dragon, if you will, where it was like, we, we started out, 
um, kind of the synopsis of our band was we're not going to do the number one songs. We're going to do the number two songs. Right. So we're not going to be doing Back in Black. We'll do a whole lot of Rosie. Yes. You know, that kind of thing. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and and that was for us. And we, we really liked that. And then it was like, man, we we've got people on the dance floor. How do we get more people on the dance floor? Well, they want to hear pour some sugar on me and and people will come and oh, they want to hear um, once bit and twice. Shy. People will come. And after a while, I'm like, God, I'm so tired of these dang songs, you know? Um, so I, I feel like by doing that, like I'm sacrificing a little bit. I mean, I'm still having fun, but I'm sacrificing like my my full sense of uh, total satisfaction for for the end product of what I'm doing. So I don't think it's bad to to try and be selfish because I feel like that's conveyed across uh, the, the people watching you. Like if you feel like if I feel like you're kind of holding back, or you're not given like the true colors of Jody. You know, right, then then right. it's almost unfair. So I've I've really changed my stance on that. I think it is a good thing to to kind of be selfish in that. People are coming to pay or paying to come and see you. Um, do you? You know, and, and that's what we want to do. We we don't want to. Um, I mean, I saw an advertisement that said, "Don't be a jukebox," and yeah. that is exactly our thing. People come to watch you play and 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 be entertained by you, and hopefully they walk away thinking, "Wow, that was neat." Whether it's a sax solo or yep. whether it's, you know, just some song they hadn't heard in a long time. Um, I really want to do those things um, and not get stuck in a rut of playing the same songs. We get there, though, too. I mean, you'll have a night and, a, and the dance floor is popping and popping. And the last thing you want to do is, like, bring all that energy back down. Right. So you find yourself the next song calling or the next song calling. It ends up being another dance tune or another four on the floor or another. Yep. We call it through driving through Kansas a lot of time when we're just, you know, joking around in the bus. Right. We can just be driving through Kansas, seeing nothing but dancing and dancing and dancing. That's not like doing a song that you may be putting a little more of your spirit into a little bit more of your soul into. It's exactly and, right. And, and then touching people in a different way. And, I want to, this is going to sound horrible, but I kind of want to touch everybody every way. I want you to be able to come in. You want the roller coaster. I want the roller coaster because I never give less than a hundred percent. I mean, we are given everything we got every single time we give it. Yeah. And that's a truly unique thing too, about two things. First of all, if you, if you have that many songs, you have a, a more, more tools at your disposal to navigate, you know, where the show is going. Um, and because of that, you're, I mean, so I guess what I'm really saying is like in my, again, I'll, I'll draw the same comparison in my old band, Sunset Strip. We had, say, maybe 60 songs, 70, something like that. So in a night, we're only going to play like 35. So we had some room, mm-hmm. but still, we're, we're still shuffling the same, you know, little block. Whereas you're really able to navigate in, in Papa Green Shoes, like, okay, if people are, if you're, if you're paying attention and people are wanting to dance and you notice they're just, you know, kind of going up to the bar anytime something slow happens, you're able to navigate that or vice versa. Um, and I think that really works to your advantage. So is it, is it hard for you and your band members to remember that? I mean, how, tell me about how you practice and stuff. How, how do you remember all those songs? We don't, <laughs> uh, we don't, we don't, we don't, and we don't rehearse very much. I think we practice a lot because we practice at home by ourselves. Yeah. And then we rehearse together uh, and then we take perf- notes, people and seriously we perform when it's time to get paid. And so practicing happens at home. And that's the neat thing is because we can be practicing at home. And um, I remember this one time Casey came to the table. We were doing a solo thing. And a lot of times we'll do a complete solo thing, like maybe right before a break um, and we'll, or right after a break, instead of coming right back in from a break and just, you know, throwing a brick through the window. Right. We will end up like kind of getting their attention slowly. And Casey comes to the table with a Black Sabbath tune uh, that changes its tune. 
Oh yeah. But he yeah. does it so slow and so eerie and so soulful. It just blew my mind. I'd never heard that version. And that's something that we do in the band is we try to find songs that everyone's heard before that way, but now let's do it this way and right. see if we can't throw curveballs at people along as, you know, with strikes as well too, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. But we absolutely. love throwing curveballs. Love throwing them. That's what makes it fun, man, for sure. Um, Holly Lambert says, uh, love Papa Green Shoes. Come back to the riff. Miss you on Thursdays. Love drummers. Uh, we lead, we follow as long as we're in the groove. Yep, that's that's very well put, for very, sure. Very good. Um, and Elkie says that uh, Tripwire is going to Memphis. Oh, that's a song called Going to Memphis. Oh, um, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. It's a song my dad wrote, and uh, we do we did Going to Memphis, and we, we've we done it three or four or five different versions as well, too. But that's a song Jimmy wrote, my dad. Very nice. Um, she says that uh, she loves that you guys do such a variety. Yeah, same, we same. Do. We do. It's fun. And, yeah. and honestly, it makes it, um, because you guys were... Um, one of the one of the times that I was able to work with you guys was um, I believe it was Get Your Rock Life Back Two I believe yeah 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 and um, yeah and so that was what's that's another thing uh, that's what I meant to say earlier about um, having a, a big set list and being able to navigate through the night what also opens you up to be able to play with so many different bands you don't get cornered into okay we got to play with other blues bands or we got to play with other you know what I mean what have you like you you're able to open yourself up to that when Russ came to Russ comes to a show you know Dirty Saint Russ uh-huh. and uh, former Dirty Saint Dirt, Russ you're right right <laughs> superstar Russ right um, he's like you're no blues band you guys are a rock and roll band and it probably was because they were in the house and we kind of like geared our 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 medicine a little bit more rock and roll. And then he's like, well, could you, you know, and he gave us the opportunity to come in and do that show with a bunch of rock and rollers. And we just did. We just took, you guys our, fit. we you... just took our rock and roll songs and we just smashed them. Yes. And got on and got off and see you later. Yep. No. And it, it was a great set for sure. And I didn't think that you guys stood out like a sore thumb. Like, why are these guys mixed with them? Like right. it showed that you guys are, are versatile enough to be able to, to, um, you know, be the, the square peg it, that fits in the round hole. It is fun, man. It is so much fun. But, you know, as a kid drummer growing up, I had the rock and roll bands. I grew up in the 80s. It was all hair and makeup. And, you know, those albums that everybody's playing now, they were coming out when I was a kid. So to do that, and then, you know, of course, we had our spill on doing uh, punk bands, you know, just the whole, you know, punk scene was interesting right. to me. Um, and then the death metal scene. Uh, we had a death metal group when, like a public assassin was first coming out. We had a group that toured, like not toured, but we played with them all the time in town called full contact. And Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. We had a full blown, all original band called full contact. And it was nothing but mosh, mosh, mosh. And my mom named it because I took her to this show that we, you know, that we're having these shows, you know, those underground shows and it was actually right. on commercial street where the cop shop is now. Okay. But this multi-level building and we'd go upstairs and rent it out and we'd have these death metal shows and these punk shows. And I, my mom shows up and she's in the back row and I'm, I'm next to her and she probably doesn't feel real safe, but, um, she looks at me and she goes, that's a full contact sport. <laughs> and I was like, mom, you just named the band. Um, there you right. go. So we became full contact. That was, um, he's dead now, but Jeff Arbuckle was our guitar player and we called him the guitar buckle. Uh, Joe Morton, <laughs> Joe Morton, because he actually wasn't with the assassin at the time. Uh, right. Eric, uh, Eric, uh, Gunner was our singer, and then I played the drums, and it was fun to just sit back there and smash and thrash. And Dude, that blow! I mean, I'm I'm literally blown away. I didn't realize that that was part of your background or your makeup. Like, oh, yeah, we did all that. I've played everything from death metal to polka. I've played everything. That is, I mean, from, so I don't know. Did you um? 
But did your lines ever cross with uh, Kelly Bowman back in those in those days? And I'm not sure the time frame may be off, but he was also he was in a goth metal band, and obviously the dirty for the the drummer for the Dirty Saints. And same thing, I was like, you what? You with who? Right, right. Wow. Um, yeah. I love that you're open to that. Oh yeah. Well, it's would you ever would you ever be in a King's X tribute band? Um, only if Joshua was going to be in. (laughs) Oh. And I'll and I'll and I'll attack it. You know, I'll be like. His name's Joshua, not Josh. It's Josh. Joshua. Right. Okay. Joshua. And don't give him Joshua. no short jokes because I've got no. the other end. I'll take the, I'll take <laughs> oh, the tall dude, end. You're going to have to get a picture he of the bottom end. <laughs> you know, we both like red Pop-Tarts. Just keep them coming. Mm-hmm. And uh, now I remember, uh, here's how old I am. I remember King's X packing the, the uh, Bombay Bicycle Club on the south side of town. So full out the parking lot, both sides, east side, west side, south side, coming all the way to the north side to where they were almost standing in the middle of Battlefield Street. No kidding. But King's X group was a very trend-setting group. And I bet you there's a whole lot of truth to what Josh is talking about. Preach. There's been a lot of bands, but that's the unfortunate thing. See, you come up with an original concept, an original idea, an original sound. It doesn't matter who hits it. It's all been done before. Yes. You just got to go out, do it, have fun doing it, and give it 1,000% every time. Or stay at home. Right. Yes. You know? Yes, for but, sure. Yeah, the King's X was good, Joshua. They were. They were good. Um, so I've got, uh, before we before we really get things going here, um, you, you said you're a child of the 80s, correct? Yeah, I was born in the 70s, so I went to school all through the 80s. Okay, so tell, we're obviously doing TV theme songs here today. Are there any shows that really stand out to you, like from your childhood, whether whether they had lyrics or not? I know that's... We're doing an instrumental thing today, but did you ever, was that a big thing for you? The electric company, Sesame Street. Nice. Uh, Bob Ross painting on TV. Um, all the marathons, but see, like when I was in TV, there's like four channels and you know, there's four channels Same. and it was black and white and you got up and changed the channel and we didn't do a whole lot of TV watching. I probably watched a lot of TV in the morning time and the very, very at late night time. Gotcha. And so daytime television, not so much. We slept in the daytime. We slept all the time in the daytime. We were yeah. up all night long. Wow. Um, let's see here. Um, Cindy Lucas, how's it going? She says, uh, PGS plays a great range of songs. It's a full-time dance party and great musicianship. That's the thing that I noticed too. Um, like whenever I asked about, um, you know, how do you guys practice and that kind of thing? And and you're like, we don't, um, what you said about practicing at home shows through, it's not like the, the, the train may get derailed, but nobody knows it because you guys are, are your musicianship is, is at a level that uh, you're able to catch each other without missing a step. If it wasn't for things like media and YouTube and being able to have the tools needed to practice at home, we would have to have rehearsals all the time. True. And you're right. But what we do now, it's like, hey, we, we usually try not to do more than two songs a guy. So there's like eight tunes and we'll throw, here's my two, here's Dean's two, here's Casey's two, Stoney's two. We throw those all in a bowl. It's your job to learn them. And then once we learn them, we, we will come here because we'd play every Thursday and we'd show up maybe 30 minutes or an hour early. And then we'd and run, run through them. It. And you have, if you've done your job, then kind of like what you were talking about earlier, the first version of everything is never as good as the polished finalized version. Correct. And so we'd start a song, you know, and here we're going to do it like that. Well, maybe a month later, it's, it's a little different. You know, it's a little different. Maybe we've added this or taken away right. that or, or uh, you know, maybe changed the tempo completely. Or maybe we got rid of it. Because if we bring eight, so- eight songs to the table, truth is probably four to six of them stick. And- See, and that's what I was going to say. Like, I, I, I kind of want to spend just a touch more time on that and yeah. peel, peel the layers back. Because 
even for my own band, like uh, we do the same kind of thing, like throw it in a hat kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But how, how genuine is that for you? Like, is it Jody gets two picks and it doesn't matter what it is. Everybody's on board with playing it. Or is there somebody that's like, uh, I don't, you know, I don't think people are going to gonna get that or they're going to move to that. Or I, I think that's going to be a flop of a song. I don't know vocally if I can sing it, that kind of thing. Or is it like you've got carte blanche and whatever Jody picks is what we're playing and try it out. Um, it's not quite so that rigid. Um, but 99% of the time we play, I mean, we, nobody's throwing songs out unless somebody says, no, I don't want to play that song. And anyone in our group that says, no, we respect the no. You don't want to do it? Let's not do it. Big deal. We do that right. on a nightly basis. Out of all those songs that we may have on a list, because we don't make up set lists either. You, we, you we kind of call them on the fly. On the every time on the fly. Here yeah. you go. Bam, bam, bam. Yep. Um. So at maybe during the night, if we call one, and and I'm real bad about it. Um. I'm calling songs while we're playing the songs. I'm I'm building this show as we go all the time. So I might look left and look right, and then get attention, and like you're saying, kind of communicating just right. through eyes. Yep. And then I'll, we read my, we read, we read lips as well too. So uh-huh. if the next one's, you know, going to Memphis, okay, cool. You know, yep. and then you see it. And as long yep. as like two out of four, get it. The other two jump on the bus, but if they're brand new songs, you know, we kind of all have the same mentality of what we want to do. We kind of know what flavor our food is. We know what we're going to give. Right. Um, You're not going to throw in a death metal song for popping green shoes. That's well, unobvious. It's not going to. Wouldn't that be great though? Had, <laughs> right. Well, we would. I mean, as, as long as it had some purpose, I think that True. breaking things in half and playing that blast beat stuff in the middle of something else is just enough. Anytime you can make jaws drop and people turn their heads and cry, then right. I think we've done well. Absolutely. Um, and, Absolutely. but there's, you know, there have been times where that's what kills songs is, you know, like say, I'll, I'll think I want to do this song and then we bring it to the table and then it's like, well, wait a minute, I can't sing this song. This song's not even close and we can change keys of the tune. Sure. But then again, if you can't use your voice inflection and you can't have your tonality, and right. You can't if do, there's and, a lot of vocal fry and you can't, uh, you, well, know, you know, you're, you know, yeah. If it doesn't fit or if you're not, if it's not coming out smooth, why force it? So, right. so we pitch it. And uh, when you shop that around in your band, like if, if you throw a song and you're like, here, I can sing this song. And then you come to the table with it and you're like, actually, I I, I could play that song, but I don't sing it as well as I thought I could. Do you pass, do you pass that around and say, here, Dan, you try singing this or something before you totally toss it? Yeah. Or you maybe just chop it all the way up. And like, you take the first, first Joshua takes the second. I got the third. Gotcha. Yeah. We'll do it like that. And then we'll gang vocal the end or gang vocal, the chorus. Yep. Um, We, we, we manipulate music a lot. We do. We For try, sure. We try to manipulate it. Which, which honestly should be the name of the game. It should be about making it your own and not painting by numbers. Mm-hmm. So see what they did there? Uh, let's see here. I want to go up to here. Um, Al Hutches says, about 25 years ago, I either sold booze to one of you at Dylan's on Sunshine or someone always spoke well of the band. Uh, I believe he's probably talking about you or Stoney. I would agree with all um, that. We probably did that. Yes, we probably <laughs> did that. I mean, I was 6'9 at 17 years old, so I was doing the wrong thing early. I really was. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, Holly says, Electric Company, uh, Zoom, we learned music. Bombay Bicycle Club, good times. Coley's Pub oh, uh, yes. with Diamond Gym every night of the week. Regency, Facade Vodka, um, a night, or EDM and Techno. We all lived in some good times with good people. Yeah. T- and see, that's the thing, too. With as long as you've played in the area, talk to me about how the, the music scene in general has changed or has it. Do you see any change between now and like 20 years ago? Mm, I see that more people are playing. Okay. I see that more uh, there's more clubs to play. 
Um, I see that there's more opportunity to spread the different types of music around. Um, but is there a giant change? Probably not. No, probably not. The, the neatest thing about our area is there isn't a ridiculous amount of talent that comes from, I'll call it the Ozarks. Uh Um, there are, I mean, we joke around about the King's X or whatever, but if we were sitting here in laundry list and a bunch of different groups that have came through and done amazing immediately we can we can yeah yeah. Uh, and if it wasn't the group it was an engineer or it was a producer or it was a songwriter or it was somebody i mean some of the biggest things in the whole secular world some of them came from right around here yeah from people from right around here yes yeah that's true that's very true um i I like the music scene right now i like the idea that um something has kind of changed if you're looking for change it didn't used to be that we did uh, early shows you know, the, the six to eight show or the seven to nine show. And then it flips over and it turns around and does a 10 to one or a nine to one on top of that. But do, why do you think that has changed? Do you think it's because it's the same people coming to the shows? And now that we've all gotten older, we're like, man, I got to go to bed. Oh, I think so. I think there's <laughs> yeah. a little bit of all that. I think back in the day, there probably wasn't a, a, a an opportunity or a venue that people could go early it just wasn't i mean right. when i was a kid we had it forced you to stay up and, and yeah, playing around you it. had yeah. to i mean you have to stay up past 10 yep. and because you had ramones in the townhouse and the top rail and just these clubs that had house bands and they'd do their thing and then there would be other clubs but it was always nine to one nine to one nine to one and now you're seeing more things happen outdoors that's different yeah you see more things happen in a daylight time and I think it probably does generate an older group. I mean, I'm 50 years old, so I know there's a lot of people between 40 and 60 that go out between 6 and 10 Yeah. versus when I was 25 years old. I didn't wake up till 5 o'clock, and I didn't go out till 10 o'clock. Right. And well, I and it doesn't even ha- till 6 in the morning. Yeah, and it doesn't even have to be that extreme. Like right now, I'm 37, and when I was 20-something, my my batteries, if you will, recharge so much better than what they do now. Even Absolutely. and I'm not like I'm not a big party or anything like that. Never really have been. But um and and the other thing too is now I've got um you know like w- with work and stuff like the job that I just had. I was getting up at like five in the morning and had to be at work at six thirty kind of thing. And so to stay up until one or two in the morning, I'm like, man, I got to cut out. You know, we see so, that we see those, and it's seasonal even too. Seasonal, you know, it's, true. That's a big deal around here. We have so many lakes and so much fun around us that sometimes the actual center city actually suffers because some of our population that likes to come out and have a good time, well, they're at one of these lakes, so they're out doing something summertime. Uh, come winter time, it kind of comes in. People get more recluse. We go through the, the you know, the ups and downs of of our local scene. Uh, but you know, if you just keep hammering away and keep playing and yeah, for sure what you got for sure. Um, real quick, Holly says, uh, you have brought tears to my eyes. Music hits deep. Uh, the words in the words in the groove, beautiful. And mm-hmm. she also says, no kidding, Jody, we do have amazing people around here. Everyone needs to get out and see the bands or check our music scene. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so many. So I was just here working on the show. Um, last night, as a matter of fact, and a band I'd never even heard of geezer, uh, was downstairs yeah. playing and yeah. i was like man these guys are good how yeah, have i are. never heard them right. and it's like non-stop like that with springfield like and i've been in the music scene here locally for like 10 15 years something like that so not a long time but i'm still i mean the fact that i've been in over a decade and i'm still hearing new stuff i'm like man this is great i you love know, that about us you know what's super cool is what you guys are doing what you're doing right now like with this podcast back in the day we didn't have that we didn't have the opportunity for somebody to take this interest 
and build what you've built here. And if people could see what you have here, it's an amazing deal. Oh, this, thank I you, mean, man. you see a little blue brick behind me and right. blah, blah, but <laughs> there is a ton of effort, effort and work that has gone into this. And there are a lot of people in our scene, and I don't want to start name dropping either, but sure. there's people that do podcasts and there's yep. people that are making this thing happen. And they were doing it before COVID. They were yeah. because of the interest that is in our community, the interest in different types of music, different types of entertainment, whether you're, you know, have a mobile drink company or you're a death metal group or you take photos yep. um, or you, or you like running the AV side of things behind the scenes. There's so many production companies and people using social media platforms now. It's amazing for guys like me that just like to entertain. I just yes. like to play drums, sing songs, to entertain, make people feel good. Absolutely. Well, and and to go off of what you're saying, it really has the the technology of today has really opened kind of a, a wormhole, if you will, you bet. Um, to, for for people to be able to still uh, have that creative outlet, but it doesn't have to be behind an instrument. Like there's so many other things. Um, and it's all in, in, first of all, what you're passionate about, because if you're not passionate, like you're not going to put all the work into everything right. like of what it actually takes. Um, and it's, it's just one of those things that I'm, I'm all for people trying to get behind something that makes them happy and something that gives somebody an escape, uh, that kind of thing. And so that's really, um, kind of the big purpose for me for doing this is to showcase some of that. Um, because first of all, a lot of people will see like yourself on stage, but they don't know Jody, like. What, what's Jody like from noon to five? You know right. what I mean? Or, or right. that kind of thing. Right. Um, and, and so they don't know the husband, they don't know the dad, right? Because grandfather. Um, we've almost gone so far in that direction of, Oh man, I like this guy on stage. He's so cool. He's so full of energy. Okay. Well now let's back the train up. Is, are you still full of that energy when you crawl out of bed in the morning? You know, like what do you do during the day? That kind of stuff. Like right. that's that. And I want to just kind of help peel those layers back and show that, that we're people that are passionate about something that, that happens to be creative. That's so because we give so much, we give so much on the stage and we, and we do the things we do from, you know, setting ourselves on fire to whispering on purpose. Right. Um, people don't realize that, you know, I live in Marshfield, Missouri. I have a, a house that I like to stay at. I like to garden. I like to swim. I like to be outside. I love my kids. Um, I am such a boring human being <laughs> as a rule compared to this, you know, Ooh, he's the drummer. Right. Um, uh, Right. Well, that's cool. You know, it, it, I'm not, I, I love to entertain and I love to sing songs, but a lot of people don't realize I'm, I'm probably pretty mellow. I'm a mellow cat. I, I, but that's what I relate to so much, Jody. Honestly, it, it's just like that coat you're wearing. Like you're able to put it on and here's a little razzle dazzle. Right. But then you can also take it off and just like, I'm just going to chill and, you know, go down to the pond and fish or I'm going to, exactly. you know, yeah. Yeah, I totally get that. That's white down at Truman. (laughs) (laughs) But see, that's relatable to me. And and the more I feel like the more an audience can relate to the person, not just the presentation, um, the more invested they are and the more they're going to follow you and your music. And if you start a new band, they'll follow that the same way that they follow your current band, that kind of thing. And that's really what I'm trying to shine a light on is is for people to see kind of the magic. behind the curtain just a little bit you and know you, you do a phenomenal job at it well and, thank you man and thank you for doing it because you're a what you do is so important and so thank you very much absolutely mm-hmm. oh, it's, it's been it's been a lot of fun um obviously yes it's a lot of work but i really do enjoy it i think it's a lot of fun well good so. good bands are a lot of work but we have a lot of fun so like absolutely. you said just follow your passion yep. anyone that's out there listening whatever you like to do go do it and do it with everything you got for sure. Um, so I want to go ahead now and um, 
I, I've got a couple clips now. We're ready for the clip part. Um, so go ahead. I, Jody, I've got two smaller clips um, that uh, kind of showcase a little bit of you. Now, one of them, I, I've talked about this on the show, and you're going to see why I preach about this. So uh, my okay. only soapbox that I ever choose to, to get on on the show is about videos being taken this way instead of this way. Oh, yeah. Um, so I've, I've taken that and zoomed it in. So it's a little grainy. But go ahead and tell us about where you're at and, and the music that's being played and stuff. But there's right. a special something um, that people will notice about the video here. And uh, so tell us about this whenever, whenever it comes up. Okay. Yes, the trike. Yeah. Talk to me about the trike. Where did this come from? Oh, it was actually Drums, help. A guy named Jay Wood helped me out. It took about a year to, to put it together. It took another couple of years to uh, lock it into place. And now it's at home, and I take it to every festival that we can play outside. That is so cool, man. Had you, what was kind of your inspiration for this? Did you see something similar? Like yeah, I've seen the, uh, the insane clown posse drummer had a. Uh, a bike that he rode up two of them. So okay. The yeah. And then there was a band called the Cottonmouth Kings back in the day. Yes. And he kind of had the same concept. But I wanted to put everything on the drum set. Now this, what you see is like, this is like version one, because I have a vision that puts platforms and remote clutches to play, and then we'll put the bass drum on the back, and that would be like a second phase thing that I have wow. in mind. And right. the third thing would be to go ahead and make it all wireless and triggered and electronic. Yeah. And still mobile. So then at that point, I need marine batteries, more space, wiring, and what have you. But step one was to build this drike and to be able to drive it off of stage when I need to. And we did. And we did. Wow. That's at the shuffle. Man, the shuffle stage is a good stage, too. It is. The thing that I love the most about the Drake is the fact that it's so long. And, and it's like, mm -hmm. it's finally, we're finally able to see Jody sit in something that fits him. Well, I built it to fit. <laughs> we built it to fit. So we had to, we had to, you know, smash it down low. Like the guy was, you know, saying, because I like to sit low. Right. And we had to uh, break it out, you know, so make it longer. And I think it's like eight foot long right now. And then, um, we so we stretched it, we dropped it, and um, and then widened it on the on the back end, so that way I can still keep moving and bouncing and grooving and and. Uh, is it hard to transport being oh, as no. big as it is? No, just right into the gigs, right? Well, yeah, I've done it. <laughs> I've done it. I've rode it into the Route sixty six festivals. I always ride it in because parking's a drag. So then I just park it and I get it out of the truck and then I just ride it to the back of the stage. Uh, most fun I ever had was uh, we did the Kenny Wayne Shepherd show with the Gilloys. We opened mm -hmm. up for them, and uh, when we were leaving, I mean, the headline crew, they're just amazing, and, and we've worked with them before, so the set's over, and you know, transition has to be fast, especially when you're in that kind of setting, Yes. and so here comes the guys, and they're, and they're stripping all the microphones off of my kit, and they look at us like, what are we going to do? And I just <laughs> said, get out of the way, and as <laughs> soon as it got out of the way, I literally pulled the pin out of the front, which locks in the, the yeah. forks and everything, because i got to have everything locked into place. Sure. So I unlocked the whole bike and literally take like two cranks and I went to the right and then that back door there, right? With the big uh -huh. ramps on it that runs into Olive Street. Yep. So I literally ride the thing completely packed 
out of the stage. Holy cow. Down man. the down the ramps. So now I'm picking up speed. <clears throat> but I hung a quick left into that alley, into my truck. I had my whole kit loaded in like three minutes. That is nuts. Walk back in, help the guys load their stuff up and get on out. Which if, if for those of you who aren't musicians, that is like some mind blowing stuff because the drummers are always the last ones to finish because they've got the most stuff to put in cases and tote around and it, trips to make to the vehicle. It's and, true. Yeah. And wow. this one's all just it, this whole thing rolls. So we just roll it in, roll it out, strap it down, boogie. boogie. Wow. Crazy. Um, I noticed too, Elkie says, I uh, can't hear you guys over the music video playing. Yeah, sorry, I made the adjustment for us here in the studio and forgot to do it for you guys at home. So uh, I did go ahead and do that. Um, Al he says, didn't say anything important, did you? No, I was oh, going to say, we were we were just talking about King's X. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say Pop-Tarts, but I like King's X better well, in that sense. Um, <laughs> we were talking good about King's X. Yes, yes indeed. Um, Kim says, uh, love how you're dressed to perform. Yes, for sure. Uh, we, I've talked about that recently on, on an episode, and to me, it does make a difference. You know, if you want to stand out from the crowd, don't look like you belong in the crowd. Well, true. I mean, you either need to look better than everybody or different than everybody. But you sure don't want to look like everybody because you are being paid to entertain people and you are trying to build something. And, um, you know, it's a pet peeve I have. And I've I've tried so hard in my old age not to be real judgmental. But when I see flip flops and shorts, I kind of already judge what level we're at. Yep. And even if without a note being played, if it's 110 degrees in August with no canopy, Mm -hmm. I don't care. Go up there and do your thing and put yep. your thing on yep. and get it done. And then you can sweat your brains out and go change clothes when you get done. You and feel like you've done something when you're drinking. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm not talking like heat exhaustion and pass out and like be miserable, but most like that was well, a that thing. happens too. you know, that happens too sometimes <laughs> uh, because, you know, there does come a time where we at least try to wear white, you know I mean? Instead of three layers worth of cloth, right. you know? Yeah. But, um, I do. I believe in dress. I believe in dress. You know, BB King said one time, you got to dress like you're going to the bank to borrow money. <laughs> and, and, okay. I'm like, right on baby. Right, right on baby. Yeah. And, uh, and dad always, my dad always had a thing against uh, shorts and flip flops and that kind of thing. And, it, it's just and not, I'm not professional. I'm not opposed to it. I'm not opposed if, to it uh, at go, noon by the, by the pond. Well, and there's a time and a place for everything. If I go to a BSO jam picnic on a Sunday, one time a month and everybody's out there doing their thing. Yeah. You're going to see me in shorts and a t-shirt and maybe barefoot even. Sure. But if we are like being paid to perform and I am representing a, a, a business called Papa Green Shoes or Tripwire or the Cotton Gim Band or your business, because you've asked me to come play drums for you. I'm going to do my best to to, to sell it all yep. the way through. Yep. For sure. Hmm. Uh, let's see here. Um, I think Josh is getting stalked by somebody with the same last name. Josh, who is this? Is this- That's my brother. Hey, there you yeah. go. <laughs> he says that he's uh, seen every band you've been in except for one. So, Well, we haven't performed with the new band, so it's probably the one he's talking about. Ah, there you go. Um, uh, Elke, ask a question. Jody, uh, has the band pay changed through the years? That's a great question. Um, what we've learned recently with Papa Green Shoes is you get what you ask for. So you can determine go, your own worth is what you're kind of saying. Yeah. And that's a fine line to play because I am a home team guy. I love my city. I love my clubs. I love the things. I realize people have different financial, uh, you know, things they have to stay in between. Yep. Um, but if you... If you ask for it, a lot of times it'll come. Now, we put all this time and effort into making Papa Green Shoes, hopefully one of the better bands you'll ever see in your life. Right. 
So if you ask me, if you have a Route 66 festival or a Salina Music Festival or a Memphis Festival, or if you're playing somewhere big, you don't have to go in there for $400. You can go in there for $4,000 right. every hour. Right. Yes. And the more research you do about what other people are asking for, it almost hurt your feelings because you're thinking, huh, that group got paid $2,400 and my group got paid four. Right. Well, don't be mad. Yep. Go ask for 24. Exactly. That's and then exactly if, right. if you don't get it, fine. Right. But when you get it and you get treated exactly the same way that you would have been exactly the same way, because nobody's trying to say that you're worse than somebody else. But when a booking guy says, Hey, I love your band. Could you do this on, you know, this date, blah, blah, blah. What would it cost? You don't have to get super excited and think, wow, this is the first festival I've ever had in my life, or yep. I've never been able to play the fairgrounds, or I've never been asked to this car thing. Right, or this new venue, or so what I'll have you. So I'll do it for free. Right, just to say that you, you've done it. And I've seen local bands here, without naming names, do that, where we haven't played at this place, but mm -hmm. we'll do it. No, no charge, just and, because we want to say we've played there. I'm like, And getting recognition is fine. It's good to get recognition. But once you've had your recognition, there's no need to keep hitting yourself no. in the head with a hammer. Just go ahead and ask for it and yep. you'll get it. You'll get it. I mean, this, this COVID thing, but you got to be worth it though. True. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You got to be. Well, worth and that's it. the thing you can get it once, but then it's, it's exactly yes. what I it, talked to about um, a, a few weeks ago when Amy Oberbeck was on from just one more. Um, it's about establishing a relationship. So yeah, you can, you can do that, but if you're not worth it and you're like legit scamming them with, right. and maybe you don't, you're not even cognizant of I it have, because you, you think you're the greatest thing ever. Um, then you're just not, you're going to get four grand once. Well, and that that'll happen, and we've seen it happen. We've been on bills with bands um, that you know you see them they go, you, because you always you always seem to see the band before you and after you at least. Right. So, and then all of a sudden we see this group and they can't start on time. Well, that's a big deal to an event coordinator. Hundred percent. And then all of a sudden they're playing the tracks and their tracks don't work. Okay, I don't care if you play the tracks or if you have a little right. backup thing, but let's make sure everything's working. Yep. This again, this isn't the place to have rehearsal. This is the place to perform. Yep. And those yep. those groups don't get asked back. And exactly. It is it's a real cool feeling to ask for what you're worth, perform, and then get asked back next year. Exactly. That yep. is cool. uh, that's fulfilling. Yeah. Yeah. For and sure. then if you sell a bunch of merchandise in the in the in the meantime, right. Then you can, you know. Then you don't have to hitchhike home. You can actually put, you know, yeah. gas in your tank. Buy more candy. <laughs> Oh, there you go. Okay, so I um I think I've adjusted the sound correctly. Now I've got one more little right. clip, Jody, and this okay. I found so interesting. Right. Um, and please tell me what this was used for and when when this happened and all this. But this is gold, man. I I love this more uh -oh. than you'll ever know. Uh oh. Oh, I know exactly what this is. This is a COVID deal. So in the middle of COVID, um. Uh, I'm not real techie. Like everything you have surrounded right now by me, I just feel really intimidated by. But I went to my daughter, my youngest daughter, Bailey, and I said, uh, hey, get your little eye thing out. Get your little phone <laughs> thing out. And let's go down to the pond. This is my house. This okay. is my pond. There's the pool. There's the house. I, I live on this little stretch of, of, of land here in Marshfield. Okay. And so I thought the guys were putting together. Look at this. No sticks. Not needed. And that's that little nothing kit. That's the first kit I built. Um. But anyway, so I say these boys in the band are putting together these videos, you know, and just a little playing yep. and, and Casey's a wizard with all that stuff. And yeah. 
And I thought, all right, fine. I'm going to go get a little nothing. I'm going to stick it in the John boat, and then we're going to get in the middle of the pond, and then I'm going to have you sit in the front of the boat, and I'm going to play and sing a song, and we'll do this for about a minute, and then we'll see what happens. And we literally just walked out of the house, walked down, carried the drum set to the boat, stuck it in the boat. It actually fit perfect. Bailey sat in front of me, and she had no idea what we were doing. So at the front of that where you see it's all like real fast and all right. that. Yep. Well, when we got done, we walked back to the garage and I'm like, well, let me see that. So I'm peeking over her shoulder and, and she's going, well, hold on. And she hit like the fast forward button to get it to what she thought I wanted right. to see. And I was like, what'd you just do? And she was like, oh, dad, that's just blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, no, you need to do that again. Leave that in there because all that chipmunk stuff is really cool. It adds. And then go ahead and do that. And then at the end of that video, actually, she did this warped out matrix slow down. Right. And, um, but that was just trying to find some more entertainment in the middle of this COVID business. So we could put it out there on our Papa Green Shoes site and just kind of stay connected with the people because we haven't really played since March and we're trying to stay connected with people as much as possible. For sure. And I think this is a very creative way to do so. And like you were saying too, you know, like Casey being really good at doing this kind of thing. And some, you know, there was another, uh, a guy that was like on the porch playing guitar, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But like the absolute stripped downness of this like literally just a dude playing drums in a boat yeah. who's ever heard of this well, I just first of all my, my my logistics question is is this like just strapped down with with straps or something no, or no it's just sitting no, there it's just sitting there. wow yeah it's now, just sitting there now i rewound I, i'm re-watching this because i want to talk you mentioned about dynamics you could sitting in the in the middle of a pond on a boat and you've got dynamics yeah with just your fingers yeah yeah well it's all about touch i think playing drums is all about touch you have to have the right touch. You have to have the right attack. They call timbre, you yes. know, and the tone. There's a difference between tune and tone. And, you know, musicians that play instruments, they need to stay in tune. Um, I focus on a lot of tone. Right here. Yeah. And you're back down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like up and down like old people. Um, <laughs> it's with, and, with grunts. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, a little James Brown accent in there if you can. <laughs> but uh, no, that's, uh, that goes, you know, being... The up and down of dynamics and kind of doing those things the way you like, like that. That's that's because of my dad and that's because of living around the old dudes and, and them telling you for sure that it matters. You know, son, stop that. You know, yeah. stop that now. Don't do that. Oh, you only get one lick. You know, that was another thing. That was an easy way to tell me to shut up was you get one lick per tune. If I hear you play right. more than one lick per tune, you've played too much. Yep. And that was when I was little. Now I realize the more I can listen, I have to be able to hear everything. And I don't mean like I need it in my monitor, blah, blah, blah. Right. No, I mean, if Josh and I are in a rhythm section and all of a sudden he's playing the bass and if he's, then I'm going to just be in it like, right. But if he's all of a sudden, right, you have to match each other. Well, then I'm going to get real saucy. Um, I feel like music and drums and rhythm is the same thing as water. It needs to move and it needs to move together fluently all at once. And one little drop in the water makes those waves go. I mean, we've all seen the inspirational posters and what have you. Yep. But it's so true that one little ripple can make the difference between something and not something, and especially in music. Yeah. So, you know, uh, dynamics are huge. You know, um, oh, I'll tell you something that's kind of funny about dynamics and what have you, or tricks of the trade. Here's a tricks of the trade. Okay. We'll be at a club and no one's paying attention. You know what a stinger ending is? Where you just go stinger? You're like, pow! Gotcha. Yep. Okay. Just a cold, just a cold, cold stop. Pow! Yep. That will get applause. 
you can do the exact same song and go, bum, 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 bum. and yep. they just sit there like they're dead. Yep. There's so, psychology to that. Yes, there is. So we yeah. sit there and go, okay, every song we're going to play tonight at this one place. This was back in the trip bar, Ben. But it's like every song, stinger ending, stinger ending, stinger ending. And it's just, it is, it's psychology. All of a sudden people are like, oh, it's over. They don't care. They weren't listening. Right. But it, yes, it didn't register. But it's a way for us to kind of like have a good time. You know what I mean? It's like, oh yeah, here we go. Play, this, play another tune. If we give them a, a, a blended out, you know, decrescendoing ending, they don't care. You hit them in the face with a big stinger. Oh, clap, clap, yep. clap. And uh, it's just. Lots yeah, of little things. Like yeah, that. and that's true. It's very true. Josh, I've got some yeah. uh, some video finally of you um, finally. at the right time. All right, <laughs> hopefully we'll see. Uh, so same thing. Tell me. Um, uh, yep, let's get to know Josh. All Bull. right, um, we're gonna get to know you on stage here um, right. with this little. Not that one. There you go. So hey. here's now this. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, is this downstairs before it was the riff when it was the club? Yes. Yeah. This was uh when it was the club. Mm -hmm. Very cool. So I I don't know that uh, I can't remember what video I selected. at. Actually, you guys had a few videos um, on uh, on the old book. And I, I tried to find one that had good lighting. Some of them uh, are, are kind of dark, but uh, I found one that had some good lighting and stuff to really show you off and your your stage moves. Um, and I I. I <laughs> But here's the thing. I'm I'm like serious about that because it's so refreshing to see somebody that's actually into the music and not standing there, yeah. like Jody said, and like, you know, the Sunset Productions thing. Don't be a jukebox. Don't just stand there. Um, and you don't. You get into it. No, and and, no. and that conveys to the audience. And that's kind of what you were saying with, um, you know, kind of having that entertainment background. Like you're Absolutely. always that's always a present thing for you. So talk to us through the talk to talk through this, whatever. Okay. Tell us about this. Where's this at? Uh, is this three twenties? It may be. No, this three twenties wasn't around when we did this. Okay. Uh, maybe Crave or yeah, I think it may be Crave. Yeah, I think those lights okay. in the back. Uh, here, here comes your big spot. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, I've I've always moved. Even when I started playing in church, I, I was never yeah. one who would just stand uh, and not do anything. I just, I just can't do that. I even when I'm standing at home and talking to somebody, I'll be moving back and forth, and it's killing me to sit as perfectly still as I am today. Right? Because I normally I'm just walking around. For sure. But I just I enjoy music so much. I don't see how anyone can just stay put. That's how I am. Uh, I, I, it boggles my mind that people like it takes so much more focus to stand still. I feel yeah. like than yeah. Yeah. I, I feel the music in my body and like if the drummer's on, I'm just grooving along and that helps me keep time. It makes me connect with the music and you got to respect your audience. No one wants to see someone just standing there not looking like they're enjoying their right. show. So um, now on this song I noticed too it feels like the tempo is slower but the thing that's nice about that is the groove shows through more yeah, and I, and, I would have never put that with that song but you know what this is probably close to the actual time true most times uh, bands when they're playing live have a tendency to rush up about totally guilty uh, and <laughs> a lot of that is because the faster the 10 dB the, the uh, beats per minute is at You'll get more dancers if it's a lot right, faster. Right, the more, more a beat, uh, yeah. But you lose a lot of the feel, especially in songs like this when there's 
blazing guitar solos, you just your guitarist really can't handle it too much faster, especially on that type sure. of music. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, this is Crave, and those are some great guys to play with. Yeah, for yeah. sure, man. That was that was really cool. I you're a fun. Both of you guys, honestly, are very fun to watch. Um, if if you've never seen either of the bands that you guys are in, um, all sixty four of them combined, <laughs> um, like uh, and that's you know sixty three of which are Josh. Yeah. <laughs> um. You guys are entertaining. So if you have not seen Papa Green Shoes or, or Chaos Theory, or obviously nobody's seen Identity Crisis, no. by all means, go out and check and, them out. And that's going to be a great show because I will bring that movement. And then I don't know if anyone, if you guys have seen Aaron live, but yeah, yeah. she is an entertainer. She yeah. really is. And this is really kind of her mind child. You know, it's it's something that sure. she's wanted to do. Um, we have input and in songs, but the the first set, like 60 songs that she gave us to learn were her choices. So it is very much her, uh, as she has said, the soundtrack to her life. So, um, right. So she is going to be in it and it's going to be entertaining. So we are really, really excited to play it. No, I, that'll be good. And you know, it's, it's one of those things too. Um, I feel a lot of people kind of hold back and I feel like when you're on stage, that should be the time that you're doing exactly what you're doing by yourself in Absolutely. the bedroom, like in front of the mirror with the hairbrush and the, you know, whatever, just let it all loose, yeah. let it all out. That's, yeah, that's you just, you, you have to be so reserved in the rest of your life. Um, uh, I can't do those type of things while I'm at work in the office. So might as well do it on stage. So yes. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Um, let's see here. I've got, uh, let me see what we've got next here. We got next because we've got uh, we've got some TV stuff to talk about, man. I'm excited TV to get to this. Stuff. So um, let's do that. I tell you what, let's um, let's go ahead and take us one quick little break here, and uh, we're going to get into this tournament of champions. I'm excited about this. I've been this whole be week this whole week. I've been like super stoked because it's like I have a master list. And full disclosure, there's like 54, 55 songs in this, and we've we've taken 16 out of there before we went live tonight. So that the graphics department um, can can get that all in in the brackets and stuff. And you guys have this is like insane matchups. This is we're gonna we're either gonna be taking the stairs or the window uh, for our exit today, um, and we might have people running and toss us one way or the other. Yeah. But uh, we've got some good stuff. Yeah. So uh, we'll go ahead and take a break and come back and we'll show off the uh, the brackets and and get it going. And uh, Elky, we're gonna need that pick and drumstick back because we haven't been playing and we're hurting for fun so right yeah. yes <laughs> good stuff all right stick around kids
This week at Just One More, check out Jesse Kramer both Friday and Saturday night from America's Got Talent. All right, so we are back. We're ready to get things kicked off here in just a minute. Um, the boys, oops, that's the wrong thing. That's still the wrong thing. There we go. Um, there we go. So the boys stepped out for just a second to have a, a little cigarette break because, uh, you know, all the stress of all this big time show stuff now, it's, it's all good. Um, so we are going to go ahead and, um, when they get back, reveal the brackets for the third edition of the Tournament of Champions. Now, um, for those of you who watched the uh, first Tournament of Champions, which was actually the second one, four TV theme songs, uh, was theme songs that included lyrics. And there were so many theme songs as I was making that list that came up that didn't have lyrics. And I'm like, man, we should do a whole separate thing for those. And so that's what we're doing. And the way that I kind of um, was able to separate this was some songs will, you know, maybe have like a, a little spoken, some blurb, if you will, before the music starts kind of thing. So I've, I've decided like, we'll make the, we'll make the cutoff more than three words. So if it has more than three words, it would have been included in the last edition uh, with lyrics. And for this one, if it's got like ready, set, go, and then nothing but music, then it will qualify for an instrumental theme song. So that's kind of what we're doing today. Um, real quick before we get going on that though, um, let's see here. Uh, Elky says the lights give away uh, this for being Crave. So sad that it's gone and leveled. Yeah, you know that fire. I hate that that happened to uh, Crave and and the people not only that owned it but worked there. Um, you know Matt Baker comes to mind that that ran sound there and all the our, all the bar staff and 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 uh, kitchen staff and all that. I hate that, but at the same time, um, so many so many venues are having to navigate through COVID and stuff. Um, it's, it's hard for everybody right now. So as sad as it is, um, that, that, that happened to crave, please remember that at the same time. And remember that it's important to support not only local bands, but local businesses. Um, because even though crave was taken out by fire, there's a lot more that, uh, are still stand in the wake of COVID and stand the chance of possibly being, um, having to close their doors. You know, if, if income isn't coming in, uh, they can't just stay open and wait. Uh, so, so now's the time to act, you know, if you're able to shop local, challenge yourself, this challenge yourself to shop local just once a week, at least, uh, whether it's for your groceries, whether it's for a tool, whether it's for, um, whatever, you know, try, try to challenge yourself at least once a week, um, to help support a local business if you can. Um, and that'll, that'll help ensure, or at least you could feel like you've done your part, um, in helping keep some of these businesses open so that, um, so that, they're able to keep giving back to us the way that they have over the years. So um, let's see here. Um, as the guys get back and settled in here, um, Elky says, uh, oh, she's got the pick from Chaos Theory and Drumsticks from Jody. Yes. Um, so going to need those back, Elky. <laughs> Holly asks, when are you playing? Um, so I'll let both of you guys answer that. Jody, do you know when you're playing next? I don't know. Okay. Uh, it may be after a proven vaccine it has came to the planet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, you know, Joshua and I were kind of just talking. And uh, I do a lot of playing in a church house on Sunday morning. Yeah. But as far as out here at the club or at the honky tonk or in the festivals, I'm kind of just hoping and praying that next year by festival season, this chaos that we're in the middle of will be over, you know? Hey, yeah. Chaos. And uh, 
<laughs> That's my theory, anyway. That's yeah. <laughs> how tall are you? Me? No. Right. No. Yeah. Sudden, look How's at the how... weather up there? <laughs> it's raining. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you guys missed out. I, I did get on a, another little soapbox because um, I think it was oh yeah uh, right up here. Um, Elkie was talking about the uh, about Crave since your video was there, mm-hmm. um, and she said that it was sad that it was gone and leveled. And I made oh, yeah. I made kind of the correlation that um, even though Crave, um, you know, isn't with us because of a fire, there's many more businesses that stand this, the same outcome yeah. because of COVID. Yeah. Um, and you know, so I was I was preaching, if you will, about how it's important to shop local, and I, I put out the challenge mm-hmm. that um, you know, challenge yourself to just once a week support something local. So if if you need a you know a, a set of screws you know go, go buy from a local hardware store or if you need um, groceries go somewhere go to a farmers market you know that kind of thing at least once a week and that way you can at least feel like you've done your part versus like sitting at home and then you read in the paper oh such and such is closed and you're like oh that sucks I love this place well if you loved it why weren't you supporting it through the hardest time of you know of them being open so so that was a, a little soapbox uh, sidestep that I got on but but we are here now to talk about. TV theme songs with no instruments. And before before I do this, Josh, first of all, yes, sir. Where are we at? Where are we at? I don't know. Why are we clapping? Because you came so prepared, and I love it. Oh yes, yeah. Um, yeah. I hold up in my house with my Unabomber hoodie and glasses. (laughs) Took a note from Jared. Oh sure, five five pages of notes, ladies and gentlemen. Here's my notes. Here's the bracket. That's That's all I've got. So, um, That's all I brought just candy. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm liking it. Uh, speaking of liking it, how'd you like those Skittles, mixed Skittles? They're delicious. There you go. Mm. The rest of them are yours. Um, okay. So, um, Josh, before we totally reveal this, this bracket here in, in right. the next couple of seconds, you had a really cool story that you messaged me with this week, um, about a friend of yours. Yes. So when I, uh, first got into music in high school, uh, as far as bands, rock bands, um the guitarist a guy named christopher lee um not the actor not the actor no he goes by christopher allen lee um he was the guitarist in the first band i was in and he was an amazing guitarist just a phenomenon uh for being 16 and 17 complicated jazz stuff his dad was a jazz pianist so uh he was amazing and after high school he went to berkeley and studied at berkeley uh and then moved out to california and has become a songwriter and a composer for television shows so he's done a lot of disney stuff uh he's done a lot of uh stuff from abc uh but he's just got a he's got an imdb page i and you sent me that and what's interesting is it mm-hmm. looks like he's like the wheels are on the bus kind of thing like his career right now is is going crazy it seems yeah, like yeah, like in the past couple of years he's gotten a lot more credits to his name he has and he i mean whether he's playing in just like a session player, but uh, like show better off Ted, um, he w- did all the music on that, which uh, John of Voles, I don't know if you know who uh-huh. she is, yep. Heather's sister. Yep. She was actually on that. So there's a really interesting connection there that she, um, she was in that and he did the music for that, but he's, he's an amazing guy. Um, big fish in a little pond in arkansas so right I am, well, which is like what jody was saying there's so many of those yeah yeah it's it's amazing just the it's not a surprise that he's doing as well as he's right done. Uh, and he's just um uh, shout out to chris he's done great in his life so yeah no just at, at a real quick glance like some of the things that are on his imdb page 
that he's done music for is um, the First Wives Club, uh, Club, mm-hmm. um, Night Squad, Heather's, mm-hmm. uh, the Jim Gaffigan show or Jim Gaffigan uh, Cinco. Is that right? Cinco. Cinco. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a Mexican word. There you go. Yeah. Uh, well, for five. Yeah. <laughs> Ole. <See>. Um, <laughs> right. See, no. Um, Mortal Kombat Legacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's just so much that he's got under his belt. And these are like within the last 10 years or so. Yeah. And so he, I mean, really and truly, that's that's really cool. that. And he, so he was in your first band. Yes. Uh huh. My very first wow. band in high school. Wow. Very cool, man. I've been man. very blessed to play with a lot of, I've never really played with any crap musicians. Everyone I've ever played with. Are, are very good there's never been a band that i've been in that i was ever embarrassed to be in so <laughs> and Al we Hutch all have those <laughs> spanish ah <laughs> uh, yeah well they speak spanish in mexico so <laughs> i stand by it fair okay uh well fellas i tell you what the time has come let's go ahead and reveal the uh the bracket and we'll get the show on the road here um here we go okay so there it is blank Woo! that's a nice bracket and there we go. There's what we're up against today. Holy cow. As I look through the list of this at a quick glance, we have got some hard decisions to make, fellas. Um, so I um I want to go ahead after the last episode, I wanted I wanted to kind of put a little more weight on our votes since we're here. Uh Josh, you've done a lot of homework. I have uh Jody, you're flying by the seat of your pants, but yep. professionally. Um, so here's what I want to do. Um, there's three of us here. I want to double the worth of our votes um, just so so there's more balance there. I don't know. Um, I, I don't want all the input that we put into this and the thought um, to be, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but my vote's two, wor- worth two votes. Yours and, and Josh's are both worth two votes, and that's how we'll do this, So, which is going to also make it important for people to vote as they're watching along. So um, I guess we'll just go ahead and get started um, on this first bracket. We've got uh, the theme song from Batman, the original series of 1966, uh, against the Munsters. Holy cow. Um, <laughs> we're starting Tough. out big, man. Tough. Uh, oh, by the way. It's like uh, one seeds in there. The one seeds playing one seeds in there. Right. Uh, Kim says tequila Jared would have known Cinco. Yeah, exactly. I've got. Yeah, <laughs> there's no tequila in my coffee. So uh, yeah, it was lost in translation. <laughs> uh did you guys study for humming to help out uh josh did mm-hmm. yep see <laughs> now is there a little controversy on the batman theme because it does have lyrics okay so while you guys were smoking batman, i took the batman, opportunity batman. to go ahead and explain that yeah okay. so what i did is um as i was making the last tournament of champions for tv theme songs um, it occurred to me that, yes, there's some songs that will have what I uh, refer to as a blurb, perhaps, at the beginning or something. Um, and as long as that blurb or as long as the lyrics are three words or less, we'll consider it instrumental. So if it's like, ready, set, go, and then it goes into an instrumental song for a minute, that's an instrumental. Um, now, with Batman, yes, the, I, I, it could be argued there's controversy there. But the thing is, it's one word. Right. And it's just repeated. Um, and, and even broken that na 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 Batman. So, two, and I think I guess, its utilization in the song is more instrumental rather than exactly com- to convey a message. It, well, and it's you're, almost so, like stabbing horns in it. Right. So you're not you're actually not singing words. You're singing the melody. Na 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 na. And that's melody. So so therefore, I would say it's it's more in the music um, variety or instrumental variety than it is lyrics. So. 
Um, so our, and if you have a problem with that, get your own show. Yeah. Right. Uh, hmm. Oh, dang it. See, hmm. I, I see there. Get your own show. <laughs> there you go. Oh, see, why do I always freak out like that? It's weird. I've You're having done... a seizure, dude. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I just I know how to deal coffee. with those. I need more coffee. Okay, so Josh, um, I'm yes. gonna I'm gonna probably refer to you first. Okay, since you've got the Unabomber notes, I do. Um, tell us a little bit about both. Kind of set this up for us. Well, uh... I could tell you that here's here's the extent of my homework. Batman was uh, the original series from 1966. 1966. Okay. okay. Well, Batman was actually written by Neil Hefty. Okay. I'll take your word for it. That, that's what <laughs> Google said. Uh, and the Munsters was written by Jack Marshall. Okay. Okay. Duly noted. I'm Duly writing this noted. down. So, yeah. So, those are the two composers. Okay. Um, they both were 60s, so I think they are a good head-to-head. They really are, yeah. They really are. Uh, two totally different styles of music. Uh, Batman is camp, and that's what it's supposed to be. And the Munsters is kind of a jazzy little pop guitar thing. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what's funny is that we've got it against Batman, but the, the kind of go-to argument would be Munsters or Adam's Family. But right. uh, I kind of like the fact that we've changed that up a little bit because obviously the uh, Adams family has lyrics to it, it sure and does. Munsters doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, Jody, do you have um, kind I of? The, I know the Munsters were in black and white. Uh huh. Uh huh. See, I, 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 that's the research I did. They're in black and white. <laughs> Actually, did you know some Batman was in hypercolor or something like that? Yeah, and did you know? And this, uh, without research, this is just my retarded knowledge did you know that the monsters actually started out not in black and white they did the pilot in color yeah. and decided to kind of uh take a step back just for for the feel of the show um yeah. they wanted to have control of the feel and that kind of thing um i've, I've never seen a color monsters really no, no yep no, that's, that's um you taught me something yeah throw it up on uh, youtube and put um monsters um pilot episode and it's it's all in color um but what's weird and because obviously we're used to seeing it in black and white, and this might have been a part of their decision. The makeup color is weird. Um, I don't know if it was just technology with the cameras and stuff didn't, you know, wasn't up to snuff. But mm-hmm. like Grandpa's, like what you would imagine, like just regular old skin or whatever, is like this weird green, almost kind of like this color behind me, but a little more green in it. And it's like it's just a weird. It doesn't set right. Something's weird about it. The same with um, um, uh, Lord. I just forgot her name. Uh, Herman's wife. Um. Uh, I can't remember Herman's wife's name. The Elvira chick. Right? Yeah, that girl. Anyway, um, and I almost had the actress's name. I can't think of anything today. Anyway, same thing. Hers was kind of a bluish kind of color, and it was like, well, that's kind of weird. But you put it in black and white, and it, it's it's like accepted easily. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just kind of a weird tidbit. That means nothing about the music. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> uh, Jody, I'll let you go ahead and vote first. Um, are you going to go with Batman, or are you going to go with the Munsters? Um, for music purposes, I'm probably going to go with Batman. Okay. Batman. Um, what is it? The simplicity of it? Is it the the melody of it? What what about that? I is think it's it? catchier. I think it does have. I think because of the simplicity and because of the melody, um, it does seem to be uh, easier recognized. You know, more of a, a a poppy, catchy type of thing. Even though the Monsters deal is a jazzier yeah. type of deal, but um, and I probably like the TV show The Monsters better, but that's not we're judging right now. So I'm gonna go with Batman. I'm gonna hit Batman. Batman, ding ding. Batman and okay. Um, Kim Garmory has got Munsters. I'm gonna tr- Lily. That's her name. That's her thank name. you guys. Yes. Uh, Lily Munster. Um, 
Yes, there and there's a real name, Yvonne De Carlo. See, look at that little Spanish influence come through easily That's for me. Right. See, <laughs> see. <laughs> uh, Al's going with the monsters. Okay, so I've got that means it's um, Jody has uh, two votes basically for Batman, and we've got two for the monsters. So, uh, Josh, where do yes. you where do you fall on this one? Well, uh, my voting criteria is not on whether I like the show or not; it's whether it fits the show. Uh, just how good the music is uh, trying to stay away from it being an iconic one, because I just, I, I don't want just the fact that it's a big song and everybody thinks about it to be the, the soul criteria. Yes. Uh, so I think Batman fits the show. The, the theme of Batman fits the show because the whole purpose of Batman was camp. Um, and that song is Wham! so smack. Campy. Yeah. Um, and just the, the concept, the art concept behind camp, the show fit it to a T and I think the theme of Batman fit the, the camp feel now the Munsters great song. Um, but it sounds like it could have been the Adams family song. It could have been any kind of comedy sitcom, uh, back in the sixties. So I don't think it specifically fits that show or it could be lifted out to fit another show. Batman is batman and i don't see that being any other type of show that it could work with so i think batman is the winner in my opinion okay uh -huh. so i'll put you down for two for batman but you bring up really good points that i do want to touch on especially at the top of what we're doing um i'll i'll, I'll refer back to um my facebook post for for the show and uh, my bass player cody schmidt was talking um they were discussing a couple different songs um and i won't get into those but he does go on to say uh, these songs all stand on the merits of their composition, but when you consider the thematics of each show, these songs transcend simple themes. They set mood, establish tone, and inspire the viewer. Mm -hmm. um, the composers of these themes held the same regard as the writers, um, showrunners, and actors by their respective fandoms. Um, and and so that's kind of uh, where I'm at too. Like I got I'm going to personally try and separate like my love or dislike for the show. And really just focus on the theme. Does it set the mood? Am I, if I've never seen the show, can I watch the theme and get a, a quick gist of it? Um, like he's saying, like the feel of it, um, kind of the story behind it, that kind of thing. Um, and, and to your points, both of you, Batman sets that up beautifully. Yeah. Um, you know, it's going to be silly. You know, it's going to be camp. You know, it's not going to be serious. True. Yep. Um, but I'm going to play devil's advocate here. The uh -oh. same can be said for the monsters with like the, 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 it's like the da -da 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 and like things are kind of fast fast motion kind of like what jody had in, in his video and stuff and there's comedy to that um at levity if you will so because of that it's the same kind of argument and and to use your own terms if you will um that um that it's it's kind of campy which that show was also as campy maybe not as campy and over the top you know didn't have again to use the word blurbs but it didn't zap zing you know that kind of thing yeah uh wop right <laughs> i had to work that in somehow um so I, I i would say uh to play devil's advocate both kind of accomplish that same goal um of of delivering the message of the story um showing that it's a campy thing it's not anything to be taken too serious um but yeah i agree but i still think that batman does a better job at doing it okay i, I think it just it nails it on the head that's fair. Um, and and here's the deal. I'm a huge DC guy, but I'm actually going to go ahead and vote. Um, I'm voting for the Munsters. Oh. Yeah, I, I'm that guy. Uh, uh, not not just to be that guy, but I, I really did enjoy that song. 
Um, I, I like the melody for Batman, but the fact that it's like a single riff repeated, mm-hmm. I'm like, that kind of brings it back a notch versus the monsters having, you know, several different um, sections, if you will, or key changes, even that kind of thing. So, um, so yeah. Um, well, you know, you don't care for King's X either. So. Right. My taste is showing yeah. through, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> We've got another uh, Batman vote here from um, your brother. Daniel. That's right. You better vote the same way I do. I don't want to get an <laughs> argument over Facebook. I've got a show to do, Danny. That's right. Uh, Dev Klein says, I like the Munsters better than Batman as a show, but for the late uh, bit for the late fee of me, uh, but for the life of me. There you go. See, that's part of it, too. I got to learn how to translate um, typo talk um, for the life of me. Can't remember how the Munster same song went. And that tells you something there. That's a, that's true. Um, wise woman, Deborah. You are a wise. wise I remember woman. Batman. So it's got to be Batman. Yeah, but that could have been for my three sons, too. No, and that's yeah, actually sure could have. Speaking of my three songs, or the Adventures of Dobie Gillis, that's in that's in the master list for this, but uh, obviously it's not on today's show. But yeah, Um, so yeah, uh, Deb's going with Batman. Gotcha. Um, Brian's going with Batman. Man, uh, things ain't looking good for the dark side over here. (laughs) Uh, Repeated Batman, exactly how I thought too, Jared. Uh, That's why I'm voting monsters. There you go. Hey, okay, so uh, sadly. Uh, for us monster voters, uh, Batman's going on, and you know what? I'll be honest; I'm not mad about it. No. <laughs> I think it's good. There's so, some good ones here. Yeah, for sure. Um, let me see if I can switch this here real quick and update this, and we will go on to the next bracket, which is holy cow! Um, we've got two game shows, and how fitting! Um, <sighs> the Price is Right versus Jeopardy. Now, I'm going to switch this over here while we discuss both. Um, and Josh, I will let you take it away, sir. Okay. So Jeopardy's theme was written by Merv Griffin. Was it really? Yes, it was. It was written by Merv Griffin. He was a, he's a piano player and he, he wrote that. And, um, the price is right was written by Ed E D D Kalehoff. If you say so, sir. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's what Google says, so. Okay, that's fair. It's what my research indicates. So, I, well, don't I, question I, my research. I, I 100%. Yes, sir. I will not. Okay. <laughs> um, and let's see here. So, first of all, and probably foremost, both shows are still on the air. So, um, and I'm not saying that that's all due to the fact that they have great theme songs because I, I think they both are great theme songs. Um, but I think that. Again, like what I was saying earlier, is it does help support the overall story of of the theme of the shows and stuff. And so, quiet computer. Um, and so, I think that helps um, the longevity of the show mm-hmm. for sure. You know, because it keeps it relatable, and the fact that the themes have not changed um, in the time frame they've been on air is also a good thing. Um, I am trying to update this quickly. There we go. Um, so Josh, uh, yeah, Josh, I'm going to start with you on this one. Um, okay. if I'm twisting your arm here, which I am, what, uh, which side are you going to vote on? So, um, the way I break these two down are jeopardy is a lullaby. Okay. Yeah. It's just, especially when you get to the ending music, which is the same as the beginning music. 
Uh-huh. Uh, it's, it's just a lullaby. Bum, 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 bum. And we associate that, that theme with Jeopardy simply because it is just played during Jeopardy. Right. Um, and when I first started reviewing the Price is Right theme, I was like, uh, I'm not really into this. And I started thinking about it being in the 60s. And when you're in the 60s, you're shop- and you're shopping and there's elevator music. And it sounds, the theme of the Price is Right sounds like something you would hear in a 60s department store. Uh, and that's the whole thing of the Price is Right with the showcase showdown. So I think the the Price is Right fits the theme of the show better than Jeopardy. I think Jeopardy, the only reason we associate it with Jeopardy is that it's the music that's played with Jeopardy. It's uh, it's more memeable yes, nowadays. It's, uh, yeah, and, and yes, it is memeable. So like you got something to think about, you play the Jeopardy theme. Right, which I kind of do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, if you could. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. I've got a cheap <laughs> knockoff version. Yeah. So I, that's that's kind of the way I feel. I think the song for Price is Right fits the theme of the show better than Jeopardy. Okay. So um, based on that, I assume that that means you're going with. I am going with Price is Right. Okay. I like I like a solid decision like that. Uh, there it is. They're thought out. They're not just like, ooh, I like the song better. It's not so much that I like the song better. Right. Again, it's stripping it's just, away the, the emotion in relation to mm-hmm. the show. and and Absolutely. Yeah. So um, Josh has got two votes in for Price is Right. Um, I'm trying to see here. Uh, Kim Grammery is going with Price is Right. Brian Betancourt is going with Price is Right. Um, Jody, how about yourself, sir? I like the Price is Right as a game show for sure. Um, it is a lot peppier little number. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that that Jeopardy thing is pretty iconic. I mean, and Lullaby, great description. Mm-hmm. Yet at the same time, it's like a thinking thing. Every time I hear that melody line, it's like you're thinking. Yeah. It's it's very associatable. It's real, associatable? Very, yeah. Well, Whatever word yeah, that's supposed to be. That's a good one. That was a Spanish word. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> um, I probably like the TV show, Price is Right, better. But that Jeopardy thing, I think it's going to have to be the winner. But I'll give my answer like this. The, Jeopardy? You didn't get it? Da, da. It was a question. Oh, right. he's, he's form, you got to yeah. answer right, in right. the form of a question. What is Jeopardy? So I'll say uh, Jeopardy? <laughs> yeah, you're showing that you actually like Prices Right better because you're not even Jeopardy? You're not answering the answer to the question. <laughs> I'm going to give two points to Jeopardy. <laughs> ding, ding. Okay. See, my brother's going to hate me because he, we're my family is Jeopardy fans. We we love the show Jeopardy. And I'm I noticed sure. by the 17 pages of notes that you Yeah. <laughs> He's a. Are you Canadian, by the way? <laughs> all these notes, all these Mr. Notes. Trebek. <laughs> Doesn't it bother you that I he like it. every time there's like a foreign word or a non-English word, he has to use the the per- correct pronunciation, and it's almost over the top. It's like, dude, okay, we know you're from yes. Quebec, right? Yeah, exactly. We know you speak. It, it, yeah, it's not a burrito. It's a burrito. Burrito. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Quit showing well, up, Alex. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah. And keyword b- emphasis and enunciation. Yes. Big time. Yes. Big time. But, you know, there's a balance there, too, right? Like, if there wasn't people like Alex that are, that's kind of no, become known for that, look at all the, all the way that people talk now um, with, inter- with internet speak and stuff. Mm. Like, at least he's been a, stand, a standard bearer for right. proper English and, and that kind of thing. So, 
you know, if we went, if we didn't have people like Alex Rebecca in the world, look at how far off in the rails we might end up ended up being. Um, let's see here. Cindy says um, Jeopardy because the Price is Right is just a lot of loud noise to me. Um, and that's an interesting take too because of the fact that. Um, let me write down your your Jeopardy vote here uh, because of the fact that that theme song is played over top of the visual of everybody. Yay! You know, and it's all wow. this energy. And at ten in the morning, you're like, you're like this, like. Damn, I just wanted to sip my coffee and like y'all are, you know, going nuts. So yeah. you can always turn your so volume I down. I get that. Um come on down. All right. Yeah. Um, oh, Rob Roddy. <laughs> um, I saw up here a minute ago. Where did that go? Um, Elke is voting price is right. Um, and she went to night school with Bob Barker. That's right. So yeah, of course, jury, uh, local local alumni, yes. Mm-hmm. Um and uh yeah. In fact, don't don't we have a street up by Jury um, bar, called Bob Barker Avenue or something well, like that? I'm sure. I think they're, it's one of those little, like, really a, proud of Bob like a little like a little one block stretch or something. It's called Bob Barker Avenue or something. I think I can't remember if that's accurate or not, but but yeah. Um, let's see here. Deb says I think Happy Gilmore when I hear the Price is Right. Oh man, you're one of those. <laughs> that's that's a secret pet peeve of mine. Like whenever. Um, like, um, if a monkey song comes on and they're like, oh, this is, uh, from the movie Shrek. I'm like, first of all, no. Second of all, it wasn't done by uh smash mouth. It was actually done by a band, you know, 30 years prior to that called the monkeys. Um, you know, just uh, actually kind of Neil Diamond did it first. The Neil Diamond song. First. Is that in your notes too? It, no, you little Canadian no, I just, boy. I just know music <laughs> and I appreciate music. That, like King's X. Uh, <laughs> I can is, appreciate the old stuff, dude. Come and the on. answer oh. is, who is Neil Diamond? Who <laughs> right. is Neil Diamond? He is an enigma, isn't he? He is something else. I'll tell you what. I like it. Forever in blue jeans, Neil. Oh. We're sorry. having our own conversation over here. We don't even <laughs> no, need I just, you, Jared. I heard King's X and Neil Diamond, and I nearly passed out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Dude, come on. <laughs> Grow some taste. Oh, man. Not okay. everything can be King Diamond. <laughs> King Diamond X. Um, let's guns see and roses. Yeah, I oh man, what a great world! Hear me, Dan. Guns and roses. <laughs> Al Hutches is going for prices right, and Deb says yes. In the OTC campus, Bob Barker Parkway. There you go. Um, oops, wrong comment. Uh, I like Hap- I like Happy Gilmore. Bob Barker is cool. He's just not a game show host. Uh, well, he was. He was. Yeah, he was. That's what he did all his <laughs> life. Did his uh, what are you talking about, Deborah? Da, 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 what was he doing for fifty years? Yeah. What is a game show host? Question mark. <laughs> um, oh, we're sorry. Tuck, hashtag Tuck sings diamond. Uh, there you go. Speaking of hashtag, uh, please. Uh, I'm reminding you. Keep sending those. Um, hashtag seven. So I can get a full seven songs in seven days for next week. I think I was up to like three or four. So keep that in mind as we uh, plow right through this. Um, when was Sweet Caroline not popular? Uh, during COVID. During COVID, yeah. <laughs> the chicks can reaching go, bum, you, bum, bum. touching me. Nope, not touching during COVID. you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, so I. Man, this, I'll be honest. This is a hard one for me because I actually really enjoy like that elevator feel of da 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 da, you know that kind of upbeat yeah. thing. But at the same time, like Jody brings up a really good point that it's an instant association with the thinking process, uh, and it's it's not Thinking's even overrated though, <laughs> dude. Tell Come me on. about it. Yeah, 
Amen. You know what I'm talking about, man. It's we overrated. are consumers. We do mindless shopping. That's why Price is Right is the best. <laughs> um, man, this is this is a hard vote for me. Oh God, you're getting egged on now. <laughs> um, <laughs> Kim Garmory is saying, "Preach it, Josh." That's right. <laughs> um okay so i'm gonna go i'm just gonna go with my gut on this i'm not gonna overthink yeah. this i'm gonna go with price is right yes sir i, I am um, you finally made a right answer yeah <laughs> what is the wrong answer <laughs> uh so let's see here let me tally this up well i don't even need to tally it um it looks like price is right is is again taking this one over so uh, price is right guys price is right will advance i'm gonna wait to to update this until we get done with this side of the bracket um so price is right is our winner i'm gonna circle that here and i'm gonna uh, circle Batman there and cross out monsters and cross out Jeopardy. And we're going to continue on. Uh, next up, we've got uh, a battle of daytime 80s. We've got uh, Matlock versus Dallas. Who done it? Who done it? It's an ultimate who done it matchup. So, um, Jody, I'm going to let you give us the details on this one. <laughs> I'm, right. just, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, Josh, what have you got on this? The well, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm lost. <laughs> I, I, there was a word text full, I had to check. Jail. Oh, no, no, full. Okay, so that's okay, not sorry. what. I, no, that's not what I thought you were okay. doing. Full disclosure, real quick. We we were getting set up before the show, and Josh was like, "Is it okay if I comments along with this?" I'm like, "Yeah, Brian, Brian did it. If you could, if you could juggle it." And then I'm like, "And Josh?" Okay, and he's like, so. "He's like this. He's like, oh, uh, wait, what were you talking about? The answer is C, 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 definitely yes, C, absolutely." So, what are we doing? Matlock and uh, Dallas? Is that next? Or are we doing uh, the other side? Yes, Matlock and Dallas. So, Matlock and Dallas. Who done it? Who who daytime done it? Who daytime done it? Okay, well, Matlock, let me refer to the notes here. Or Dallas, which one's first? Okay. I would uh, assume, are, are you in alphabetical order even on your I'm on not. Your... I'm still uh, listening to gave me. Uh, gotcha. Gerald ML. I think wrote Dallas. I can't read my handwriting very well there. But, uh, <laughs> and Matlock was. I can find it on here. Is that the Andy uh, Griffith dude? Yeah, that's that's that Andy yes. Griffith dude. Yeah. <laughs> With no Barney Fife. No Fife. Oh yeah. This is a great name, Dick the Benedictus. Oh wow. Yeah. That's a great band name. That Dick the Benedictus. <laughs> What Dick and the Benedictus Dick and the Benedictus, <laughs> the Benedictus. Who's the opener? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll just steer clear of that one. Right. So. This is a family show. Oh, my family may be watching. So, <laughs> yeah. So let's, let's keep it clean, gentlemen. Let's keep it clean. Hey, I didn't name C. the guy. I did not name him. <laughs> okay. Um. Let me, let me, uh, there we go. Uh, so were either of these shows that you guys watched or are, are these on your radar per se? Either one of these? Both. Yeah. Yeah. I'm old member. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. yeah. I'm, I yeah. nearly forgot. I'm old again. <laughs> this is, uh, when the Andrew Griffith dude was like fat Elvis or something at the time. <laughs> so he was, he really was. <laughs> these are his golden like years. Golden yeah. years. It's all over <laughs> about the crime. So, so uh, I, um, to be totally, um, frank about it uh or to be totally andy about it this is like his retirement plan right like <laughs> this is like um you know made it big in andy griffith and and now i just want to you know sit comfy on my rocking chair on the porch so to do so i'm going to do another one of them their tv shows and and make it a cash cow and yeah. this time i'm going to get paid right and 
Right. Yeah. yeah. No. I, um, and but the whole Dallas thing, it was late at night. It was so poppery to me. I felt like um like I was I mean, it's what it is, a nighttime soap opera. Yep. Now the whole who shot JR business, that was some pretty good marketing. It was, know, honestly. Was marketing at its best, because everybody's running around asking the question, you know, who shot JR. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was big. It was, was it's really what huge. it's what you refer to as water cooler talk for mm-hmm. you know the next day at work kind of thing when when everybody's talking about who done it. Yeah. Right. Did you find out who shot JR? Did I is it in your was it seven pages of notes? You <laughs> no, I did I didn't I bet you it was a Canadian that spoke Spanish. It was. I bet you it was. Some some Canadian actress showed up on the set. Wasn't even planned or scripted. She rolled her hours. And he went like this. Right. Well there he just killed over. This is on the border of Mexico, so Oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah. That's perfect. You're gonna get some comments. On oh, that. you you dudes are killing this. I'm loving this I, so much. Uh, I'm gonna pick. Okay, go for it. I'm gonna pick Fat, fat Elvis with Matlock. Ding ding. Okay. okay, so I got to go with Matlock too because I think the song fits the show better. It's got this old kind of ragtimey film. Uh, yes. And Dallas is. I didn't. I never liked the show because I, you know, an elementary school kid didn't watch Same. nighttime entertainment. Soap operas. You and I are the same on that, Josh. Yes. So all I know about Dallas was someone shot JR and they brought Bobby back because they made a mistake in finding him. (laughs) Right. And And the whole thing was a dream. They said, yeah, they set the trend for it doesn't matter if you need to take a, you know, a nine month sabbatical on a soap opera. It will kill you off. And then, right. Pretend it didn't happen. You know, it's it's like the old, uh, here, the men in black clicky thing. Like, forget that happened. And then DC starts killing off Superman and bringing him back. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. they did it with Bobby. They can't right. do it with Superman. So, yep. yeah, everything goes back to comics, right? Okay. Sure. But, but the, the Dallas theme, I felt, tried to be too hip. Uh, if you listen to it, it's got this kind of a cinematic feel over the top, but it's got, like, funk bass and bongos and all sorts of stuff. It's just too, di- too di- eclectic for it to really fit something it sounds like it's trying to be a real pop song but also be kind of copeland-esque over the top so i don't like that and i don't think it really fit i think it was just you know some some uh uh, music producer that decided this is what sounds cool fair so um i I, hang on i'm registering all these votes here uh matlock for for elke okay so so far everybody that's voted i've got your votes written down Josh, I, I feel exactly what you're saying, and I will. Uh, I, I'm a I'm an analogy guy, so I'll make an analogy here. Mm-hmm. Um, if if we're talking '80s hair bands, mm-hmm. I'm not a, I'm not a big Poison fan because I feel like it was a manufactured like, or, or Bon Jovi. I think was kind of the same thing. Like here here's a here's a good guitar player, here's a good singer. We're gonna you know we as a record company are gonna get you know kind of the best players and and push out you know another copycat kind of product. And I oh, feel, the music industry doesn't do that. No, surely not. No, they don't. Um, and I feel like it was kind of the same thing. Like, okay, we need another uh, 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 soap opera theme song, mm-hmm. and it was just the same kind of like I don't know. It was one. Of, it just didn't stick out. It, it right. was it it was too follow the trend right. to to stand right. out. So yeah. yeah, I mean, it could have been for Falcon Crest or for any of those other exactly. So it, just, it, it just lifts right out onto another show. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. So here's the thing on that, like. I before I started this show, the Audio Rose podcast, I would play along like I would search up on YouTube like uh TV theme songs and hit play 
and it and it's like I guess the same song kind of thing, like in 15 seconds. And I was I'm I am so good at all this, but when it comes to songs, exactly like what you're saying with Dallas and Falcon Crest, like they're so interchangeable that, mm-hmm. that nothing stands out enough to be like this is a song for that show. And and I feel like Matlock, on the other hand, at least you can associate it with it, right? And how how sad is it that we know the name Falcon Crest, <laughs> right? I was blown away, or, or, or not, or not landing. Or, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we were. Yeah. Elementary, you weren't even born during those I was gonna days. Say, were you guys even alive? I was born in '83. I, I was born so. in '73, so I'm not much younger than you. Oh yeah, yeah. I just yeah. look younger. Huh? You do. I, I do. <laughs> you do. It's clean living, man. That's well, what that's my that's fault. Right. <laughs> and what is your fault? That would be it. Right. Right. Okay. So to recap, um, Jody's gone with Matlock. Yep. Josh, you've gone with Matlock. I'm going with Matlock, and I've gone with Matlock. So. Um, there in so, and my six yeah. votes right there. Yeah, and... if, if you use Dallas by the panel, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Elfie's got Matlock. So, yeah, it looks like we've got, uh, if I'm not mistaking, three votes for Dallas, and the rest are all for Matlock. So, um... and and Brian, bring up Brian's comment, please. Okay. It's not that everything's bigger in Dallas. I mean, bigger <laughs> in Texas. Okay. <laughs> The song is suckier. It's not it, bigger. It really it's does. suckier. It does. So. Yeah. <laughs> what was that guy's name again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but it, I, it was kind of similar to Betancourt, wasn't it? Oh, my God. <laughs> right, Falcon Crest. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't it big take this? <laughs> I, think, I think that would be a fun thing, though. Um, that just made me think, like, instead of an expletive, it sucks like, bigger. Just, just yeah, like, ta- oh, <laughs> Falcon bigger. Crest, you. Right. <laughs> Go Falcon Crest yourself. Right. <laughs> That's uh, this is Bull Dallas. That's right. <laughs> well, um, Dallas's theme song does suck bigger. So I will agree. Um, Deborah said, is suckier a word? It is. You I used it. Right you heard it. it. Came out of my mouth. Yes. If it if it's a word that's ever spoken on the Audio Rose podcast, I guarantee you within six year time span, it'll be added to some some dictionary somewhere it's um, suck suckest and suckier what i don't know i'm just trying to congregate well, no no i'm good with that but i'm reading elkie's comment that what? says i'm in a poison video um i named my cat bon jovi both jared isaac uh love you both jared isaacs uh both both there's only one of me <laughs> oh, both, both of my personalities i got it um, poison video yeah which poison yeah, video tell, tell me the story the... tell us the story about Come the poison on. video um was it a crowd scene or did you get up on stage and dance with Cece? Right. Um, Dick Dictus. That's that was the name. Look at Elkie with the, the notes. Uh soap opera theme shoe show. No. Oh, she's wanting a soap opera theme show. Well, is he that right? is. Oh. <laughs> That's Brian Bettencourt. Yeah, Brian. Yeah, and know. that is a although with that new that with, is a bold picture there. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I, I see why you got confused. That's <laughs> <laughs> Are Brian, you in, that did Brian, Dallas is, Brian is clapping hard for Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Brian, I, I oh my god, with that profile picture, I don't know how much, how seriously to take you on anything you say. So, um, Deb says I love Bon Jovi. I saw Brett Michaels, just didn't feel it so much. Deb, was that one over there? He was down in Branson like two, three, or four years ago. If so, I was at that show as well and thought the same thing. Um, I I enjoyed uh, Brett's bass player a lot, um, but Brett I thought was frankly boring and just going through the motions. So yeah, um, crowd shot. 
So uh, was that where was that filmed at, Elky? And uh, Mike McCorder, how's it going? Uh, Michael's uh, can still bring it live. Bon Jovi cannot. Yeah, uh, especially vocally. That's how that's how uh, uh, John sings nowadays. It's very uh, strained and, and weird. Yeah, his, his tone is weird. Really changed like about ten years ago. Yeah. Yes. Uh, about the time that uh, uh, it's my life came out. Yep. And and from from there on, it was like it's not even the same singer. No. Which and I'm fine with that. Like, there's been several, and that's a whole episode thing too. Um, people who have changed their styles over the years. Elton John immediately comes to mind. Um, uh, um, Rob Halford has changed yeah. his style. But you know, back in 2000, I saw Elton John, and even though his voice is different. It was still an amazing performance. Oh, for sure. Amazing. Uh, yeah. Cheers. Uh, Cheers. <laughs> Let's not cross sticks. <laughs> Family show. Yep. Uh-huh. Don't cross the streams, Ray. That's right. Um, Elke says that that was filmed in Columbia, Missouri. And, Columbia. and now the obvious follow-up is which video what was song? it? Yeah. And Deb finally says, yes, with Jay Stevens. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, that's right. Jay Stevens uh, did open up for that. Um. Oh yeah, and his bass player with the uh, with Cinderella. Yes, can't remember his name now. I can't remember either. But here's what was fun for that show for me. Um, and I know we're getting off topic, like for the hundredth time on the show. But he had a um, Van Halen tattoo on his arm, and I noticed it as he's playing bass. And I'm a huge Van Halen fan. So you know, I throw up the, the this thing, and he's like playing, and he looks around through the audience, and he's like, like that. And like we were we were that drummer thing. We had that from from stage like that because of that and I, I it was cool because i think he thought the same thing like nobody it was like on the inside of his arm while he's playing and i just happened to see it at a quick glance and i'm like oh cool he's a van halen fan too so again the power of music all right so moving right along uh we had uh matlock and dallas and matlock advance so moving on to um oh i like how i misspelled that oh, i hate it when that happens um to the nerdier side of things here with star trek versus the twilight zone with no e um it's not the twilight day zone um so um all right facts boy yeah twilight zone versus star trek that's you well you know i didn't know if star trek was going to be on so i didn't research that one fair what? that's that's but totally I didn't fair know. the, the master well, list he gave me didn't have star trek now here's the thing let's 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 before you get into this let's break that down um uh, because you did mention that as right. as a predecessor to the show and and getting your notes and stuff ready you were like mm -hmm um hey what do you think about star trek shouldn't that be included and i'm like here's the thing and and this is what we talked about um at the top of the show is separating the show from the song and i'm i'm not necessarily a, a trekkie uh i appreciate you know what what the uh the series has done for um pop culture and all that kind of stuff it's it's great but when you truly separate the song from the show the song doesn't stand up the same as the show in my opinion mm -hmm. so therefore i didn't think it deserved to be in the greatest but at the same time, I felt like there was, you know, there would be a bunch of people that would strongly disagree. So because of that, I, I did take my own personal feelings and put them aside and I did go ahead and include it. So we'll okay. see. We'll see. So how it, so by that argument, why did you put Paula Dean's theme song in here? Uh, because it it's underrated and it by, it, it, it by well, God needs to be okay, recognized so, for the greatness that yeah, it is. Well, <laughs> granted, it's a great show, but a great song, but nobody knows that. I had to look that up. I just like Paula Dean has a song. To be fair, you also had to look up Dallas. No, I didn't have to look up Dallas. I've heard it. I've heard it. So, but I know so Dallas has a theme song, but I didn't know Paula Dean did. Well, I mean, we talked about who shot Jr. We and, did, yeah. and 
who who uh who brought the all to a ball and then wrapped the leftovers up and fall <laughs> if you don't know you don't know if you oh, do well. you know what's up um <laughs> okay we're getting off track here so. yeah totally totally yeah so twilight zone was written by bernard herman okay and i don't i don't know who wrote the some the, nerd it yeah, doesn't matter some canadian thing, nerd yeah. probably yeah, probably all i do know is that rocket man by william shatner is amazing it is wonderful have you ever is it really that? have you ever seen the video no oh my gosh check it out okay check it out check it out yeah <laughs> have you seen it oh my no. gosh he does a spoken word version of it and oh, very dramatic i think i have seen this okay yes. so and family guy did a yes. parody of it and i mean no joke it's like beat for beat what the family guy version is it's hilarious highly recommended if you want to laugh huh uh brian bettencourt says are you kidding me star trek versus twilight zone yeah it's yeah. a tough one dude so which, on. which way are you going brian tell us um tell us if i was uh if it was a good move to include star trek or if uh twilight zone has taken this one um i don't know why this is okay there we go elkie says i'd have to go check um back on my tape which song it was okay uh Memorable. See, and that's what i was about to say right there so the fact that you're not able to just rattle it right off uh just supplements exactly what i and said really it doesn't matter because all poison songs are the same hundred percent. Really? Yeah. hundred I mean, percent. Unskinny bop is the same. What is an unskinny bop? I don't know. God. That's yeah. Don't get me started. Me. Don't even get me started. Okay. Deb Klein says, uh, you're fired, Josh. Twilight Zone. Very memorable theme song. I but, never said Twilight yeah. Zone wasn't memorable. I, I, I haven't I, given my, I haven't given yeah. my, yeah, I said, <laughs> I, I don't know who wrote the Star Trek thing. Oh, and that, uh, now she's back on your side. Paula okay. Dean had a thing, has a theme song. Um, yeah. I'm appalled. Seriously though, appalled. if you haven't, I'm appalled. appalled. <laughs> you didn't make the dean's list. Um, okay, so all puns aside, honestly, if you've never heard it and you didn't know Paula Dean had a theme song, check it out. If if you like harmonica and like just, I don't even know what kind. I mean, it's a cool song. It's a cool little jingle. So it, does it deserve to be in the greatest? Yeah, maybe, well, maybe not. It's but on it's the fun. list, so we'll discuss it and we'll dissect it a little yeah, bit more. There you too. go. There you go. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Mike McCorder says. Shatner screaming, uh, Mr. Trombone Man is haunting. Tambourine Man. Mr. Tambourine Man. <laughs> yeah, he did a version of that that is insane as well. Oh, really? Yes. Um, again, spoken word, I assume? Yes. Yeah, uh -huh. nice. D dramatic reading of. <laughs> gotcha, yeah. Um, and Leonard Nimoy had some albums oh, out too where he's singing. Dude, nice. there was some crazy stuff. You can definitely tell there was acid taken in the 60s because, <laughs> dude. Um, Al Hutchins says Star Trek inexplicity inexplicably that word. Uh, I've started hating uh, the chat and the like last year or so. Okay, well that's fair. Um, Kim Garmory's going to Star Trek, so we've got two for Star Trek. So I guess I mean so far I guess it's a good thing that I put it on the on the uh, in the bucket. Um, Josh, we'll start with you on this one. Okay, so I think uh, I love Star Trek. But I hate the theme song. I really do. Uh, and the only reason I suggested we include it is because I knew there would be people out there that would yep. say we need to have Star Trek on there. Yep, It's iconic, but I'm not voting on icons. I am voting on what is the better song. Yep. And as far as what fits, um, fits the show, if you listen to The Twilight Zone, man, that is weird and eerie. And it is off-putting just like the show is. 
Um, and I just, I don't, with Star Trek, I just don't see Sopranos singing in space. Sorry. <laughs> that's, that's my problem with it. That, that chick that's screaming above it, to me, that doesn't say yes exploring the universe for five years so yeah no absolutely um so elke's going twilight zone uh brian says musically um it's star trek but twilight zone wins it does so yeah star trek is very well written but i just don't think it fits the song yeah i agree i don't think it really adds to the atmosphere of the show or yeah um al says joshua it's been a long road uh getting from here to from there to here I'm assuming that maybe is a spoken word segment from something. I don't know. Oh, wait, those are King's X lyrics. I nearly Uh fell asleep reading them. Oh, Oh, Uh dude. (laughs) (laughs) The pixie sticks are flying. (laughs) It's raining pixie sticks. Watch this. Here we go. Not a single one hit me. God, you throw like a bass player. That's Right on time. <laughs> Holy cow. May oh. not be the right note, but it'll get there someday. That's right. It'll come back <laughs> it'll around come, to yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, Josh is gone for Twilight uh, Zone. Twilight what Zone. I'm going for. Yeah. Okay. I am also for what to speed things up. I'm going for Twilight Zone for the exact same reasons. Mm-hmm. It sets up the show. Um, it's more memorable to, memorable to me. And Star Trek song sucks. Yeah. Sorry. I'm not sorry. Uh, Jody. Wh- now the what- next generation's okay. See, and that's the thing too, right? Like, yeah. so we're talking the original, yeah. the, the, the old school kind of thing. The, the uh, King's X, if you will. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so just like King's X, it's not getting my vote. <laughs> okay, Jody. I'm going to pass. believer the- of you yet. There you go. Uh, I'm going to pass it over to you. And where do you fall on this one? Twilight Zone. Twilight Ooh, Zone. That, that was very authoritative. That was. It was. Well, I feel like I'm in a Twilight Zone episode here for a minute there with all this stuff happening that's going on. In a land at a coffee shop with flying pixie sticks. We're going to. What the heck? Uh, let's you see didn't here. know what you were in getting In a time into. of COVID. Blah, blah, watched, blah, 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 blah. Have you ever watched this show? Absolutely. Yeah, it, it was well, around then, Planet of the Apes, and both of those kind of scared me as a little person. Same. So, I, remember, I mean, the, Planet of the Apes and the Twilight Zone both came in around yep. the same time. Mm-hmm. Episode, I'm almost afraid if I don't say Twilight Zone, something really weird is going to happen to me. Right. And hey, 2020 is, <laughs> is as messed up as it gets. We don't need to egg it on. Right. Yeah. Um, so speaking of that, um, the, the episode of Twilight Zone that sticks out to me that scared the crap out of me as a, as a kid was um, the one where people were turning into pigs. Mm. Oh, my God. And like they're like half human, half pig. Oh, that freaked me out. It was some freaky stuff back then. For sure. Very much. I mean, for little people. And we were, I was little. Yeah. To see I that still am. And I- <laughs> You're doing it to yourself. Yeah. Uh, Kim Garmory says, Theremin, that's all I've got to say. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Um, Al Hutches, um, I've got nothing for you there, bud. I don't know if you used an emoji that I can't see or something, but it just looks blank. Uh, so if you voted, revote. Um, Elky says, loved it, Jared. Uh, gosh, you throw like a bass player. <laughs> uh, do I hear some King's X dissing? Just wrong. Well, Thank you, Mike. It's, Thank you. Here's the thing. I don't hate them. I just. He doesn't appreciate them. He's a young guy. I don't. Well, it, and it's not even that I'm young. It's okay. Maybe it's just, dude, it's, it's a snooze fest to me. Like it's not upbeat enough. I okay, guess we're going to have to have a show where we just discuss King's X. Yeah. I'm going to play everything. They're going to, they're going to do this. 
um, Clockwork Orange style, where I'll have my eyes peeled <laughs> and have to like sit there and watch every King's X song. <laughs> Instead of singing in the rain, it's over my head, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dog man. Dog man. Um, okay, so <laughs> perfectly said, Jody. Thank you. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so it looks like that one has been taken away by Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. Um, so yeah, get that one up there, cross that one out, and on we go. Um, so before we uh, continue, I want to take one more quick little break, and we'll hit the uh, the right side of the brackets. So stick around, and we'll be back in just a few. Boom. Okay, we are back. Well, I'm back. Um, again, they had to have a little potty break and stuff. Um, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and update <clears throat> the brackets while while they're out and about. And see if I can get the old computer to work. So um, <clears throat> tell me in the comments, how, how are things progressing so far? Has there been anything that stood out that you're surprised that's won and gone through? Or um, is there anything, too, that is not even on the show today that you would have liked to have seen as a uh, represented theme song. Now, keep in mind, we've got, like I said, like 54, 55 total songs that are instrumental TV theme songs in general that we will get to in, in future episodes. So just because you don't see it today doesn't mean it's not going to ever be represented. Yes, we're going to get to MASH, and yes, we're going to get to all, you know, all, the, all the... There's so many there's so many theme songs that are great that have no lyrics that will be discussed eventually on future episodes. So hold tight. Don't, don't fret. And, uh, but yeah, if there's something that, that you haven't seen yet today, um, tell us. So just to make sure that we've got it all, um, because there's a, there is a chance that I haven't included something cause it just eluded my thought process for some reason. So yeah. Um, while that's loading up, let's see here. Um, Deborah says, why are we slamming King's X? Uh, sneak previews. Uh, the Edge years were awesome for me. Love playing shows with them. So, okay, so you've played uh, with King's X then. Well, not, I mean, not in the band, but you're, the bands that you've been with have. Um, Planet of the Apes series was great. Waiting for uh, recreational marijuana to be legal to watch it again. <laughs> yeah, that would definitely up the ante, that's for sure. Um, and Peter Gunn theme. Um, okay, yeah, I'll write that one down. Uh, and I will take a look at it after the show. Uh, Peter Gunn. Okay. Um, and Deb, to answer your question, uh, why why are we slamming King's X? It's it's tongue in cheek first and foremost, as always with here everything we do on the audio roast. But the big thing is, you know, my uh, seven songs in seven days segment that I do. Uh, Josh has three times now given a, a suggestion for a King's X song. And they've just been ranked lower. And it's not necessarily that I don't like it. I mean, now that Josh is not in the room, it's not that I don't like it. There's just other songs that you guys have tossed my way that ranked higher. So, and, and we're only talking, you know, six songs. So it's not, you know, the end of the, 
or six or seven songs. It's not the end of the world. But I'm I'm trying to get him fired up, you know, get a little entertainment, a little energy out of him. You know, that's that's really all it. I mean, yeah. So um <clears throat> Hi Joshua, how are you doing? <laughs> I was watching the show How's outside, so I was seeing everything you were saying. How are you doing, Joshua? Uh-huh. And your thoughts are? My thoughts are is you need to have an episode with me. And we all have an just, episode. Just you. you and me where we're talking about King's X. That just the uh the what the clockwork orange style he said so right yeah yeah we'll make a believer out of you fair enough okay um, all of a sudden i'm feeling like tiger king or something's going right to happen <laughs> <laughs> um okay so let me i'm referring back to my notes here okay. um to update this uh scoreboard so um i was asking the guys um and gals in the comments if there's anything obviously that isn't represented today that they wanted to see just to make sure we get the master list down and josh i know i've already sent you that master list yep. but um jody i for whatever reason i didn't think to send it to you um is there anything that's not being represented on the show today and maybe we've got it on the master list but anything not on the show today that you feel deserves to be well i did hear peter gunn and i agree with that uh henry mancini did a lot of uh instrumental stuff for shows so okay definitely needs to be represented so and we had pink panther in there but that was just wasn't drawn so correct um actually so about pink panther i also had so i had pink panther and the simpsons both because they're both instrumentals but i actually took those off of the list because those will be included in the animated um whereas the animated won't be divided by lyrics and no lyrics if it's if it's a cartoon it'll have its own thing um so so i did take it off okay for that reason but yeah um so jody night there... rider wasn't on there was it no, it was it was, it it was. was. yep mm-hmm. um if you would refer to your notes yes it was i know um <laughs> <laughs> uh, no i took the two or three that i was thinking of right out of the gate i think you've got them covered but like you said this, we've only done 16 here and we've got more to do later but you have a, a very thick, very detailed list of yeah, for sure coming up, coming for sure. up. But so a simple answer, yeah, no, okay. And that We've was got in Spanish. To work that on, was in yeah. Spanish. Did you catch it? No, <laughs> none, yeah. no. Uh, what what is no? <laughs> no means no. All right. Uh, let's see here. I've got this updated now, and we will go ahead and go over to the right side of our bracket. And we're going to start with, uh, <laughs> do do I say what we talked about before the show? Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll go there. Yeah. Um, this is through all the grandmas um, that are watching the show. King Diamond sucks. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. I got this. You ready? Do it. Hey, at least I hit him with one. Hey, dude, I'm diabetic. This could kill me. That's assault. <laughs> you know Just, no, that's not assault. That's, candy. that's a sugar. That's sugar. <laughs> It's not a salt it's, it's a sugar a salt <laughs> <laughs> oh i love dad jokes okay so we've got um um i don't know how to to set this one up but we've got the waltons versus uh little house on the prairie let me switch over here to the comments and um okay okay so deb uh says yep uh we were just kids but they were awesome good band for then good band for now okay um <laughs> elky says tiger king episode oh boy i don't know uh no 
<laughs> I have See, not watched no. Tiger King. I have Deb, and it's, it's I can't say that you're missing a whole lot. Uh, it was it was pop culture for about a, a month, and then everybody's moved on since then. Yeah. Uh, so in two weeks, uh, A and R versus uh, uh, on Audio Roast Kings X versus Static X, the Battle of the X's. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm, I'm not totally opposed to that. Um, original Battlestar Galactica theme from the show is oh, awesome. There, I'm okay. writing that one down. That's a good one. Buck Rogers. Um, was it Buck Rogers? No, no. I'm just saying Buck Rogers theme too. Oh, okay. Uh, let me write these down. Yeah, uh, Buck Rogers versus Battlestar Galactica. That would be good. Battlestar. Uh, okay. Um, the West Wing from Kim Garmarine. Um, If that's an instrumental, I will give that one a look. Uh, that one was uh, it, it, Martin Sheen. Is that right? Yeah, we're we're gonna go with that's right. <laughs> See. Um. Okay. So Deb is going with the Waltons. And Mike McCorder says, Little House, hands down. Amazing theme. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so, so far, we've got, we've got some folks duking it out in the comments, and I'm, I'm for it. Uh, well, let me see here in my notes that are all out of order. One for Little House, one for Waltons, and um, Josh, hit us up with some facts, my okay, friend. Okay, so the Waltons writ was written by Jerry Goldsmith. He's a very big name in uh, television and movie theme composing. And the little house was written by Dan Rose. I can't say I recognize his name. Okay. Um, Both were songs, uh, uh, themes that were in the seventies and eighties, and they both were pretty much the 70s, same show. I think, yeah. yeah. Rural people struggling against hard times. So that's their thing. Yeah. But, yeah, and and tr extended family. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I mean, they do draw similar comparisons, so it is mm -hmm. uh, unique or ironic, if you will, that they ended up against each other. But um, similar, similar settings. I think same demographic appeals to to the show. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Um, uh, uh, um, Walton's was first. Brian says, of course, he would know that. Um, I mean, did I say that out loud? Can we yep. cover his profile pic? Because <sighs> <laughs> You're not a fan of that, I'm, huh? Not a fan. I can smell it from here. <laughs> oh my god! Um, yeah, you, that's quite a bumper in that picture. Just saying. <laughs> that's a honky tonk, but donkey donk. <laughs> oh god, is. no, you didn't. Um, yeah, I did. Mike McCorder says Buck Rogers had two TV themes. The first one was more like a James Bond film and wasn't used for long. And Deb says Tiger King was like the pandemic thing. Um, everybody was on lockdown. It was all over Facebook, but I didn't get into it. Um, so I or it didn't look good, too good. So I opted out. Okay. It's like watching a train wreck yep. and then going back and watching another train yep. wreck for the yep. second yep. episode. Yeah. And another train wreck. And they're all progressively getting worse. Yes. Faster and faster. They right. just smash together. But honestly, it's almost like the, the Twilight Zone. Yeah, it is. And, yeah. and you can look at these people and then say, you know, I actually know somebody like that, which is scared crazy. me to death. We have those things around here. I had yeah. no ideas. Next thing you know, I was like, wow, Stratford, yay. <laughs> um, Kim is voting Little House. Um, Al is saying Little Pizza House since 1958. I vote for Little Pizza House. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't sound too bad. Um, oh, he says, damn autofill. <laughs> Little Pizza House. He must um, go to the Pizza House a lot or something. 
Uh, Mike says, look up the theme for Wonder Woman TV. Uh, the lyrics are priceless. I will definitely do that, sir. Um, and uh, he's uh, Deb says, I feel your pain now. Autofill kicks my ass. Yeah, I've got it turned off. Like autocorrect kills me as as bad as it is. So for something to try to predict what's trying to come out of my heads, my head and my thumbs, uh, it, it, it would be a total lose. Uh, Dean, uh, a fellow Papa Green Shearer, Hi, Dean. is uh, voting for the Waltons. Um, I can't. Uh, uh, Brian gave a thumbs up, and uh, the business uh, down on Commercial Street, right? I know the owner. Not sure what that's for, Elky. Pizza House. Oh, Pizza House. There you go. Thank you for that. Um, oh, that's See, a I good one. Yeah. Um, Al says the Jackass theme. Da 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 da. Da, da, da. Never da, seen da, an da. episode of Jackass. Really? Oh, no, that's, I, okay. I, now you're talking kind of my my high school years, and I'm writing that one down. Yeah, see, that is... I'm I'm an adult, and I don't <laughs> enjoy watching people torture themselves and getting hit in the nuts and stuff like that. So I just never saw. <laughs> Deb says it never revealed to me. Deb yeah, says, you know the exact thing that goes on in that deal. They throw bowling balls at each other. And right. Such. Yeah. For yeah. for entertainment oh, of us complete strangers. Painful. Yeah, if I want to see people act like idiots. I'll do a gig. Right. So. <laughs> right. Um. Let's see. Where did that go? I got. I got to say. Uh, Deb says I'm a cougar, not a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> Mark is going with a uh, little house. Okay. And um, Al says I try to proofread before hitting enter, but yeah, I don't. I don't proofread at all until I read it on screen. Um, and Deb says she loves to watch Jackass. Okay. Uh, Mark says my favorites are either Starsky and Hutch or Chips. Ooh, yeah, mm. those are good. Those are good. Yeah. Um, man, I'm gonna keep writing these down. We're gonna have to have three episodes of this. Oh, for sure, yeah. for sure. Um, uh, and Al says some slapstick stuff was funny, but I hated the poop stuff on Jackass. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so back on track. Um. Let's uh let's go to Jody on this one. Jody, where where do you fall on the Waltons versus Little House? Well, the Waltons and the Little House both seem to be kind of a Granny Green Shoes type of deal, and uh, we have a Granny Green Shoes fan that comes and sees us every now and again. And I'm gonna go ahead and just go on a limb after consulting with Granny Green Shoes and Dean Daisy. They kind of land on what I'm thinking, and I'm going to go ahead and say Waltons. I might be against the grain on this one, but I'm going to say the Waltons. Okay. I've got you down for two points for the Waltons. Good night, John Boy. Yep. Good night, Mary Ellen. Good night. If I if I could turn off, which I can, but I'm afraid it'd turn my... would never get it off. back yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. yeah you don't um, want to introduce any more technical stuff. Well, I mean, I've got, I've got like this, and I've got, you know, that, that kind of stuff, but yeah. Skittles! Okay, uh, Josh, where, yes. where are you falling on this one, my friend? Okay, so I am going to go Waltons purely because I like the more stripped-down sound. Um, I, I think it fits the show better because uh, of the Depression era. It's more down-home, more country, whereas Little House is more cinematic and broader scope. Uh, and it just comes down to a personal preference. I like the song a little bit better. They're yeah. both very well-written, and I think they both fit. So it comes down to which one do I like better? Yeah. I, yeah. Waltons. It seems okay. more, more comforting. Yeah. Yep. I would agree with that. Actually that, uh, it is more comforting. Uh, Al says Seinfeld and that is on the master list. So we will get to that one eventually. Some cool um, inter interesting stuff about Seinfeld too. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
I mean, do you want to go ahead and, and, and give me that tid, say that tidbit that you yeah, sent, or do you uh, want to save it? We can save it for okay, next time. We'll yeah. save it. So we'll teach um, you on that. Yeah. Cool, cool, uh, Deb with the most disgusting comments of the night. Bam Margera was smoking hot, but he was smoking something. <laughs> that might have been an autocorrect thing. Oh, <laughs> God, let's hope. The yeah. other thing is smoking hot, something. Was yeah. hot, smoking know? pot, not smoking uh, hot. Dang, autocorrect. <laughs> Uh, Elky with the Waltons and uh, Brian says, don't do it with your lightning. Don't do it with your lighting department. Yeah, no kidding. Um, I'm just afraid of hitting the wrong one that's going to, you know, shut the computer down or something. Um, and then it would end the live stream. That would be no fun. Okay, so um, I, I'll break this down just a little bit more. Um, to me, the Little House theme song, like I like the, the small, quiet dynamic of, you know, the little the build up and stuff. And then it goes into it and, and kind of gives the story of the song. Um, but there, uh, Josh really hit on something strong that um, the simplicity, the the peeled back nature of the Waltons, with just a trumpet and 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 a, a story. Um, I, I feel like that uh, is for sure a strong contender on all that we've got in the brackets today uh, to be one of the strongest ones that support the show with the theme. As far as you can just kind of close your eyes, you get like the simplicity of life back then, just the stripped down nature of things, and I, I feel like that helps tell the story really well. Um, and I too, I mean, I, I, you know, whether I liked it or not, I grew up as a fan of both shows. That's what was on at my house. And, uh, so like it or not, I, I, I listened to it and I did like both shows, but I'm going with the Waltons because I feel strongly that it's a, it's a great theme song period. And I think that it does a really great job of supplementing the, the TV show that it's, uh, on. So for me, I'm going with Walton. So that's my two votes for Waltons. Um, and it looks like that's where everybody's at. And so we've got Walton's with like, I don't know, eight or nine votes and Little House with three. So Walton's goes on. Little House. Sorry, Half Pint does not make it. Um, okay, so now we've got uh, kind of an interesting matchup. Yeah. We've got ER versus Miami Vice. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the wild. <laughs> right. Meanwhile, back on the little house ranch. Um. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> Mike's ready to what throw his computer out of the. What are we doing? Yeah. Mike says this show is rigged. Little house. <laughs> this is what Mike's. This is what Mike's doing. Where's my where's my phone? This is rigged. Where's little house? Where's my little house? Yeah, that's uh that's kind of what's going on over at Mike McCorder's house. Well, that's wrong, wrong thing. Uh, I want that. Okay. Um. So we've got ER and Miami Vice. Um. All right, facts, boy. Okay. So if you have been living under a rock, the guy who wrote. The Miami Vice theme was Jan Hammer, and it was number one on the top 100 in 1985 uh, for a record amount of time. I, I couldn't find how <laughs> don't long. Know, don't know what that record don't, was. Don't really know what it was. Let me tell you what. But Three it, wasn't, it, it wasn't until 2013 uh, that did the record get broken by the Harlem Shake. So it was what 30 years on on it held really? that record yes so 
Interesting. So almost, almost 30 years, it was the number one instrumental song on the top that, that held that that place. On, on wow. Top well, that, that's, so that's hard to argue that against. That is hard then. to argue with. And, and yeah. people actually know who wrote that. Now, no one knows I who wrote but You didn't know it was John Hammer? Well, if you grew up in the 80s, you did. I mean, I grew up in the eighties, but I didn't, I didn't, I mean, he, he well, was nowhere on my yeah. radar. No, it wasn't. I was, I, I mean, you if were you were listening would, to King Diamond or something. No, I was listening to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, dude. Like, come on. <laughs> Turtle power. Yeah. Heroes on a half shell. Scream cam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Elkie's a big fan of the scream cam, which I don't know if you geez, noticed. Me by too. The, I like it. By the way, I don't know if anybody's noticed that I, I might be doing that too quickly, but it's actually been, um, there we go. It's been redubbed it's the just one more cam spot, oh. you know it's 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 put right over cheer by amy overbeck and the crew over at just one more so right there so hey. it's it's not just a scream can it's just one more cam oh, so you and, can yell just one more time yeah right uh just one more roast if you will that's right <laughs> okay so, so james howard newton wrote uh the er thing and and he was known for what else uh writing themes that's all <laughs> uh, i can tell you what he didn't have he didn't have a number one hit hey, on the top 100 yeah so. was was he ever was uh what what's the guy's name that wrote miami vice Jan hammer was he ever on mtv uh, i'm sure he was did he ever tour with the statler brothers he I, he probably didn't yeah i don't then. think their genres fit but i bet they they knew of each other i mean okay um let's see what, here. what german composer doesn't like country music <laughs> right yeah those lines cross very they easily do. yeah uh brian says miami vice shout out to don in crane missouri i don't know who that is but i wonder if uh well, don okay. johnson yep is it don johnson crane mm, missouri probably so okay probably. Well, well, well tell me more what's the story I there know. i don't know Shouting out to Don. That's the only Don I know that has to do oh, anything Don! with. Oh, Don! Yeah, like Bill yeah. from Chicago. Yeah. This is this is uh, Don and Crane. Yeah, gotcha. And if you don't know Bill from Chicago, I'll yeah. tell you after the show's over because that's hysterical. Um, okay. Um, so, Brian, or I, I'm assuming you're going to vote for Miami Vice. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> and Deb says, Miami Vice. This was on the radio, man. Yawn Hammer. There yeah. you go. And Kim's going Miami Vice. And Elkie loves the just one more cam. Uh, Miami vote. Uh, Miami Vice vote. She's going for a Vice vote. I like that. Uh, yeah. Um, okay, so Miami Vice. Miami Vice. Don Johnson was on Miami Vice. He is from Crane, Missouri. Oh, I didn't realize that. See, I told you it was Don Johnson he was talking about. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm changing it. Den Even Johnson. my jokes have truth in them. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's. that's Don't question me in my opinions. Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> Here, have some sugar. <laughs> I'll be passed out for the rest of this. Maybe it'll oh be easier yeah, on you guys. Yeah. Hey, Jody, we'll win. Don't worry. Just yeah, we'll feed get, him some pixie sticks. We'll get this figured out. Here, have some more coffee. Rebase it here. Right. Okay, so uh, for our, our votes, um, Josh, where are you going? Yes, yeah, so I'm going to go. I think both of them fit really well. They do. Uh, um, I, when I was listening to the ER theme, it's got this very heroic uh, sound to it, but there's these like those heroic undertones to it. Yes, for sure. and you got this percussion stuff and these little no noises going on in these the little background. diddly doos. Yeah. Yes, and I, I think that uh, that it that song conveys the heroism that is seen in the emergency rooms along with the chaoticness. So I think the composer did a good job of conveying what he wanted to in this yes. song. Yes, uh, but dude, I can see a drug chase with the Miami Vice theme. Yes. 
So, that's exactly it. Yeah. It's, and, it's a lot of the same argument of what Jody was saying for right. Jeopardy. Like you associate like cocaine and drugs with Miami Vice. Absolutely. So, and yeah. it's not because and it now, was whether a that's huge good or hit. bad. Yeah. <laughs> not because it was a huge hit, which it was, but it's just, man, that, Miami Vice was so good at picking the right music. Yeah. Um, in the air tonight. Perfect. Well, and and I feel like Miami Vice was uh, was always like right on the cutting edge of everything. Not it even was. just music, it was. but style. I mean, the rolled up sleeves with the, the sports coat. Like, and, there's so much that it was like on the cutting edge of. So yeah. yeah, and and it got the MTV mindset. It really did. It was like a music video with a storyline. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just the picking of that song just fits perfectly. So. Um, Josh, I'll let you take this one. Elke says, "Hum, er." I could. I. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, I'm... exactly. <laughs> it's... She's proven my point, right? Like um, when I uh, said uh, when you had chosen the oh for the ACDC, you did not choose like shook me all night yes. long, and I had to right, correct well, you on that, so. right? <laughs> yeah, or back in black, right? Yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, okay, so I, I uh, Josh, I'm putting you down then for Miami Vice. Correct? I am, yeah, okay. Miami Vice. I, no argument here, Elkie. Okay, um, and Jody, Philip Michael Thomas for the win. That's right. All right. Whatever happened to him? He, well, he, he was Don's him? partner for the longest time, and that was pretty cutting edge. If you want, I mean, that was yeah. cutting edge too for back mm-hmm. in the day. So, yeah. um, but uh, I was always a big uh, Miami Vice fan. Yeah, I like the music. It was good. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. Um, Brian says Ted Nugent was on Miami Vice. I didn't realize they had Elk in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> he kills whatever is in whatever state. So. Right. It doesn't matter if it's yeah. Elk or a drug lord or yeah. That's right. <laughs> they stand no They'll chance for a guitar solo. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, he, he, I'm, I'm, and that's a whole thing yep. there too. Like Ted's a, Ted's a phenomenal that's guitar player, but man, is he out there? Um, uh, Crockett and Tubbs. That's right. For the win. For the win. It is for the win. Um, so Miami Vice is going to move on. I ER. That's hands down, isn't it? That was pretty close. I, I, yeah, uh, I didn't I don't see. Think anyone voted. Yeah, for I don't ER. have a single vote for ER. We just had to try to hum it. Yeah, I think that was the nail in the casket. Yeah. Just try to hum it, and when when you draw a blank, it it gets gets the X. Yeah, King's X. <laughs> oh my goodness we can go on for days on on that I'm, I'm digging this um okay so i don't know why that switched again uh i want this not that and um so it miami vice over er next up we've got holy cow we got a one seat wow we've got andy, andy griffith. griffith versus mission impossible my goodness you talk about a stacked deck mm, 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 mm. Wow dude okay um man mm-hmm. i i don't even know where to start on this uh, I so i guess we'll start with with what we've been doing um uh, give us give us the facts give us the rundown whatever okay. you got facts of those mission impossible let me find it why don't you go ahead and let him start okay yeah. um you want me to read your notes <laughs> you wouldn't be josh able can't to. even read his notes I can't. No, I just gotta um the they're written in in canadian um cuneiform <laughs> is what they are <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a tough one though because yeah. you know everybody likes the Mission Impossible and it's stuck around for a while and it's lived through you know generation after generation after generation as a song. 
It has. Yet, at the same time, you could be anywhere in on the planet, and people are humming and whistling the Andy Griffith. So For sure. This uh, is I, a this is this is a good one. This is a couple high seeds. Yes, the these are strong contenders for sure. Um, I will say this for me, and maybe it's, this is an age thing, perhaps for me, the mission impossible theme, I associate more with the movies than the show. Right. And again, that I'm sure that's strictly generational. That's strictly because of my age. But, um, I, I will say that that speaks to, um, the power of the song, I guess that it's able to be translated, um, from TV to movie. Um, but at the same time, like Andy Griffith, we're talking as being equally highly seated. And it was just a TV show, so I feel like because of that argument, it's a, a stronger argument for for uh, Andy Griffith. Um, well, and and it took the movies to continue the legacy. Mm-hmm. True. So Andy, all by himself, black and white, and you know, little Opie and Crazy yep. Barney mm-hmm. and the rest of the cast and crew. Um, not only did we kind of fall in love with all those cast members, the song is it's it's a it's a one seed. It's a one seed. I might have these picked to win. If we're going to do picks to yeah. win, this one, I don't mean all the rest of them, too. The other three these, or four these levels are, of 16. This is this is up there. This is definitely a standout yeah, I'll with, just, without question. I'll Either get, way it goes. My answer is going to be a solid Andy. Okay. Solid Andy. Okay. Yeah. Coming, um, in, coming in hot. Okay. Well, Earl Hagen and Hubert Spencer wrote the Andy Griffith theme song, and uh, Mission Impossible was Lalo Schiffen. And I've got to agree with you on that. I just... Uh, without the movies, Mission Impossible would only be known in like very eclectic realms. I yeah. don't think it would have the broad appeal. Um, not that's not good or well written or that it doesn't fit. It does have a very spy esque feel that I would say like a 007 or a James mm-hmm. Bond. It does fit that, but um, no legs. Yeah, 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 exactly. But um, I mean, you, you hear the Andy Griffith theme, you see country people fishing, and you think of a of a of a country bullet. home and just down home feel, and it it fits that song. So here here's something, and I'll, I'll do this as kind of an experiment. And now you've got the whole song stuck in your head, right? Yep. Off just a couple notes. Um, you can't do the same necessarily on um, Mission Impossible. Where and not to say that it's not a good song, right. but it's kind of the same as uh, whatever song I mentioned earlier that's escaping me. That's like a riff, um, like the the part of Mission Impossible that's da da da, like the the uh, yeah like yeah the exactly well, the Batman yeah. did earlier. Yeah. Right, thank you. It was Batman. Yeah, where it's a riff. It's not like instantly the whole song. Yeah. So I think that by nature is better songwriting, leaning towards Andy Griffith. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I have to go with Andy Griffith because, um, <clears throat> years ago I had a cat that whenever the Andy Griffith theme song would play, he'd sing along to it. So oh, really? um, shout out to Moses who has since passed on and here's wi- to Moses. Here's to Moses. We'd whistle and he would just, <laughs> I don't know if he just hated the song. <laughs> what did Moses I do when lost he played it. King's X? <laughs> What did Moses do when you played the King's X? Yeah, what did no. Moses do? What did yeah. Moses do when he played Dogman? <laughs> oh my! Yeah, well, you know, we didn't expose him to that because it's just, I don't blame you. It would you, fry you to his brain. Him. It would fry his brain. He couldn't like, handle such like such awesomeness. So, oh god. Um, let's see here. Uh, Al, Mark, Elky, and Elky <laughs> are voting for Andy. Um, 
Let's see here. By the way, uh, Deb says, holy crap, I'm going with Andy Griffith because he's still on TV every day at noon while Mission Impossible is not. Uh, good argument. Um, and she also says, I had a cockatiel that whistled Andy Griffith's song. I so had- you know what I'm talking about right. with pets and, and Andy Griffith. Yeah. There's something. It appeals to pets. It really it's a does. strange Twilight Zone episode where all animals. <laughs> I, mean, I love. I love the I, Andy Griffith thing. Yeah, that's I, right. And and then everybody loses their lips and they can no longer whistle. <laughs> <laughs> animals go crazy all over the world. I like how everybody's no toasting to to Moses the cat. This yeah, Moses, right. I love yeah. you, man. I'm for it. Okay, so yes, I I I'm I'm going out there and saying Andy Griffith as well. I think it's, I, I, yeah, and honestly, and I, even though these are both top picks, that's, man, Andy Griffith is so freaking over. It's so, it's so perfect for what it is. It um, is. So I agree, Jody. I think it is a landslide for me. Um, so, yeah. Um, so uh, I think I've got this right. Josh, you also went Andy? I did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, Andy Griffith over. Mission Impossible, which only ended up with three votes. So there's that. Ooh, is it going to be an Andy Griffith uh, final? Oh my god! Oh, what are we going to do? I didn't do? even see that earlier. Wow. I see it. Gosh. I see wow. it. Wow! 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 This is great stuff. Okay, now now we're old Andy Griffith fire. versus new Andy Griffith. <laughs> Retirement plan. Oh Andy my Griffith Versus <laughs> not. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> Brian's got his fingers crossed. It looks like. Um, or no, let's, oh, he's toasting. Okay. Um, now then, uh, Josh, I'm going to, yes. I'm going to let you take it away and announce this <laughs> the last bracket here. Uh, I can't see it. And we got Paula's home Paula. cooking. Paula's home cooking. Yes, sir. Ver- the Ver- theme song no one ever has heard Come about. Come on, man. Versus Northern Exposure. Versus Northern Exposure. <laughs> Another, um, Another, it's a good one, but it wasn't like a huge hit. Oh, it was on CBS. Mark actually, right? wasn't it? Mark, uh, what's that? Say that again. Northern Exposure. I don't even know what. Channel. I think it. CBS, yeah, I think CBS, you're right. CBS, it was CBS. Yes. Um, Mark LeBrock says, in my opinion, Mission Impossible theme would be better compared to the Hawaii Five Ohm theme. Um, and that's I totally agree. We we do you guys have the bucket thing over there? We yeah. do. We don't have that's Hawaii okay. Five Ohm. No. Well, go ahead and show it off to the camera we have a uh, uh there you go we have that full there you can see uh, of tons of different theme songs that have no lyrics so it's just what we happen to pick today so mm-hmm. um okay uh josh take it away with with what you've got for notes what i got for notes for paula's theme song <laughs> i couldn't even find information on it butter <laughs> nothing i could find nothing and that calories and that butter. should tell you something oh, come about on. the song that just tells me you no one knows no, anything just, and no one cares that just google tells me you watch care. cbs and not the Go- food network google doesn't care <laughs> if it doesn't even rank uh, any type of citation on google, oh my god i need somebody to vote paula dean so i feel validated <laughs> Al Hutch is coming in with Northern Exposure. Okay, now that's not to say that's not a good song because I did enjoy it when I listened to it. But I couldn't find anything. And on the opposite side, Northern Exposure was David. Um, oh, let me find it here. Uh, what's his name? Um, David Allen Coe. Nope, David Schwartz, who also. <laughs> Does the music for Arrested Development? That's right. Yes. Very quirky type stuff. He is 
probably one of my favorite composers uh for music uh if you ever listen to like the soundtrack i will listen to the soundtrack of arrested development because there's such such good music funny music and yeah, yeah the, the man's amazing uh so northern exposure um Hold, hold tight before you before you go down the, well, the I, northern I, yeah, road. I'm okay. We'll go. Hold tight. <clears throat> okay. So Deb says I used to watch Northern Exposure, but I did watch Paula Dean. Um, but she didn't have a moose walking around for me to remember. Well, I, well, that could be argued. Uh, <laughs> she did. <laughs> she didn't like a whole stick of butter in every recipe. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Northern Exposure, and we were talking about this earlier. Uh-huh. Uh, has this very samba feel to it yes and then the instrumentation it has the accordion and it has some clarinet and so uh there some, was a clarinetista yes in, there involved. was a clarinetista it's a clarinetist i get ticked off every time you say clarinetista <laughs> i was in high school band and they were called clarinetists okay they're clarinetists so you gotta you gotta you gotta admit that it's more it's more fun and more marketable it is more marketable yeah <laughs> Just like a flautist or a tromboner. <laughs> tromboner. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So, so the, the there's a very distinct theme in uh, Northern Exposure, and I I call it a Northern Paradise. You got that samba feel underneath, and then you've got the polka feel on top. So, I think uh, David Schwartz did a better job of of conveying the theme of the of the show through the music that's where paula dean it's just it could have been any country song that's playing over that i mean it i mean granted, it's great down home country cooking and down home country music but you know you could have taken any song you're not wrong in your argument i'm not wrong if, in my if, argument if, i'm not questioning that uh, right well <laughs> hello they're humble hmm. um well when you mentioned something side, you mentioned something to me too that i as I, I did watch Northern Exposure again because that's what my mom watched or my parents, whatever. Um, but I never knew until we listened to it before the show to kind of get our refreshers. Uh, I never noticed that there was a accordion in there, but there yeah. absolutely is. Mm -hmm. So you're not you're not pulling you're not uh, grasping no, uh, pixie stick straws by saying that it has that polka feel. It really it does. does. Yeah. Um, <laughs> everybody's liking the term tromboner. Um, yeah. Um, and Deb says that she agrees with you. Um, so yeah, and honestly, you do make good points. I with... do make good points. God dang it, man! <laughs> I'm supporting you, dude. I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, as much as I, and I, I, you know, full disclosure, full northern disclosure. Um, <laughs> I am a huge Paula Dean fan, um, and so I will separate the song from the show and say I'm um, to use a for if anybody out there is a wrestling fan, I'll use the term I'm a mark for uh the the harmonica and the kind of thing that's going on in there but you are correct it could have been any song um and it would have supplemented the show just fine so um because of that um i will go northern exposure for myself um so i i went ahead and started that one um josh how about yourself Where northern you? exposure <laughs> i don't know why i even bothered asking um okay so there's for all the wrong reasons, uh -huh. I don't. I have no idea what Northern Exposure even is, so I have to admit that. So, if we're giving full disclosures out, then I don't even know what that was. But I do know that I love butter. I love fried chicken. 
I like the accent. I like where this is going. I like the harp that's yeah. in the song. Yeah. And I'm just waiting for her to cut her fingers off like Julia Childs did back in the day. So I am going to go for Paula. That's why. It's yes. like the person that picks a football team because they like the color. Uh, I'm, that like, I'm that guy. I'm that guy. I like Ravens. <laughs> I'm going to do Ravens. No, no. I'm going to do it because of butter, fried chicken, harmonica, accent, and I'm just waiting for a disaster. I mean, why not? Why not? Yeah. Um, let's see here. Elke says Northern Exposure for her vote. Okay, got that down. Um, Paul Dean is an awesome cook for sure, for sure. Nobody arguing on that. Uh, the tromboner <laughs> plays behind the saxophonist. Wow. Um, what a oh my god. <laughs> Al Hutcher says, "What is Paula Dean's least favorite Pokemon?" Butterfree. Wouldn't that be her favorite Pokemon if the butter doesn't cost anything? Free butter, butter free. There's no butter in it. Oh, yeah. yeah I don't like thinking like that. <laughs> okay, so Northern Exposure has um, gone ahead and, and surpassed um, Paula. And um, yeah. Okay, so right. let's do this. Let's. Um, let me get this over here, all situated like this, and we will go ahead and take uh, another quick little break. Um, give the guys a chance to smoke if they need to, or, or go to the bathroom, or um, you know, uh, compare notes. And uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna go ahead and update the brackets, and we'll be back in just a minute. Okay, so um, there we go. <laughs> Deb says, "Smoke them if you got them." Um, okay, so I am updating as we speak uh, the brackets, and we're getting ready to get into the nitty gritty. We're on to the inner brackets already, and uh, we're going to be figuring this out now. The guys have predicted a um, Andy Griffith off for the final. Um, or at least the semifinals. And um, yeah, I, I honestly, as we were making the bracket, it didn't dawn on me that we had two Andy Griffiths um, that could have possibly been against each other. So this is uh, making for some interesting uh, content, if you will. Um, and I am, again, waiting on a slow computer. And edit that. Okay, so um, let's talk about, um, I tell you what, here's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Halloween. That's what's coming up soon. And uh, next week, we've got um, Stephen Montecore March, and I'll get into a lot more of that as we introduce him next week, um, as well as Matthew Newkirk. And these are both guys that um, 
that I um, know very well from playing in the metal scene here in Springfield um, with Death May Die, my band. And um, we're looking forward to talking some shock rock and some theatrics and and all the the fun stuff that comes along with Halloween that some of these bands do, regardless of whether it's Halloween or Christmas or anything. Um, so uh, let me open this up here. So, yeah, I want to know what do you first of all, what are you guys' plans for Halloween? Are you going out anywhere? Um, are you passing out candy? I know the the current pandemic situation changes a lot for everybody. Um, but what are you dressing up as if if you're dressing up? If you're not, what would you dress up as? Um, and I think we're going to try and dress up next next week for the show in honor of Halloween. So uh, I'm going as a jaded rocker. No, you're not. Oh, oh, you mean you're going as a King's that's myself? Yeah, you're going. You're going as a King's X fan, is what you're that's, saying. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> this is more fun than actually, like, you know, low key being like okay with King's X. It's more fun to pretend yeah, that I'm not. And, yeah. yeah. Now I get why Dan takes a stance so much. <laughs> because I'm stuck. It gets people riled up. Oh. Jesus Jones. <laughs> oh, Jesus Jones. It was a joke, people. I'm joking. You stupid idiot. <laughs> Talk about Fritz. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How could you tell? <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, uh, I'm over here making a mess trying to. Um, uh, oh come on, computer. Uh, trying to update this now. Then here we go. Have you seen their podcast? It's pretty cool. Is it? It really is. Yeah. Okay. Damn. Dan and Tara's podcast is really good. It also, good. those long form interviews. I got lucky. Really good. Yeah. yeah. Me the bartender. <laughs> well, stay tuned and we'll see if we can get her scheduled for when yeah. you guys come back. And, uh, you know, we, we kind of talked about this uh, prior to the show, but I'm thinking of having the same people on the same shows for these uh, TV theme song Tournament of Champions. So, uh, possibly having Brian Betancourt and Charles House back for the lyrical version, and uh, keeping Jody and Josh for the um, why did that happen? Uh, for the uh, non-lyrical, the instrumental versions. Um, that way, we can. It's kind of like a, a finishing of the thought process. Right? Are we going to have the same host? No, of course no. not. I'll be. I'll be. I mean, you might be here with Randy. I was going to say, is Randy okay. going to be around? Right. Well, I mean, we'll see. I don't know. Nobody caught. I mean, I don't, I didn't get any feedback on Randy's appearance. That would so. be nuts. You know, a puppet? Really? I like Randy. Oh, don't, show? don't say, like don't, Randy. don't be saying the P word around here. <laughs> oh, 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 what is it? Uh, <laughs> he, a f- he is a, an American felt, a felt American. <laughs> is that what he is? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think that's the proper term. <laughs> American felt. Oh my gosh! Let me tell you something. Little, little. Now that he's passed out on his medication because it is after seven. Um, I, uh, I, Randy has been in my life for over twenty years. Randy uh, has been. That's not surprising. <laughs> really, isn't surprising. Why am I telling you this? It looked like you have a very close relationship with Randy. Well, I don't know about close, but <laughs> well, where was your hand? <laughs> we don't need to talk. <laughs> pay no attention to that man with his hand <laughs> yeah anyway um oh my goodness you're killing me dude i love it um so randy came actually well i won't tell you any any detailed history other than the fact that i got him from a uh basically an arts and crafts fair type thing uh from my hometown i was probably like 13 or 14 and i thought kind of like you with how you wanted to be like an entertainment and some 
sort, you know, and I, I jokingly to you said something about vaudeville. I actually played around for a, like a hot minute with ventriloquism. And uh, I, I quickly realized I was not cut out for that. And um, there's not a whole lot of future in ventriloquism. Well, I mean, you say I that, mean, but look at the pe the people that are able to break through and have success with it. Um, they, I mean, they're successful. With okay, it. name five. Uh, Jeff Dunham, uh, Jessica or Jennifer or whatever the chick's name is, that other person, and yeah. those other two. <laughs> Point made. Uh, King's X. There you go. They're King's all puppets. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! If okay. anybody out there is watching oh. and you're in the band King's X, know that we are uh, kidding. We are you think kidding. they watch this just, podcast? Just know that. Really it's a joke! <laughs> of course they do. This is. I mean, yeah. Why wouldn't they? Not like they're playing shows <laughs> or anything right now. God dang, man! <laughs> yes. All the yes. All the yes. COVID. Much Only love for you guys. Only because of COVID. Ty, I'm sorry. Doug, I'm sorry. Don't be acting like you know who these people are. I know these guys. Doug played at a friend of mine's wedding. Duff, I'm sorry. Axel, I apologize. Slash, I'm sorry. Tommy Lee. I've I've played Doug Pinnock's bass. <laughs> oh, never mind. Not um, in a dirty way. Did it have good action? It I had to play it upside down and backwards because he's a lefty. Oh, really? Yeah. I bet honestly, I, I was, on a serious note, I bet oh, that would be very challenging. It was very challenging. Um I you actually pulled that off i did nice yeah. work i uh i started as a drummer and i can do the whole like traditional this way or over or not not overhanded whatever that's called um the I, other way the other way yeah um but i can't i don't think i would be as good if i had sat in on the left-handed drummer set i mean i still have the this thing that i can do but the timing would be weird because i'd be wanting to double time my left hand and not my right hand Jody, can you relate or not at yeah, all? Yeah, it's Dave Ellis, right? He's the one that has the left-handed drum set. Uh, him and um, uh, if, if you know him on Facebook, you would know him as Das Clutch, but his name is Fred, um, and he's a local metal drummer that's left-handed. Well, and sit, sit, being a righty sitting down on a left-handed kit, it is definitely different, and it's mainly with that left foot. I mean, your right foot is yes. so predominant, and it's it's different. I guess it would kind of be like driving cars in that other country with the steering wheel on the other side, but um, you know, kind of, the, the neat thing is the lefties can always play the right-handed kits. So they've got us, they've got us. They there. do have us on that for yeah, sure. I sit down on a uh, left-handed kit and feel like I'm on a left-handed kit. Right. Okay. So I think I've got this updated. I just got to export it over here to this okay. thingy over here and do that thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, so Deborah says she's gonna tag all the guys in King's X. Oh my God, podcast, Deb! Don't so don't don't throw do me under the that. bus. Come do on, don't now. do that, please. Do it. Just know I defended all of you guys. <laughs> yeah. And Deb is saying that Fred is left-handed as well. Did you know that all the Muppets are left-handed? Have you ever noticed that? No, but I bet you I know somebody that knew that. You know who who knew that? Randy knew that. Randy knew that. Yeah. If you look at them when they're all playing their guitars, they're all playing left-handed really they are i really did never know that notice it huh i'll never look at them the same you again. never will thanks for ruining my childhood josh <laughs> okay now then we are back on track i finally got this uh uh to cooperate and update so let's uh go over to this one and ah, there we go wow we go. okay Sam. um so we have got um oh batman 
versus the Price is Right in the what are these? The, the quarterfinals? Is that right? Semifinals? Semi, because the next one is finals. Yeah, that's that would be uh-huh. correct. You know, go go Chicago Bulls. Yeah. Touchdown. I don't Something. watch sports yeah. games. Yeah. Sports ball. Um okay. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Al, you keep sending messages that have no content. I don't I'm not sure what that's about. What's Al that's, talking that's about? That's weird. It's it like oh. it's crickets. Is he sitting on his phone? <laughs> Maybe. Um, I hope he's not that guy with the Jeep. Uh Deborah, the reason is is the they have that stick on their right they're on their right hand to to move. Yeah, to move. Yeah. yeah. So the this one stays stationary and their actual left hand is actually the but, one that moves. But you could so. put a stick on a different and hand. And it's because most of the puppeteers are right handed. And they oh, use the uh, stick for the other hand. There so you go. That's why they're they're left handed. Interesting. Mm, I'm full of useless knowledge. I actually watched, which is why I do good on Jeopardy. <laughs> but yet you didn't vote for it. But I didn't vote for it. I love the show. <laughs> don't don't care for the theme. Yep. Well, I mean, I care for the theme, but well, you're it, wrong. It, but that's okay. I still love you. <laughs> okay. So speaking of Jeopardy, that lost um, to the Price is Right. We've got Price is Right mm-hmm. and Batman. So we've gone over the facts and and the uh, right. you know uh, Dragnet, just the facts, ma'am, just the facts. Mm-hmm. So now we're we're rolling on gut instincts through through here on out right so um jody i'm gonna go to you on this one first um are you for batman or the price is right i'm gonna take batman 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 i am batman okay yep um, yep yep things okay. are gonna get tough though i see it yeah I yes see it. yeah, yeah absolutely mm-hmm. um so there's two for you um josh yourself i'm going batman Okay. Um, let's jump over here to the comments. Um, Al says, uh, uh, oh, Muppet. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Muppet playing drums, GIF. Yeah, um, I don't know. I'm sure you guys could probably see GIFs as you're commenting, but through the program that I use, I'm not able to see GIFs. <laughs> I wish. Um, okay, so let's uh, jump over here. Mark says Batman. Elkie says Batman. Uh, so, wow, we are already off to the races. Um, nobody is sticking up for prices right. I gotta admit, um, I will not stick up for prices right on this because Batman is a um I mean it's it's lasted through all these years and uh people can still hum it and it hasn't been on TV and I mean if you want to get into the nitty-gritty of the animated series, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, but the original version hasn't been on TV in forever. Um, unlike say an Andy Griffith's on every day at eleven or noon or whatever time it comes on. Um, and it's been able to stand the test of time. So I, too, am going to go with Batman. Um, Batman, Batman. Um, Deb says she doesn't see it either. Okay. So uh, Batman is uh, going to take the cake on that. Mm. Death to Price is right. Sorry, Mr. Barker and Mr. Carey. Price is on. wrong. <laughs> You're wrong. Uh, okay. So next up, we've got Matlock versus the Twilight Zones. Hmm. I'm going oh. Twilight Zone on this one. Okay. I'm going Twilight Zone. Uh, Deb says, what are we voting on? I got lost with the Muppets talk. Well, <laughs> uh, we we were voting uh, Batman versus Price is Right. Batman wins. And uh, Josh went for Twilight Zone. Correct? I did. Okay. Yes. All right. Wanted to make sure I had that right. Um, 
Okay, and um, Jody, where are you going? Well, even though I think it would be really neat to see a Matlock episode that was kind of like the Twilight Zone, where he was in court, you know, doing Ooh. some weird stuff with the Twilight Zone guy, and like when they flash back over, it was in black and white, and then they go back to Fat Elvis, yeah. and then they go back to black and white. <laughs> I think that would be neat. There was one where he played like his own grandfather. Yeah. It was in black and white. Yeah. yeah. It got some weird stuff. So weird. Mm-hmm. Last thing. They were it. really reaching at the end. Yes, they were, yeah. for sure. Twilight Zone. All I right. want to say Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. I added two for you, and I also added two for me because I also think Twilight Zone is a better theme song. Um, now, I will say this. As much as I wanted an Andy Griffith off, like it's one of those things that sounds yeah. good and it looks good on paper, but if we're sticking to you know the songs being important to the show and mm-hmm. and the longevity etc cetera, etc cetera. i think that uh, it kind of doesn't stand a chance at all to be honest against matlock mm-hmm. um so uh mark says matlock and brian says twilight zone elky says twilight zone so one two three okay so so far i see He's hands down on that one yeah I, I see one single vote for matlock sorry mark yep sorry bud uh, so Twilight Zone, it is. Mm-hmm. All right. Meanwhile, in the other conference, yes, uh, we've got uh, uh, over on the on the West Conference. I think that's right, or East Conference, I guess, because it's on the right. I don't know. Um, Waltons versus Miami Vice. Now, my God, could could two stories be any more uh, not alike? <laughs> well, I don't know, man. Those Waltons, they may have been doing some drugs. Well, they, they actually. Funny enough, Poppy it, Farms. Now, for, for the well, almost for those that were actually fans of the show, they were friends. If you remember, with two moonshiners, they the, were. those two old ladies. They were pushing moonshine. Right. So, I mean, that um, if you're wanting to draw a comparison, it could right. be done. Yeah. <laughs> and there was an episode of Little House on the Prairie where Albert got hooked on morphine. You remember That's that right. one, dude? That yes. Was, oh, wow, man. If, if I grew up in those times, Jeez. I would be hooked on all kinds of stuff. Yeah, because really, what else is there to like, do? Here, go visit <laughs> right. the doctor. Here, have some cocaine. Here, visit the doctor. Try heroin if cocaine right, didn't right. work. Here, Milk visit the cows, the doctor. screw that. Right. Go to no. the general store and pick up, up a Coca-Cola. Man. I'm going to work and... all day. <laughs> I need to get some sleep. <laughs> no sleep. For you. Good night, John Boy. Good night, John Boy. Okay. Sorry. Uh, he was a writer. He was an artistic type guy. I could yeah. see him like yeah, up all night. Yeah. Or, yeah. With a little pieces of paper. Up window. all night, sleep all day. Yeah. Okay. See, we're keeping the music. Yeah. Um, where are we at here? Okay. Uh, we've got uh, Kim Garmory with uh, Miami Vice, Mark LeBrock with Miami Vice. Uh, let me switch to this one, two. Um, Deb says, Miami Vice. I did love to watch the Waltons. The sisters were moonshiners. I can't remember the names. I can't remember either, uh, but they were great characters. Uh, Miami Vice for an Elkie vote. All right, gentlemen. Uh, Josh, we'll start with you. Jan Hammer, Miami Vice. All right. Two for you. I'm going to go. I'm sorry. I'm I'm not. I don't know why I keep apologizing. I have a right to my opinion, and it is the Waltons. I'm picking Waltons over Jan. Jan Hammer. Whoever. Jan Hammer. Yeah, Jan Hammer, which is a great wrestling name, by the way. Um. Okay, Jody. How about yourself? We need. I, we need some. Uh, I think I need some Walton fans to start getting into the chat box over there and sticking the Waltons in there. But it looks as if 
Uh, I need to talk for a very, very long time to get that going. <laughs> right. um, but you need to really tag some friends you and share the post. You know and... that Granny Green Shoes lady I was talking to you about that comes and stalks us at uh-huh. all the shows? Uh-huh. I think she was related to those moonshine chicks is what happened there. And she's like, back in the day, she was one of them. I think she told Dean that one time backstage. I'm going to have to vote Walton's win or lose. Walton's. I like the way... You're, you're, you're in it, whether you're going down or not, you're going, yeah, you're going, going in with a I'm good swing. Going down you're a man with, of conviction. Yes. I can't yes. fault you with granny that. green shoes. Remember I voted for your family. There you go. Okay. Hey, oh, oh, asking you shall receive. There you go. Oh Dean my Daisy. goodness. There's some more Waltons. There's oh, good job. Deaner. It's a little late. What are the music notes for the Waltons? Hang on now. Is it, is it a little late? Let's see here. Uh, one, two, three, no, I mean, it's a little late. Four, four votes for Miami vice. One, two, three, four. And then Josh said Miami Vice. So mm-hmm. there's six. So one, two, three, four. So it's five to six currently six with Waltons and uh, with five and, and Miami Vice to six. Well, you what vote? we need is some Jeopardy music right now and have well, it. I don't know why it ain't working. Uh oh, what was that? What's we got going on here? Stock market. Okay, no, that's not on. Okay, good. Um, I don't think it is. <laughs> is it? I can't tell if it's on there or not. Report a crash. Oh, no. It's not. So, um... That's my cheap knockoff Jeopardy music. I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. Uh, I see Jeopardy Italiano in under three crickets. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. Tell me this isn't some cultured thinking music. Hmm. Oh yes. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. If I only had a beard. Hmm. Did we kill enough time to get a Walton vote? <laughs> that's what someone says. That's us trying. Um. Oh, Josh says. Or um. <laughs> Josh says. Al said he was peeing. So uh, wait a minute. Now, Jody, if that. you look at the way he spelled that, there was no G, which means he's got to be going for Waltons. Because you know they're peen. a little bit country. They, they always want. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'm paying. I'm paying. I'm out back. I reckon. As a peen. He was he was playing with his John boy. Jared, we're gonna have to take the loss. We're gonna take. <laughs> yeah, yeah, doggone it, man. Well, sorry, Granny it, Green. At least when we're up to bat, we swung. So. Who that? All right. God, it hurts my soul to be scratching off the Waltons. Mm. Um, it hurts my soul. Hey, there's Lisa Betancourt. Miami Vice because I had the hots for Don Johnson from Crane, Missouri. Really? Who didn't? <laughs> Pick me, coach. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so it looks like uh, Miami Vice has taken over um, uh, uh, Walton Mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we've got uh, Andy Griffith versus Northern Exposure. An mm. interesting little matchup. Um, I, I guess I'll start this one off. Uh, to me, this is, I, I want to say hands down, but honestly, I, I think that Northern Exposure is a good theme song. But again, we're talking longevity. We're talking the amount of time that a show has been on TV, the amount of generations it's been able to affect. Andy Griffith, to me, gets a vote with ease. Uh, so I'm voting Andy over... Um, Josh, what was the main character's name? And what? Northern Exposure. Uh, I have no clue. You, I rest my case, Your Honor. Yep. <laughs> well, you got no argument from me, man. Uh, in honor of Moses, toast to Moses. We're going. Toast to Moses. We're, we're going with Andy Griffith. 
One for my homie. There you toast. go. There we go. Okay. Toast. There you toast. go. I've never said that before. A toast to Moses. A toast to Moses. <laughs> and it's spelled with a Z, guys. I mean, oh, he, he was a cool. He was a cool. So wait a minute. Moses. Wait a minute. Okay, let's back this train up and investigate. It was M O Z U S. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess here that Moses was born in the late '90s, early 2000s. You know, it was early 2000s. Yes, go. it was from the Josh Kittison song. I don't know who that is, know but I, I, I know that. She asked me how the cat's been. I said, Moses, he's just fine. No, don't nope. remember that? No, nope. not at all. Um, But I, I know that it and was. he found me. He came up to the house and just stayed. He the was cat, So the cat that I have was the same way. So yeah. we're totally sidetracking and I'm okay with this. Right. But um, we're talking about cats. Yeah, exactly. Fun. So um, for all you dog lovers out there, time out. Um <laughs> The, the the cat that I own um is um I think she's like uh 13, 14 years old, something like that. And um it we had a house party after we got home from the bar, uh myself and, and a bunch of friends and stuff, and this stray cat that was literally only like this big, I mean, just barely weaned off its mom, um, came walking across the street and you know, I was I we had been out that night, so I was totally drunk. And um I picked up the cat and I was like, Oh, look at this, it's so cute, it's black and white and really pretty all this stuff and everybody's like oh look at it and they're like is it a boy or a girl and so i pick it up to look and like it's like infested and in fleas i'm like oh and and uh so i was like oh but that poor thing like it's out there by itself and it's you know it's got this big flea problem look at this i said the word fleas and i'm like already yeah um but um so anyway long story short um i made a deal uh with the with the person i was living with at the time and the deal was because i got the no we don't need a cat kind of thing and the deal that was made was if the cat's still here the next morning, fine, you win, we'll keep it. So, you know, the friends leave, everybody goes to bed, yada, yada, yada. And I'm the last one to go to bed and I sit out a bowl of milk. And of course, the cat was still there. And so I've still got Kayla to this day. But yeah, so I'm, I'm all for stray cats and, and um, uh, shelter animals and all that kind of stuff. But we're back to TV theme songs um, and, 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 and cheersing to Moses with the Z. Um, okay. Wow. Um, I don't know where all that came from, but you know, I'm going to go with this Lisa Evan better court because she says, what the hell is Northern exposure? <laughs> well, that's when you're in Canada and your pants fall down to your ankles and <laughs> all signs point North. If you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what? It was a compass joke. That's right. Who, uh, Brian Betancourt says Rob Morrow. Who is that? That's the actor. Oh, the there you go. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, his name was Joel, and John Corbett. That's right. Was in the show. Um, he was the beef hunk of the show. Um, I feel like Deb watches for thirst. Yeah. <laughs> if it if it if it doesn't uh quench her thirst, she's not tuning in. So that's right. Well, speaking of which, speaking of which, thanks for tuning in. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> You got some nice looking man flesh over here. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Mark says, oh, wrong comment. Um, Mark says, the Darlin brothers uh, that were on the Andy Griffith show from around here and one owned a record studio in Branson. Yeah, really? Yeah. I remember seeing them uh, like at Silver Dollar City at their, <laughs> uh, when they would have those outside Jubilee things. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. One of the guys from the Darlings was in there. Interesting. Wow. Uh, LK says yes and had a lot of famous band people on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, even, uh, uh, um, 
Gomer Pyle had an album. If I, if I, was it Gomer or was it Goober? It was Gomer. Gomer had Gomer, yeah, because yeah, uh, he, he, his singing voice was so different than his speaking voice. Yes, yes, for sure. Okay, so, um, now then, let's see where we're at. We are, um, on the not updated visual, but we'll go with it. Um, we've got uh, Batman versus the Twilight Zone. Mm. 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 Um, Josh, we'll start with you on this one. Okay, yeah. I couldn't think of two better pitted songs. You know, I mean, these, they both are are so appropriate for what they are doing, but I'm going to go with Twilight Zone. I really, I really think that the Twilight Zone fits, um, creates a mood better than Batman does. I think the tense and the 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 dissonance in the song really speaks to the theme of the show. Okay. Um well said, well said. Um I'm going to uh what am I gonna do? Disagree. Here? I know you you're gonna disagree. No, I'm actually not. I'm actually okay. going to <laughs> I'm gonna throw this up while I update this real quick and I'm gonna tell you my stance. By God. I know you um I'm going to tell you that I totally agree. Um, I think Batman is really great, but kind of going back to um, kind of a reoccurring theme. You see what I did there? Um, uh, yeah. Is Batman is kind of just a riff, mm-hmm. um, where Twilight Zone is a fully fleshed out song or close to. Um, and because of that, I think it it should garner a higher vote. And so with me, it does. I'm going to go with Twilight Zone. Um, let's see here. There's that. Two, three, four. And um, Jody, how about yourself? Are this you going is tough? This is tough. Yeah, it really is. I mean, really, the Joker and the Batman and the Bam and the Wham and but it's about the, the song and the, and the, the wow. Show. It's and about the, the whack and the, but the Twilight Zone is so freaky and pig face. Twilight people. Zone. Twilight yep. Zone. Twilight Zone. <laughs> <laughs> Two words: pig face people. Is pig face one word? I'm going to say it's one We're going to say it's one word. It's hyphenated, so yeah, yeah, you can get by. I'm going to go Twilight Zone. There you go. There we go. Um, About those graphics. uh, It may not happen. Um, Okay, so Twilight Zone. Okay, um, so we're up to six on Twilight Zone. Let me go over here to the comments. Um, I've got 600 things going on at once all of a sudden, and I'm doing it to myself. Uh, Kim Garmory, Twilight Zone. There we go. Um, okay. Ryan says he's diehard Batman. Yeah. Deborah's uh, Twilight Zone. Okay. Well, wait a minute. Ryan says he's a diehard twi- Twilight Zone guy, and then he says I'm a diehard Batman fan guy. So that means he's torn. Yeah. Mm, you only get like one me, vote. Like me. Only one What's vote. It gonna be, yeah, Brian? what do you think you are? What's like it gonna on the be, show? Brian? That's right. Come on, Brian. Oh, we could do that us. if we have two votes, right? Like I could do one. Half of my vote for Batman, half my vote for... You can't split the vote, man. It's all or nothing. There you go. Bat zone. Mark is Batman. Okay. Elkie is Twilight. Okay. And Brian's trying to do both sides of the fence, man. You've got to make a decision. Come on, Switzerland. Switzerland, Betancourt. Brian came in. in Mike McCorder says, Batman makes you want to um, OTO. um, Well, I don't know what that's supposed to say. Want to drive fast and punch bad people. Twilight Zone is great, but doesn't give you a rush. But it's a it's a tonescape. 
it, it, it really is. Yeah. I wouldn't consider it a song, but more of a tone skate. Yeah. Scary deal. It really is. Yeah. It, it, it's it, got a Stravinsky esque feel to it. Very. Yes. This that's tough. Yeah. This is tough. Uh, the audio roast electoral college. <laughs> yes, that's right. right. That's yep. right. Our vote counts uh, oh. more than yours. <laughs> Lisa says it's Brian's multiple personality. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, to make a Batman reference. Come on, Two Face. <laughs> oh, uh, T two. Tz. Um, Tz. Oh, oh, sorry. Oto was a typo. I figured. I just ignored that word, and it made sense to me. So. Okay, well, um, we're going to call that one right there. And that is Twilight Zone by a wide margin. So Batman is off the list. And now we are on to uh, Miami Vice versus Andy Griffith. Wow. Um, I'm going to pass this one over to Jody first. I'm still stuck in the Twilight Zone. <laughs> Um. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, we're taking Andy against Miami Vice. Oh, Barney Fife and Dick John or Don Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> as much of a fan as Don I am, Johnson. Of, uh, Don Johnson. Oh my gosh! Sorry, had to. had so to, good. had to, had to. Yeah. Where's the drum set? Oh, I've got it. Somewhere. There it is. Oh, wait. Uh, oh, oh, come on. Oh. Oh, I'm on the wrong mouse. <laughs> uh, over here, and it's not Dick Johnson; it's Dong Johnson. There you go. Thank you. I'm here all night. Okay, that's enough. Okay, man, we're back. I'm going with my gut. I'm gonna say Andy. Okay, I'll, Andy, I, it is. I appreciate a gut vote. Yep. Right. I'm just going gut. Uh, I'm I'm gonna slip in the I'm gonna slip in the middle. Of both tough. of you guys, and I'm gonna also say Andy. Uh, but I well, you know that that brings something up, and this is a perfect opportunity to take this little sidestep. Did you you brought up the tidbit about uh, Muppets being left-handed? I'm gonna yes. bring up a tidbit that has never been answered, and I don't know why this is. Have you ever noticed what Barney calls Andy as a nickname? Ange. Why? Like, where does he get the? Is it? Is it like A N from Andy and the G from Griffith? Ange? That's the only that's the only thing I can draw. You know, I I think it's but one I of those Ange. I think it's one of those old timey things. Um oh, like all oh, fiddlesticks. Like, like, whereas you know, we would say all oh, Falcon Crest. Well, like Richard, <laughs> like yes, like Richard and Dick. You know, those have gotcha. nothing to do anything with anything. Uh right. John and Jack. Bill and William. Know? Well, yeah, there's two I there's an I and an L in both. There's but, an I and two L's in both. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's right. You're right. Uh, <laughs> like but yeah, uh, Ange, I, I, I've always thought that too. And it's like, I'm just assuming that's an old time thing. And and that could be. That could. So you're saying it's not necessarily. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so um, where we we have uh Andy versus uh Miami Vice, and we've got uh, let me scroll up here. Uh, uh, um, and Rod Serling speaks over the theme, so it's not even eligible. Over what theme? The Twilight Zone theme. But those aren't lyrics. No, they're not. But and actually, I, I think I, they play. He, they played the theme for a while too. Dang it! Then, he might be onto something here. Yeah, but no, nah, I don't think we've got to ignore that comment because this I don't is think how monologue far counts as lyrics. We're we're this far. We're not turning back. Right. Yeah. Um. 
Miami Vice for Elvis the Crocodile. Yes, the croc. Yep. Okay. Yeah, Elvis was uh, the crocodile that Don Johnson had. Okay. And Crane? No, no. And on the show. <laughs> okay. I'm like, yeah. wow. See, crocodiles are native to Florida. Uh-huh. Not a whole lot here in the, the Midwest. Right. Well, I mean, maybe he donated the one over at Bass Pro for all I know. Could be. <laughs> all right. All right so, where are we at? Uh, we are uh, all over the place. That's where yes. we're at. Okay. So. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to consider Lisa as a Miami vice vote. Um, wait a minute. Am I on the right thing? Yes. Miami vice, um, Miami vice for Mark. Uh, Al Hutcher says the independent state of Hutch cast its vote for Miami vice. <laughs> yeah. I, that's great stuff, man. Um, Elkie says Andy Griffith. But I Andrew. Okay. And, uh, Brian says Miami vice. Uh, holy cow, what happened to everything? There we go. Um, Deb says, even though Don Johnson was hot, <laughs> I'm not thirsty, but I will have to go with Andy Griffith. <laughs> Don't lie. You had a thing for Don Knotts now. Don't lie. Come on. Um, okay, so Andy for... It'd be nice if my pen would work. Andy for Deb. Um, and it says, Ange... Deb says Ange because he's Barney. Uh, that's lost on me. Um and here we go, Mike McCorder. Josh is right. If the name was Andy, why did Barney call his pal Ange? Ange was Don Knotts' real life nickname for Andy Griffith. Uh, which but Andy's real life name was still Andy. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna um, have to need a citation for that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna need some evidence. Yep, I believe you. Uh, it was not in Josh's notes, so therefore I can't. No, I can't I have blind faith. I wasn't expecting nicknames okay. to come up. So. Okay, so here, here, Kim is um, reassuring my synopsis of that. That Google says it is a mashup of his first and last name that Don Knotts called him both on and off the set. Okay, there you go. Now I do remember the um, the <laughs> coming in hot. Uh, that uh, that uh, uh, whatever. Stop yelling at us, Mike. Thing. Yeah, no, I love it. Keep yelling at us, Mike. I love it. I love your enthusiasm. Uh, Get your own show. Mike McCorder. Here, I got your back, Mike. Don't worry. Here we go. You ready, buddy? Again, this show's rigged. Where's the little house on the prairie, Justice? I like how I'm turning into Sam Kennison. <laughs> <laughs> um, there we go. Get back over here to the votes. Um, Lisa says, Jared, you are as smart as my students right now. Where's where's that Jeopardy is, music? Is that <laughs> is that a compliment or right. I'm thinking right. not. <laughs> yep, I'm thinking not either. And that's okay. I'm I'm good with it. Dean goes for Andy. Um and Marks says, uh, that's because the show Don Johnson played um <laughs> college football for the Florida Gators and Elvis was the mascot, which uh is how he got for okay, gotcha. Um and Lisa says Don Knott's real first name was Jesse. And he hated it, but Andy would call him that off stage uh, to make him mad. I didn't know that about him. And Mike says, "I was wow. about to say Andy Griffith he, was a kind hey, of a jerk, jerk wasn't he? Yeah, right. Yeah. For real. Uh, just one more came. Yeah. Um, it's not yeah. Like Josh Joshua. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mike. I like what you're on to. Um, we might we might see about getting a uh, Kennison cam. Mm, I like the ring of it. Um, I was thinking you sounded like Sam Lonesome." I don't know who that is, but I'm assuming you think he's hot. I have no frame of reference for that. <laughs> okay, fellas, we're back yeah. on with us. All right. Uh, currently, we've got four votes for Miami Vice and three votes for Andy Griffith. 
So here we go. Uh, Jody, hit us up. Miami, yeah. Miami Vice or Andy Griffith? It's Andy. There you go. Josh? Andy. I'm going to go Andy. Sorry. And I also am going Andy, which, according to the Audio Roast Electoral College, <laughs> right. me, winner, winner. your vote, me, me. vote does not count. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. But please support us. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Um, let me uh, um, get this over here to say this one there so I can do this and see what we've got here. Okay. Now then, um, I've got this ready. Okay. So we are at the finals. It's the final bracket. And uh, <laughs> Lisa says, um, is there a libertarian vote? Wait a minute. Throw that back up there, uh, Jody. Da-da-da. Twilight versus Andy Griffith. Oh, man. Well, I want to stop right here and All say right. kudos to to both of you guys. I, I like where we've ended up. This is a, a really interesting final battle. Yeah, that could, couldn't be more different, could it? No, yeah, exactly. Okay, um, Mike says, is your Pantera shirt uh, from Glam Era Spandex Pantera or Heavy Pantera? It is from Heavy Pantera. Um, I don't know. Uh, 1990. So I think they were in uh, past spandex at that point. I could be wrong. Uh, I was late to the Pantera party and full Northern disclosure. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) That might stick, by the way. Um, Can we still vote for the Adams family? Uh, Absolutely not, ma'am. Wrong episode. Okay, so um, Mark is going in with Andy. Okay, so I've got a vote for Andy and uh, um, a wasted vote for Adam's family. No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) Okay, guys, we need your votes. So Andy Griffith is where we're at versus the Twilight Zone. I know the graphics aren't there, but we'll get them there. You know, don't worry about all that. Anyway, um, so Josh, I'm going to let you I'm going to let you start on this one. Andy or the zone? I went to the Twilight Zone. That's not. But that song was written by a guy from Springfield. Tom Whitlock. Really? Yes. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, d- say the name again. Tom Whitlock. Oh, so Whitlock. not third eye. Not third eye. Okay, gotcha. I was like, whoa, yeah, you just Whitlock. blew my yep. mind. Okay, he's gotcha. He's the same dude that brought Incubus onto the table. Yep. And he's from here. And yeah, and he, he also, also wrote uh, Take My Breath Away. Yeah, that's it. He, he won an Oscar. Oscar award winning really? guy from Springfield. Yep. My uncle's played in bands with him. Wow. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's, hey, there's a good one. Um, how did I not have Right that? in for Doctor Who. We didn't choose that one. We have that. Okay, good. I was like, we did have how that did I miss that? List. Okay, It good. just wasn't chosen. Gotcha. Um, Elkie says Twilight Zone. Easy. Uh, and uh, Lisa says, I feel like we're in the Twilight Zone right now. So that gets me. So that gets me vote. Ah, matey, that gets me vote. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, I like the way you think, my ass. Uh, yes. um, Mark says, my other favorite instrumental theme songs are Night Court and Sanford and Son and Charlie Brown. Mark, rest easy tonight knowing that all three of those are in the master list right. and will essentially, or essentially, eventually get represented here on the show. So, okay. good, good, uh, good write-ins. Um, okay, while we're still waiting for yeah. people to give us Twilight Zone, mm-hmm. we've got like two votes yeah. and there's, there's more than that people watching. 
Um, oh, I missed. Uh, hang on, I missed Dean say, "Gotta go, Andy." Gotta go, Andy. And uh, now we're b- caught back up. Okay, so um, all right, fellas, uh, uh, Jody, we'll go with you on this. I'm a huge fan of the Twilight Zone. I think it scarred me as a little person back when I was a little person. Dude, it scared the socks off of me. I mean, between that and those darn ape people, but um, I think. That even through the other brackets, this is going to be the winner. Yeah. Andy. Yeah. I'm going for Andy. Fair enough. There you go. Um, I'm going to. There you go, Ronnie. <laughs> Brian says Lisa's drunk. <laughs> yeah. I would be too if I had to look at that profile picture. He would be too if you had to look at that bumper. <laughs> hey Brian. Love you, Brian. Speaking of which, you ready for this, Brian? I've upgraded. Brian will know what I'm talking about, but I'm gonna go ahead and, and show this. And this no, I don't do this every episode, but I am doing it tonight because I, I, I knew tonight would be a good time. I found this. Now I don't know if you could see that, but that is um Espre- espresso cream baileys. Mm. And uh yeah, it doesn't get any better than coffee flavored coffee liqueur. <laughs> So yeah, uh, rolling with the good creamer tonight. Right. All right, now then, moving right along. Uh, Josh, mm, no pressure, buddy. No pressure. Um, oh, what, what? I like the experimentalism of Twilight Zone, so I am gonna go. Okay. Oh wait. Somewhere I've got it. Okay. There it is. All right. The experimentalism of Twilight Zone. Just, I've got to go with Twilight Zone. Hmm. Wow, got to go. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I, I, Andy's I, had a good run. I will ask to for you to expand on that, like just a little bit. What do you mean the experimentalism? Well, like I said earlier, just kind of the notes of Stravinsky in there, the tone, the tonescapes that it creates. Uh, you know, so I, you're talking about the experimentation of yes putting that in with in with a tv theme and so right yeah right it really was there was nothing else like it out there um and it so fits the theme of the show so i'm gonna go twilight zone okay that's uh, that's a respectable argument um (laughs) lisa says yep that's why i'm drunk (laughs) elky says eight people scare you planet of the apes scared you jody guy cotton gim yep solid yes there Mm -hmm. you go Am I by the? I, I meant to ask that at the top of the show. Am I saying that your last name right? He did. That's awesome. That's Cotton Gim. There you go. Okay. Yeah, nice work. Not not a uh, like that other show that calls you Cotton Gin. No, you got it right. Randy got it right. Everybody got it right. I am. Yeah, not Cotton Gin. This is funny though because like uh, remember Lou Whitney was married to my mom, uh, so forever I got called Cotton Gin, which actually was an Eli Whitney thing. Oh and then my, my mom gosh. ends up marrying a Whitney, and this you the poor guy. Half, yeah, it was just on and on and on. Man. And on. I mean, if we're if we're toasting to Moses, we've got to toast to the the correct pronunciation of one Jody guy, not gal, Cotton Gim. Correct. Good water. <laughs> um. Uh, uh, uh. Okay, here we go. Kim says Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. So we are up five to four. Ooh, it's really close, man. Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and do this. I'm gonna cast my vote. My vote, and to me. 
again, I feel like this is such a strong song. It's an easy decision for me. Not that it's a landslide vote. It's just an easy decision for myself personally. I'm going with Andy Griffith, which means um, we've got one, two, three, four, six, two, one, two, three, four, five. So if you want to break it, this is a tie it up or break. Yeah, uh, we're down to the wire on the final one, and you have a chance to change the outcome here. Um, Yeah. Uh, Ben Garcia says hello. How's it going, Ben? Good to see you. Thanks for being here with us. Um, And uh, cheers to Jody. There you go. Uh, Andy, Andy, uh, that only counts as one. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I think that's uh, probably going to be the nail in the coffin. Um, Brian says, hey, Ben. (laughs) (laughs) You can't be talking like that with that kind of picture. Oh my God! I, I'll I'll behave. There's so much going across my mind, a thousand miles an hour. Um, let's see here. Mark says I lived across from Mary Tolliver. So, uh, that was my grandmother. Oh really? Absolutely. Uh, Mike McCorder's going. Andy. All right. So see, um, I'm glad I'm glad Mike that even though you weren't being able to be as totally represented with Little House as as you were, you at least got the right. Um, Good job, Mike. You got you got a good uh, vote for the final answer, which means that Andy Griffith over here is indeed the winner. So um, now then, let's let's, uh, let's some clapping you and yeah, um, I've got some over here somewhere. But before I do that, that's uh, oh come on, there we go. Um, I had one job. <laughs> All right. Are we ready for this? Here we go. Um, let me get this together and that together and this and go. very nice very nice andy griffith for the win um man i gotta be honest with you that was fun i really enjoyed that a lot um you guys really had some great input um josh uh very very uh much work went into your homework and i appreciate that Mm -hmm. and and that's also a part of why i think that it would be a good idea to go ahead and have you guys both back if you're both willing uh i don't want to twist anybody's arm or anything um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think that the idea of keeping both of you on for the same, um, you know, the same train of thought, I think, uh, would be a great little thing. So, Let's do it. yeah. Um, Lisa says Al Gore would like to challenge the vote based on the <laughs> hanging Chad ballots. Well, um, yeah, actually Al Hutches is the one that's down in Florida and he would probably agree. Uh, however, we're in the middle of the country and, uh, we have no hanging Chad around here. So, yeah. Um, let me change this more time real quick to that and I will get this going and, um, do to do get that up here and this, and there we go. And there, okay. Hey, we're back to normal. Okay. So, uh, I think that's going to kind of wrap everything up. I didn't mean for that to happen that quick, but okay. Um, Let's see here. Elkie says, congratulations for uh, the win. Andy Griffith wins. That's right. Um, keep your, uh, what was it, a silver bullet? Is that right? 
or a single bullet. A single bullet. Okay, sure. Uh, keep your. He uh, wasn't hunting vampires or <laughs> werewolves. What Ange? Ange, the monsters live right down the road. I'm not. Con- I'm not thoroughly convinced that Aunt B was not a vampire. I'm just yes. saying. <laughs> Let's get that conspiracy yes. going. I think that's that's totally Facebook worthy. Um, Deb says, "Thanks, guys. Good show. Thank you so much for all your participation, um, everybody." Um, Al says one more thing before you go shot glass. Thank you. Good night. Great show. <laughs> Here's to shot glass. Um, okay. So, uh, yes, I want to, um, shot class rules. Okay. I want to say, uh, again, a very honestly sincere. Thank you to both Josh and Jody for being here. Um, so right. I, I, I do want to recap right now. Neither of you guys have a show on the calendar yet, but you're both looking at next year as uh, kind of a, a restart of of playing music out yeah we are talking to clubs i think we've got some dates offered we're just narrowing them down okay fair um and uh same kind of thing for you jody uh, correct like you're just kind of waiting for the turn of the year and and for some uh solid scientific uh we're waiting for breakthrough i mean just to be blunt we're waiting for everything to get safe yeah i mean really safe um Uh yeah, I think it's horrible to have to take the big pause, but it is just a small pause. I'd rather be pausing than sit at someone's funeral and think I would have done anything for yep. them to still be here. Yep. And that's the way we feel about our fans. That's the way we feel about our families. Um, so our big deal is that we're just going to we're going to hit the pause button. And I don't and, think there's anything wrong with that either, Jody. I think you, that um, I think that um, it's easy to say, you know, thanks to everybody for being here, you know, for coming to see my band, that kind of thing. But um, I think it's a time um, for the most part. Um, not to be first of all, nobody should overplay, period. But um, it's not a bad thing to to wait and um again i've got like 600 things going through my mind all at once sorry um but um it's it's not a bad thing to want to wait and not be greedy and say oh i want to take the show because i haven't played here or because i need the money or because x y and z um if if you again i I said it on another uh talking shop episode do what you feel is right for you and for the people um that are in your life so whether that's your family, your bandmates, your friends, your fans, whatever, do what you think is right for that, and I don't think you can go wrong with that. I, um, I, I'm, I'm doing it for the for them, for yeah. the people. I mean, I'm a strong yeah. believer that I was brought onto this planet on a certain day. I'm going to leave this planet on a certain day. That's just the way I believe. Sure, but I don't need to be running around licking doorknobs and trying to help people get hurt. Yeah. So yep. we are going to wait, and then when we come back. We'll give you 150% because, I mean, every day I wish I could go play a show. Every day I yep. want to go do the thing I've been born to do. Yes. But it's not that time. It's not time. So shows will come. We'll be right back here at the Riff. We're, we're you know, a home base, we call it. Yeah. We love Kent. We love the Classic Rock Coffee. We love the Riff. Um, we are looking forward to, you know, the future. And until then... I just hope people like you and podcasts and social and everybody can just do the right thing and, and, yep. and stay in touch. But then again, safely, stay safe, yeah. stay smart. Yeah. I mean, come exactly. On. Yep. I don't want to sit at someone's funeral and think mm. I would have done anything to prevent this. Yeah. And if I'm running around just trying to, you know, pretend that I know how to play drums and entertain people, I'm, I don't want to be standing there. I don't want to be standing there. So we're going to wait. We're yeah. going to wait. Nothing wrong with that. Thank you, um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Absolutely. Um, Deb says she thinks the same thing. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of people of the like. 
Uh, did I get the seven songs? Great show as always. Stay safe and healthy. Hashtag strong Springfield or Springfield strong and hashtag Missouri 2020. Um, and Dean, uh, your bandmate agrees. Yes. Um, uh, I'm not sure if I got all seven, so I'll have to refer to the comments after the show. Did you send a King's X song this week? I didn't. Oh, man. Oh, man. It, I think it's he's still at this point. It really is. Go from six to five. Have you sent me? Had uh, I'm going to be totally honest here. Have you sent me like their their back in black? Have you sent me like their this is their go to song like for somebody that had doesn't know them? You know I love all their songs. So like I, that's so I'm asking yeah. like are you are you picking like the deep cuts like the like oh you're Besides. only a real fan if you know Dogman? I don't know I don't know their catalog. No so. no actually that was probably one of their more recognizable songs. Uh, other than over my head. I, I don't know. Have you heard that one? No, you haven't heard over my head. Uh, you might want to give that a shot. All right. So we'll add that to the, that seven. was like their first hit. So we'll add that to the seven for se- seven songs and seven days. And dude, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> now I, I, I do want to say this and I don't know. I know you said that you were uh, watching the show the whole time, but just to make sure, and I want to say it right here while you're, um, it's not even like, it's been fun giving you crap about oh, King's dude. X, yeah. but here's the thing. Like, it's not, it's not that I'm burying them because I, I think they suck. It's it's whatever else happens to be in the seven songs in seven days. I just you know right. it, it it's a little bit higher to me. So yeah. it's not that they're bad. I'm not saying that, but it is now that we've got a thing going. You know, it's it's kind of fun. <laughs> um. So Al says uh, in closing, is it too late to book Josh Poole for a Festivus party? <laughs> uh, well, I will say how much you have shamed me over the past year <laughs> <laughs> and disappointed me in that part of the Festivus ritual right yeah standing um, around the pole in the middle of the room oh lord <laughs> all right well fellas that's going to wrap it up for today's show um going off of what jody said please do be safe out there and remember that times are hard for everybody right now so may your coffee and your love of music be strong but your sense of humor be even stronger we'll see you next week and uh stay tuned thank you guys <laughs>